0: You know what? I think we're gonna be friends. Special friends. And when
1: I'm with friends, I like to have fun, 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 fun!
0: People of earth How are you? A lot of earth, I'm on my heart and on my head. people understand my intentions.
2: Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the headband hero, Eric Shea. I'm the headband hero, I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 390.
3: Hey, yo, Eric. Are you, you, you ready for 390? Hey, all you there out in the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Indeed, we have a cool little podcast for you. I think that there's going to be a big return uh, for at least this one show. We'll see. We'll see. I know what uh, that we'll means. Stay- You'll have to just wait and see what that does mean. But here we are. We're ready to go. We have a bunch of big books. And before we get into all of that, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And then check out our Patreon account. The Patreon account is Patreon.com slash Weird Science. Where you can get a ton, a plethora of shows, including what we like to call the Badass Picks Spotlight Picks of the Week. That's what I call it, but it's next it Thursday, sense. me and Eric get together, two books picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew,
2: uh-uh.
3: Uh-uh. and this week you ended up having a big number one, Batgirl's number one, but also Wonder Girl number six, so that heading into the trial of the Amazons, and then we kind of waxed poetic about different books and, and laughed about stuff afterwards, so isn't that cool to have, but with all of this, we have a bunch of stuff, so we're going to get right into this, because now it is time for the Badass Roll Call. Hit it! Uh-uh! Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, None guys. I'm here boop, to boop, say hey, the Roll Call hey. keeps going every yeah, every day. day. <laughs> here we go. Here are the Badasses of the Gifford Group. People. Jacob Benson, Ronnie G. Saunders hey, Comics and Pop Reviews, Ted Frogs. I love Punchline. You hey. can have some Punchline. I don't know how much we're going to love it, but hey... Michael, S. we have, Forrest Poly Camp, Joseph Wadsick, my man Matt Razor, Dr. Matt, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Matches Balone, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Jason C., Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Arake, Cellar Dweller, not the attic animal, Cellar Dweller, I'm sorry about that, Mark Jaeger, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Abir, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Mark, Luke, Simon, Luis, who we'll hear from later. Man, I hear from him. He's a wacko. Andrew in Belfast. I always get these emails. I did it again. It's every email from him. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh from Million, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, and Double A, Ron from Minnesota. Shout-out to the all-time great Reggie. Reggie. Uh, uh, uh. There's the shout-out, Eric, and are you fired up? Are you fired up? To this I was not until
2: that last uh-uh-uh. Then I just kind of got sad and depressed. You don't like that?
3: Uh, 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 uh. There we go. Remember when I did that Transformers song and we lost, like, 10,000 listeners? Uh, 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 uh. There you go, Eric. Yes, yes, I do. Thank you. you This is the way that we don't ever have to get to 400. Ah, yes, my transformer song or sound. They're converters now, though, right? Isn't that the official term for those toys that you get? I don't know. But we're going to go off right now. We have a bunch of books, including a bad section, Eric, a proper bad section that we're going to get to right now.
0: On, you know, hey man, these keepin' blew up my home I got to, hey man, they'll put you right in your face The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face Hey man, a fierce b- state is insane Hey man, Who got them down the drain Hey man, will bad them stand out, blam blam He said he had to save it, but he, up uh, then he I'll uh, lean on it man, cause he's album's gonna stick in the magistrate city, I don't lean on me cause they ain't got time
3: to check it. In the magistrate city, see how it's safe. It's not right. Yes, Eric. What One more time. Jim? We have fear state. Yeah, well, we have fear state things in the urban legends we end up having magistrate and fear state stuff kind of mentioned in the i am batman aren't they as well, just scarecrow
2: so things at this no, point no
3: it's based on the fear state they mention it so i'm going with it i figured i can have one last time with that unless they keep doing this even though some of the timelines and some of the things mentioned in these books very odd very odd indeed especially the i am batman the idea that it's that book feels Already disconnected from everything We said it before, now it just feels like hyper time Uh, You know, it almost feels like They're getting out of Gotham, going to New York City With that, because boy, they have painted themselves Into a corner, and let's get going And I really think that That book at this moment needs A a new landscape of things to kind of go So I, I hope that that New York City Change will end up You know, being something That will be a positive for because that seems weird. But that's not the first book we're starting with, Eric. And if anybody wants to read the written reviews for all these, I don't know if if words are still things people deal with. Though I might start doing all my reviews and emoticons. That was a thing that I thought of the other day. It'd be awesome. (laughs) I said I do my things on Grammarly and I was very proud of myself that I end up where I put this in the slack, a screenshot. I got a compliment. I think everybody gets these, and I swear did, to I God, as well. Grammarly ends up really trying to pump you up, like you're like, "Oh, me and Grammarly are gonna take over the world." I better write more than so and so amount in our entire yeah, like yeah, Grammarly but subscription. Dead. It said that I have 97% more unique words than everybody. And I said in the thing, I guess they count curse words and like stuff like badassery. Well, as you imagine,
2: you know, Batman's a unique word that a lot of people don't Maybe. use on that. You know,
3: what it is, Grammarly has a, a deal. And I, I do fight with Grammarly constantly as I'm writing the reviews. The idea that I go and I'm like, in this issue and they suggest you use issue a lot. Why don't you say problem? I'm like, I'll, I'll kill you, Grammarly. I'm not talking about issues like that. Come on. Come on, Grammarly. And then Tanya goes, are you yelling at Grammarly again? And I say yes And then she serves me the papers I, I don't know, I don't read them Eric It could be divorce, well, it might hard. actually be so, You know, some sort of a that,
2: That's why I'm always trying to give you Like a little bit of a like a, a reward here Because like, come on, we know how hard it is for you that's champ Go right. get them
3: I got some good, you know, good scores They said, but if yeah. you want to go and read those Go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com champ. And you can get all of those And then, yeah I'll, Then I put in one of Eric's reviews, and it's it asked me why I'm cheating. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Grammarly gets. I don't even a know what that edgy. means. I don't know. <laughs> that I, I don't even know. But we're going to start with big book. Huh? It's big, all right. It's got a bunch of stories in it. It is Batman Urban Legends number ten. And coming into this, a lot of people were excited to see the Tim Drake stuff. Wanted to see what uh you know end up where Megan Fitzmartin had had. Tim Drake come out as bisexual at least in the last time. He was in the book, and then the big return here. And I, I didn't see anybody talking about it, but boy, I think some people, if they thought it was going to be more about that, they might be a bit upset. But I thought it served well to kind of show that she has something a little more. It's just a weird timing of it, but we also end up having a Tweedledee, Tweedledum story that'll finish an Azrael story, but then a Teeny Howard, which I don't know if you realize it is Teeny Howard's First time at DC. This is her big grand entrance here you, in titty? this book. Get so we have that. But here is, and we'll go through all of the, you know, credits and the creators when we get to each story. But I do have a blurb this month in Urban Legends. We get two holiday bat family one shots and the conclusions to the Azrael and Tweedle D Tweedle dumb stories. The one shots are okay, but have some odd characterizations in them. The Tweedledum ending felt a little forced, and the Azure story, that's been hot garbage from the start, so I'm not going to end up being upset about that. Urban Legends is like, the facts of life, Eric, you take the good, you take the bad, and then it's up to you to decide if it's worth the $8 price tag. But like Natalie used to say, when's lunch? Getting here, I'm hungry, Eric. That's what Natalie used to say. I don't think she did. She may have. I, I saw that on a documentary at one point, but... The idea that you get this, you know, Tim Drake story, everybody was excited for it, and oh my God, Dan and she—you need had the continuation
2: pushing. at this point because now that Tim has come out as by, the next step he has to do is t- like tell Batman and reveal it to him and see how our Cape Crusader reacts to the situation. And yeah,
3: and he doesn't really react that much, and I again, but I did not he see, react
1: just enough? You no, know, he
3: reacts enough, and that actually wasn't Proud that of bad. You. you know what I mean? But. I don't know. Who's this Tim Drake? At one point, is, is he Rambo? I mean, he is Sylvester Stallone. The art is very odd at points. But then you kind of get used to it and go in. My problem in this is that there's times when we get upset that things don't jive in books. But then there's times where Megan Fitzmartin, she seems to know the beats that have happened or, or things that she's heard are going on. But things just don't feel right at points. She ends up mentioning things that we kind of have already passed over. She kind of ends up saying things that aren't really showing in a lot of the books and things like that. And I thought that it was, you know, just quite frankly, just Tim going to Bloodhaven for, you know, a day when he's been in Bloodhaven for a lot of this time, making it seem like he hadn't been there. That was one thing you end up mentioning about Bruce here. He's just flat out broke. He has no money. He can't even afford to, you know, buy some food for some people. Uh, but in the meantime... But he still does. Yeah, well, he he borrows money from people, they say. So he does well, do get some money. How you think he keeps money. The money he has? Well, I guess. Maybe that's his ploy. like, yeah, I don't have any money. Well, but the idea yeah, was- of
2: the story, though, with the back-and-forth nature of where, you know, it's Tim talking to Bruce in Gotham and then Tim, you know, fighting and talking with Nightwing and Bloodhaven, going back and forth for the, for the idea of what, you know, Bruce Wayne is going to be now because he is down and out once again. And I just don't understand what this is because we have a situation where Tim has jumped back into the role as Robin, as Nightwing tells us in this whole thing, because Damien's off doing Damien Wayne stuff. But the thing is we have never actually seen really Robin be Robin with Batman for the longest period of time. Like he'll jump into here and there and do different things with heroes. But where is he staying? What's he doing? And like this, cause he's like a young kid. because they de-aged Robin to be like 16, 17 years old again. And I'm like, I don't know what Tim Drake as Robin is doing.
3: The funny thing is, like right before or at the beginning of Fear State, he declared he was Robin again, but we never really saw much of it. And since that, he's sometimes just read Robin, and he's been hanging. Yeah, and he's been hanging in Bloodhaven. Also, the idea that kind of made me laugh, where you start the story and you are putting a timestamp on it. It's a oh, month after Fear's on Okay, I'm I'm stitching myself up. Batman in his own book has, has bailed. He's left Gotham. Yeah, it's for a case or whatever, but he's leaving. And you have him here saying, not a time when I can leave Gotham. I got to be in Gotham. No, no, you you kind of left. It's a weird deal where I actually thought this was going to maybe set up, you know, the detective stuff, even though it's not Megan Fitzmartin's deal. But the idea of, you know, I got to make sure these kids who's going to be in charge, whatnot. But he keeps saying, I got to be here. I got to be going out and about and whatnot. And so that felt a little off. And you end up having this deal where throughout this whole thing, you're going to get a bit of the cliche with Tim Drake of I can sense when Batman's dark. It doesn't go full out. But like I said, it just seems to just be there because that's Tim. You know, hey, he goes to talk to Nightwing and says, hey, I, I noticed this darkness. I noticed this. I go. And then Nightwing comes off as just a, a jerk in my mind. Now, it, it, it makes sense. How long does Nightwing sense, have but, to freaking you know, take care of Bruce Wayne and pull him from the dark to see get him to stop
2: brooding? Like, how many years has he been dealing
3: okay, with this? Th- th- he is. But the thing is, why would he say that? I mean, here's where I he's think. he's honest. I, yeah, no, I think of Dick Grayson being honest is to say, listen, Tim, you kind of got to get your own identity. Why don't you worry about that? Not just fill out two pages almost just like, I'm done dealing with him. I can't stand. I'm sick of it. I tried. I did this. And, and just where it's in my mind so that you're making one character look like an ass to make the other one elevated. Like we talk about all the time makes Tim Drake seem like a better guy because he's worried about that. I didn't like the play. For Nightwing in this just because Of that but that's all he's there for And that's what kind of gets me is He's there just to say screw Batman Screw Bruce I've tried well, not only that,
2: He is trying to prove a point that you know Tim does not have to tether himself to Batman And the Robin persona because D- Dick uh, wants to see him
3: grow and evolve To become his own true self Yeah the weird thing though is he doesn't even say that He more says listen Damien's Robin You, you gotta figure out something else He's gonna be back I mean even that I wish it was just listen I know that you want to worry about Bruce. Everybody does, but he's a, he's a big boy, and you are at a point in your life, you know, even with like you're saying a little de age like you got to start thinking about yourself and figuring out things a little more. And if you need help there, or if 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 you ended up having Dick say, "Listen, I'll take care of Bruce. Don't worry. I've been through this a million times. You work on your own self and and try to come you up with some other your name, own future," he yeah, says. and say that. Well, I would like that. But when he does say, though, he's like, hey, I know you got comfortable going back to being Robin while Damien's out of town, but he's earned that name now, and you deserve your own future. So he's saying you kind of stepping well, you, on Damien's toes You have to think about the inflection
2: well. you're putting on. It's still a lighter inflection than, you know, he's
3: earned that. And, you know, come on, he's earned it a little bit here. <laughs> Yeah, well, even if you say that, that makes it worse, I think. That's like me saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, do this. Cause thing he has that, earned it. Yeah. Well, he has, but it's, it's weird to have to remind him of that almost as if you have. The idea that the bad family's talking like, oh, Tim's regressed. He's not acting himself because he doesn't want to grow up. I don't get that. I think in this point he's already well, made some the steps up. That's the thing is we
2: had him. that situation leading into what we had before, even when the last, you know, Robin thing where he came out, the idea how distraught he's been with the idea of – um his uh personality they're like he doesn't know who he wants to be his own like you know identity crisis if you want because this is a whole thing leading into this where he is just regressing to what he knows even this conversation with dick where this is one of the first things he did as tim drake learning about batman and bruce wayne they're like you know i figured out that you were robin i need you to be robin again because bruce wayne needs you because he's become a dark guy since this it's almost the same kind of feel again and dick with this idea i mean uh tim has regressed again, and he needs to move on to become who he's supposed
3: to be. Yeah, I just, w- but we haven't really seen much. Up, we we end up having him come out, and you know, with Bernard and that stuff. Where he, I mean, did he? It almost feels like he de-aged from that story because in that story, he was pretty, you know, on it. Where he ended up trying to track some things down or whatever. I never thought that he he was trying to maybe deny things that he felt or didn't really know what to do. And he did talk to himself. I don't know what to do now. I'm going to go with that. But in this, it almost feels as if it's Dick Grayson just telling him, listen, you got to do your own thing. Don't worry about Bruce. But in a way that just felt over the top nasty and mean to me. I, I just, It really just played out as a, you know, make Dick Grayson look kind of shitty just so you can see how great a guy Tim is. In the meantime, they're fighting Tusk tusk can't catch a goddamn break in any of these books i mean this guy has been killed like 17 Look, the times. thing is
2: it's been a weird thing where you know before we had mongo elevated recently in the character department before what he was was just a character to show up for superman a punch in the background and do something like you know real quick cameos and stuff like that that's what tusk is to nightwing right now and i'm okay it, it, with
3: it yeah at one point i mean i wish that tusk is like listen i i know that i'm one of your deals but seriously if i find that damien again i'm gonna kill that ass look he, he had the he
2: tusk was, like you know grown back or glued yeah, know, back on i don't but know he what was dead,
3: and that was the thing we're saying he that he came when, back at death metal when damien died back in new 52 you ended up having a package that was sent like after the fact like it, it arrived after and it was like hey dick I always knew that you wanted to finish this deal with Tusk and he ended up sending up the Tusk Gosh, there.
2: It was a Tusk. I don't know that he killed the man. Maybe just I believe that he just he a little bit. bit. But then
3: he ended up showing up again in, yeah. I, that, what, Gotham City Monsters? And then he had he, problems. He, he showed up
2: again on something that Tomasi did and he realized it
3: wasn't well, messed that up was from what again he did before. Too. Yeah, because yeah. he even said he messed up. But wasn't he in, he was, wasn't he in the Gotham City Monsters? I, don't I think, think he, he ended was uh, Killer in that Croc's joke.
2: friend and he ended up getting killed, and that's why Killer Croc wanted revenge. I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember. And again,
3: that. in these anthology issues, you're not going to sit again, there way the over the top is, and say, but he just keeps we, coming we back. everybody does. universe,
2: Jim. Everything's back to normal. Tuska's back, kicking ass, taking names. He's back, baby. Yeah, and so
3: you have this fight, and it, I, I just... Maybe
2: look can have two arms again, too,
3: now. Maybe. You end up this fight, and I kind of get what Tim is saying, but it felt like a weird way, like a more convoluted, confusing way to show that Tim's smart. And he's kind of a detective where he just jumps up on a building and goes, "Yep, used to have windows like this in Bloodhaven." A hundred, yeah. I'm like, what's he going on about? And even when you it's see what
2: happens, it's
3: a nature to try to get Tim to defeat Tusk. Just to say that these buildings they're not that stable, even when you have it because he has an explosive disc and a device. He jumps down. He does a pretty good. I mean, he looks like Ray Mysterio fighting Caveman, How small he, but he ends up going and giving the you know the the forearm shiv to tusk who goes down and he says nightwing i'll take care of this you go do your thing wink wink i love when you see dick who's just kind of peeking out a window he's like hit it now they're gonna they blow up the building you didn't really spell out a lot of things about this building i'm like did they just kill a bunch of people you see that you know some of the things are boarded up so you're gonna assume that it is you They're know, just deserted. homeless people at they don't matter. Well, yeah, really. I mean, They're seriously, squatting. squatters rights my ass. Uh, it just made me laugh because. The progression of it, I had no idea. The fr- I had no idea what was going on. Well, I it l- takes
2: pages to see what the hell he's talking about and feels disconnected from what he's initially talking about, the idea of like the water gutters being rusted and the way that the buildings were built 100 years ago, opposed to 60 years ago. They go and do all this stuff just for fucking Dick Grayson to put a freaking explosive disc on a certain spot that cl- collapses
3: the building on Tusk. I'm like, just say that. And even with that, not really spelling it out to Dick, who then is just looking through a boarded-up window giving the thumbs up. Like, what is That's that? called
2: brotherly trust. That
3: is. But yeah, I mean, the whole idea is he, rec- and it's a cool deal if it would have played out better. He recognizes the buildings by the windows, the spouts. That means they're 100 years old. 100 years old in, in Bloodhaven means that they were done by a certain guy who was known to make buildings that were shitty foundations. That You know, all of that, but it doesn't play out very well. And I just laugh when thumbs up, but they take down Tusk, who might be dead again. I don't know. He's just he's laying fine. there moaning and groaning. Like just, I'm telling him. you, I think there's rebar coming through him and you end up where he's there and, and you get kind of jokes, not as jokey as the last story with Teeny Howard, but jokes of, you know, not even joke, like I got the Tuskmobile coming and I get this. I'm like, all right, here we go. But all of this is to, come out of this and at the end I don't mind the story as much because of the idea that maybe we will get a new persona for Tim and maybe we can evolve the character and go forward. I say that. All I want him to do is be Robin at this point in time because
2: eventually Damien will will become Batman. I just want Tim to stay Robin almost like I talked to you earlier in the week about the idea of Tim Drake and Earth Two back in the day, you know, like you know, years and years ago, decades ago when that character, he grew up, he had kind of a, like a uh, Robin slash Batman esque kind of costume that he wore with like the R on the chest with the little bat wings coming off it, where he was essentially a grown up Robin. So I want that particular. T- uh, t- yeah, you like well that grown up Robin deal. Where he is just a grown up
3: Robin. This is who he is, and this is who he chose to be from the get go. When you picture Damien older, do you picture him as he's going to grow? Or do you picture him as like four foot five, like? Because I would love he's to not have this DeVito. I would, I love having this little Batman and a big Robin. I've looked at the future, Jim. He's pretty big with his freaking trench coat back. Yeah, then that that future you don't want to get to. But yeah, that's you end I'm end coming, up where I'm going, baby. Fuck future state. So all of that with the idea of don't you know work on yourself. Don't worry about Bruce. It, the problem I have again. It didn't feel like Nightwing to me, but then it doesn't really play out as much in the issue as you would think. I thought that then he would leave Bloodhaven and then go back and talk with Bernard. He, he talks to Bernard on the phone. Hey, I got to figure out some things. That That's fine. And I, even in my review, I said it's kind of maybe the smart way because people who are haters are going to look, oh, is that all it's going to be? No. You know, Megan Fitzmartin saying that's just part of this. He's still, you know, Robin at this point point, doing things. But when he goes back, He ends up trying to help anyway. So is that like, oh, you can't, you can't stop that good guy, but. He ends it doesn't up again. make any
2: sense, though, so because he goes to Batman who desperately needs help because he doesn't have anybody in his corner, especially an Alfred. And that's why Tim's here to help him out. But, like, I have a case. Let's go work on something. Something was brought to my attention. And they go to a church to find out the people have been coming to this church, what seems, like, nightly and just taking whatever they want from this church. And it's such a weird thing because this is what people have devolved to ever since Fear Day. Like, what you have is mine, and that's the way it needs to be. But when Dick and – I mean, when Tim and Bruce get there as Batman and Robin – the thing is, the only reason they're on the case is because Detective Williams called Robin when he found out about this thing, but Robin seems surprised that Detective Williams called, like, is there? I'm like,
3: he says that he called you and you're Detective Williams? I'm like, but he, he said he called you, Robin. And, and even with that, at one point, I, I don't know, Detective Williams might be a zombie. The art there when they showed that one eye, when he's like, what is wrong with him? But Detective Williams, who is new to Gotham, But even so, this idea where he's the one who says, and and his husband is an officer, it seems, right? He says, he got the call, he gave it to me, I'm the detective. Oh, Detective Williams. And so then he goes, yeah, people don't call the police because the police people shoot people dead. I'm like, man, you are not really hip on the force here. He knows what's going on, though. But I think that he he just means his husband. He's like, I've seen that guy. (laughs) He's got an itchy trigger finger. But the idea of this is so weird because you see the outside. This church is like the Sistine Chapel. You, you see it. Oh, we're going to close it down because now maybe, maybe you gotta kind of do, I don't know, lock the doors. I have no idea. The idea that it's been looted and then the looters, it's not like these looters and they seem to be the ones, right? They're like, we're going to take it back. We're going to get some stuff. They're not really undercover. There, there's a guy with a baseball bat, a bunch of people with guns and other people with knives, maybe. A Somalian pirate in the back with a big machete. I'm not sure, Eric, but they're not real. Well, it's
2: not only that. You have a group of assholes who are coming to storm a church to take what's the, like, what they claim is theirs. And as this mob is moving forward, they're not having like a chant in unison or anything like that. He doesn't have to, Peacekeeper, what was our last hope? No one will help us. Batman left us to Scarecrow. Can't trust the government. The police can't protect us against supervillains. We're on our own. I'm like, what is this? As these Wouldn't people you would mention, like
3: to see that maybe the Sierra got to them a little get something a little more the of this moral because authority? yeah that's something with that because the idea the peacekeeper one was our last hope can't trust Time the government to go to the streets with butchered knives and handguns peacekeeper one was part of the government that that mm-hmm. was part of the problem and that they're yelling just things that are just going one part like well, we're was, not talking it was, that about more the peace that was more of a private sector kind of but thing but it was that it was hired by the the mayor. It was yes. part of the deal. So it was a them saying, sector that came in and did it their was own still thing. So in my mind, they would look at that as a government thing. It, it, it was the idea that the government hired that. And now they're mad. But Peacekeeper one was right, though. Everything we saw with that Peacekeeper one was beating the shit out of people. Not him himself, but the magistrate. If you went out for milk, it it's just there. You like the rules, Jim. It's just there, like at the end with the scarecrow. It's just this continuation of an event, but it never really jives. These people are just walking around in the rain with weapons to maybe go and grab stuff. Like it's the internet, or the are they just bored and this is what they decided to do with know. their race? And so they're there. And, and now we're going to get back to what I said before. And again, I don't mind this, but it's in a lot of books now. With the idea, we, you know, we had it in the one thing, Nightwing and Batman talking about mental health and we, we can't just throw these people in Arkham, that sort of thing recently. And this is Tim like, come on, Batman, we got to do things better. You know, your way didn't work and we're going to do this and come on. And so Batman goes and, and solves this mob on the, you know, on the move with one of the most loving and caring hugs I've ever seen in any comic I've ever read. I don't ever want to see it happen again. He is caressing. This guy's side of his head, and that guy looks like he is weirded out as shit that Batman is doing. I understand
2: this. that maybe Batman doesn't have to be the fear, like, insignia that he's been. Like, the idea that people are, like, a fearsome lot that are going to look at him and try to be better people. Because, But when a Batman comes down here and pulls you in for a deep brotherly hug and holds your head against his shoulder and caresses the side of your face and says, I couldn't save you from the Scarecrow, but i got to be better for you. The people of Gotham, like... You're not Batman
3: anymore. What are these? Like, the one lady's watching with her butcher knife right there. Like, is he going to go through? Is this a meet and greet? Is he going to get down? Plus, She's not
2: crying. The rain's just in her eyes. No, that's
3: true. (laughs) Tim's right there with the look like, how the hell do I get a hug like that? Fuck is this. I haven't gotten a hug like that ever. I mean, seriously. Maybe you Batman went, doesn't need a Robin. You went to heaven to try to get Damien back. Look at me. I just need a you hug. To a apocalypse. I mean, he went everywhere. He put on a bat armor that was seeping his life away. But this guy ends up where... I don't get that this guy's a. Hud- Let's like, just imagine if this was you. Now I would hope that you're not rioting in the streets, but you end up you're, you're not a touchy-feely guy. <sighs> don't touch guy. me! I'm telling you, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you'd be
2: on. That should make you more angry. Well, I just imagine if the tight suit is out in the rain on, he's gonna smell like bo. I don't want to be oh, fucking yeah. pulled up into that.
3: Yeah, really. He is caressing. Like it's not a hug Like here give me It's a caressing hug Where he's putting him on his chest Go to sleep baby I I just didn't understand it I ended up as a joke I ended up uh, giving you some pictures As it got closer and closer (laughs) Into this guy looking like The fuck happened tonight Like This is a night this guy will never forget It's so weird But the sentiment is okay but you didn't have to go. It's like it's Megan Martin goes a little all, too far. Bruce
2: rounds up all of these people as Batman. He goes and rounds up even other homeless people on the streets. He takes them back to that church. He gets them awesome soup.
3: Yeah. Batman. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the best with be I'm there. Uh, you, you end up, though, even when he's rounding people up and, you know, oh, that person looks sad looking at a photo. Come with me. The softer then- side of Batman. What, what was the deal then also like when you end up having the manger? (laughs) I don't even know what was going on in the church. I know. What is, is he, is that, he looks like he's going to go because I see the guy he hugged right there. Maybe he's like, I got to satiate this guy's hunger for, looting. You get
2: this weird little idea. At least I did the idea. Like, you know, Batman's kind of still a dumb bro. Like one of those like parody things you see on YouTube about Batman like that. But he's like this, hey, Tim. Look at this stupid man. It's a little baby. It's pretty cool, though, right? Look at we'll it. Look at it. It's like he's what got a diaper. What are you doing? You are taking this off the church manger. You're putting it in your hand and you're handing it to t- Tim right here. What is Tim going to do
3: with it? I, I, I swear he's like, hey, pretty funny. It's like he's got a robe that's also a diaper. Isn't that neat? It's pretty like, cool. This is the softer side. The, the humor we don't get from a Batman. uh, Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool baby right there. Reminds
2: me myself. And to continue our story, though, for Christmas, Tim makes it so that for at least five minutes, the bat Signal can turn on over Gotham, and Bruce can have this, and, like, someone's getting
3: fired. Now, with with all that, too, you also have, uh, again, people might not think it's enough, but I, I, I give props to Megan Fitzmartin. The hugging and the caressing of a violent mob was a little too over the top, but the conversation with Batman and Tim about Bernard and things like that, where I think that pe- Batman is spot on here because he right away, it's not like, oh, that's the best thing ever. Batman accepts it if he doesn't say anything. But he says, what about Steph? At least he's thinking of the whole family. You know, Did oh, I told her, you know, we have a long talk. And, and he's like, OK. It's
2: been due for a long time. He says, I'm like, what does that mean? It's been due for a long time. Yeah,
3: really? Well, you know, uh, I don't know. But yeah, so with that, too, though, and this is what I said about. Megan Fitzmartin's really trying to do the job that we like, tying it into other books, tying it into the grand scheme of things. But also, we have seen that that single lit up a lot of times since that idea of it maybe been shut down. Well, we saw it just when After in this deal. Ended. At the end. That was only a couple yeah. weeks ago at this point. So when you had that mentioned, it just feels like, okay, you probably had this written Back somebody got fired. Yeah you got it back Yeah really No the best would be Out of nowhere Gordon comes flying up With that baseball bat And just shatters it <laughs> no, again No
2: it's the name on now Just doing it
3: That'd be funny She comes up And we find out She's a lefty Eric it'd be great That'd be awesome She's a lefty Better it smashes it Throws it over the thing Yeah probably she's Getting her ass reamed Right now about it But at the end Like I said it It's nice enough To have Batman Accept him Hear about it At least get that But some of the things Also I love when you end up having this thing where Tim was helping him stitch up. And again, you didn't push it, but you get the idea. Alfred used to stitch him up, so you end up having Tim do it. And I like when he gives him this, here's this automatic stitching kit. I swear to God, I went one week later, Batman has stitched himself to the fucking couch. He can't move. He's like, get Tim here. I don't know what the fuck this thing is doing. He's, yeah, I can't scream and I'm not in space. He actually looks like the scarecrow, but we'll move on to The next story, the next story is the Tweedledee and Tweedledum Down in the Rabbit Hole Part 2 of 2, written by Sam Johns, art by Carl Mostert, colors by David Varon and letters by Tom Napolitano. Just as a shout out, I don't think I even said the other story was Megan Fitzmartin writing, but art was by Alberto uh, Albuquerque Jimenez. So, just so you know And the art was pretty good in that Once you got used to Sylvester Stallone So it's not very good right? No, I like the action and stuff like that And I like Toss Williams is a
2: zombie And Tim Drake with Sylvester Stallone
3: Yeah, everybody with a costume on looks okay Tim loses that weird look once they get going But uh, you, you have this next deal with the Tweedledee and Tweedledum And I really like that first, you know, the first part of it Part one, last issue And this, it continues the feels as you go, but then things get really wonky as if, like, this should have been three issues and you had to tie it up really quick with saying that Batman helped out and sent, like, this weird deal by the end. I I
2: don't understand what they're trying to tell me with everything with. D Tweedled and Tweedledum because we have Tweedledum go to the freaking hospital. And he's like, I got a fucking bag full of cash. I can get this shit done. Like, I'm going to get a freaking D a doctor. And when he's there, like, oh, fill out your paperwork, take a seat. There's a lot of people in the emergency room. March Hare's there because she's you know, apparently just, you know, fucking up trying to score some money. And then D, uh dumb, loses his damn mind. It's like, look, I have all this money. He starts shaking it out to the point where everybody in the emergency room starts taking all of his money, including March Hare, which I'm like, yeah. I knew she was going to turn
3: on his ass. If she would have stayed with him, would have stole from him. Yeah, isn't it weird though? Like she did steal from him, but not like you don't want to make her look like a real jerk. It's it's weird. Like, what do you mean she by grabbed... not? Well, she she grabs a lot of his money and runs off. Yeah, because he threw it in the air. Everybody's grabbed. I mean, they don't. She knows she's taking it, but he's just throwing it in the air. I mean, you can't. Well, he was
2: throwing it for the nurse to go and grab it, and everybody's came and
3: she's diving for cover, and the, the shit's all going around. But like I said, he's just he's a piece of crap. Listen, I don't care what you say when you're in the club. You make it rain. It's in the club. Make it rain. Rules plain and simple. He ends up firing a gun. So now he's a piece of crap, but he doesn't know what to do. He freaks out. And yeah, then he puts, I thought you were really going to get something when he puts the gun like in his, in his pants. I thought we we're going to get a Plexigo Burris, Aaron. I don't know if you know what that means, but no. yeah, it's when uh, a guy from the Giants back in the day, he was in the club, Eric, and he had uh, sweatpants on and he had the gun and, and it went off. Uh, but yeah, with all that, his car is being impounded. It's weird though. He shoots a gun. The GCPD come. They're going to get him. Then he has enough time to run out the back and go to this guy who's taking the van. Tweedle D is not in there. He ends up holding him up and Batman pulls him down again in a convoluted, convoluted like way it progressed. You can get tied him in, goes down into a micro cave. But then things get wonky. I, I well, get, not only did,
2: that, we have t- a Tweedledum thrown down into the sewer, into a microcave where then he then wakes up in said microcave where Batman is, already has all of this freaking hospital equipment and, like, beds and different monitors where D is already hooked up like he had done this beforehand, taking mm-hmm. him out of the van. Yeah. I'm like, if you want? And the whole idea that he then has to say, look, Mad Hatter's done all this stuff to you guys' brains. He's going to die because of different things. I can do this thing where we will only give him, like, weeks to live or something along those lines. Or we can take him to Bell Rev, a human prison, and they can do all of this stuff. But then you're not going to be able to be treated very well. You're never going to get out of this whole thing. But maybe your brother or your cousin can live. I'm like, it goes into this long, drawn-ass staff thing where this goes to, like, Mad Hatter watching the TV then about Tweedledee and Tweedledum being sent to Bell Rev. Like, how dare they go and try to take my brain technologies?
1: Yeah. It's weird. First off, he even that's says, "That's what Mad Hatter sounds yeah, like." Yeah, you're like, "What are
3: they doing there?" Oh, on no, this, yeah, thing. Classic Mad uh, Hatter. You end up where, like, how quick is Batman working this? Also, it makes it feel like that micro cave is any guy who's like, "All right, got to go to that." So, oh shit, I'm in the middle of a micro cave. Uh, well, but no, uh,
2: micro cave four B is just the medical cave.
3: Yeah, that's what it is. And you end up where you end up this this description. Even what he says, well. You can, you know We don't have to do anything with him You can hang out for a couple months And you'll be able to be with him until he dies But he's gonna die Or we can sell him to Bell Red And doesn't even give, like, he'll be fine there It's like, well, he might not be the same He may be, I don't know But this idea of these characters who we seem to think that they are on at least the up and up. We see they have some parking tickets and things now, but a lot.
2: And we saw it right away in the first
3: part of the series. Yeah, that. But if we take you to Bell Rev to get treated, you're never getting out. It, it's that you only well, it's have such a an weird idea too, because
2: they he says that Bell Rev is a place that people don't get, ever get released. I'm like bullshit. They have the freaking Suicide Squad out of there who then work off their like you know their years on the freaking like their uh. They're tri- I can't think of what the term is like, but the years of the sentence. sentence. Yeah. yeah. They're
3: sentenced. And so I'm thinking like, to myself, dude, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm sitting there He's thinking also. Down. Yeah. And does this mean that this is a way to get them off to the, because besides you, but, but if you send him, he'll live maybe, but you'll never see him because they don't release him. And then, so then he basically, you know, the sacrifices, I'll go with him. You kind of get that off penalty. So you can get this announcement, but. This is Tweedledee and Tweedledum that are going to Bell Rev probably on a, you know, a favor. You, you would think that Batman and Amanda Waller have had some, you know, wacky things and there would be a favor. But no, they're just going to be incarcerated there and already on this press conference. They're there for life. Though so they haven't had a trial yet, and even then, I think that the whole idea of this would be that they can't really go to Rev because they've been screwed in the mine by the mind. <laughs> there's so many well, weird thing things is, with this. Like,
2: there's a whole idea of opinion piece. And it looks like the,
3: uh, like, yeah, you go, yeah.
2: The c- the citizens are criticizing the federal law enforcement for, like, you know, taking these people to Rev while they're awaiting trial. And the idea that they says, career co- uh, costume criminals, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, were both apprehended earlier today following a string of unruly behavior. And this is what the crime is: unruly behavior.
3: And the weird thing is, they're indefinite there. detainment. <laughs> Just think of this: they say it in the news thing, indefinite detainment, but awaiting trial. Yeah. What, what if they're innocent? And, and well, that and, happens to everybody for
2: the most part. You have to wait in jail unless you break, like you have a bond. But
3: you don't go right to Bell Rev. That is this crazy, and deal. that's why you, the
2: citizens are criticizing them. But they don't know about the Batman freaking
3: agreement. They're, they're even spelling out on the news report that. There's, I, I can, I don't even have to be a lawyer that I think I can get them off of any unruly behavior. They're saying that the Mad Hatter tech is fucked with their brain. This is almost like the idea of having too many concussions, the way it plays out here. The the thing that I really want to know though is, why would this be news? They're just getting taken to Bell Rev so that they can look at these things, and Batman seems to be involved. What did Batman do then? Go up and say, hey, police, there they are. We went through all this. Riff. This seems like something oh. where Batman would just call Amanda Waller and say, hey, you want some more experiments? It would be like that back and forth. You're experimenting on things. We have some people who need help. I don't know why Amanda Waller herself has to get up on a podium and have a press conference because – Well, I don't Tweedle think Amanda Waller
2: down. can be called right now because she's on Task Force X Island and wanted by the government right now. So I don't think that she's uh, like going to be a part of it. But Bell Rev as itself is being She's like,
3: on the TV talking about it. They've is got that a who whole Amanda yeah, Waller? That's her. She says our responsibility to ensure the safety of our inmates – the cousins, oh, yeah, she but, is there at the well, end. That's her. Okay, why so is is she a, having a takes press conference. before this whole thing. I yeah, don't know why. Yeah, she wouldn't have. Like, imagine a press conference. Every single person that goes where they had No, that, that's, like, you don't do that. That's undercover. You, you never tell people. It's just weird to just have that deal where. And, and she full out spells out everything there so that Mad Hatter could be there in your voice going.
1: Why is this going
3: well, on? is this a
2: part because the Mad Hatter's getting pissed and they're going to screw around with the tech that he's been doing? Like, this is mine. It's not theirs. They can't get their filthy hands on it. And then the books are like, see what happens with the Mad Hatter with the freaking Arkham, like, what, what was it? The, uh, the Arkham, like, the world Arkham City, that one, yeah.
3: The Arkham Damn City Waters Order of the one. World. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not reading they're that. to do get that. some Mad Hatter stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, just, I just love the idea where he's like, God, nabbit! They took me, me, you know, things. It's just weird the idea. Also, he pretty much yells that snitches get stitches at one That's point. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've heard that. uh but it 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 really was kind of an upsetting, a two parter. in the first deal really was really good. So I, I don't trust Marshall. A Chair. little bit upset. Yeah, and she. She's rich. She's just running around now. She's going to spend that she all on a few hundred dollars. She's buying smack. She's going to spend that all on like, to, like carrots and things, right? Isn't that what she does? Smack. Carrots. That's what she calls That's heroin. That's what she calls heroin. Carrots. I'm going to go get me my salad. That means crack, cocaine, meth and heroin all in one. Eric, we're going to go to the next story though. And speaking of Dan Waters from that there. Arkham City deal, we have him here on the Azrael and Dark Knight of the Soul, part three of three. So this is ending as well, written by Dan Waters. Art by Nicola Sazmazizia. Colors uh-huh. by Ivan Placencia and letters by Ariana Mayer. And so you end up having this Azrael story that I swear to God, I, I end up reading this, and we talked about it on the Patreon Spotlight. There's little tidbits of a story. I'm like, that would be awesome. The idea the of the Knights idea. Templar going o- off and, and going against a racial goal because how dare you? A holy you war man.
2: and the freaking like 1100s going you. on with the Templar knights against the League of Assassins and the Lazarus pits and stuff like that. The idea of a slight against God that racial goal is by living forever and bringing people back from the dead. This sounds like an amazing story, but all you have. Is that this list didn't work out well for the Knights Templar? And the lady that we saw at the end of the last issue, she's one of the last lineage of the Knights Templar. And she's what did she call herself? What her that name? is the poor fellow. The poor fellow. Hey,
1: fellas. <laughs>
2: like, the poor fellow. And like, she's it, all it, like, it, all she is there to do is say, hey, you know what, Asheville? We're both kind of descendants of, you know, the Knights Templar, you with the Saint Dumas, even though they're not around anymore, me personally, but they're like, you know, my family lineage. But guess what? I'm holier than thou. Suck it, boy.
3: Yeah. And and, and basically, this whole thing of zombies rising, Lazarus resin. Yeah, rising, we got all we're, we're that doing stuff. the same
2: thing, but less interesting. All,
3: but all this is then is not resolving any of that. It's we kill just them fools who make the Lazarus resin. That's why the poor fellow is there, but at the end. I guess you're supposed to have these feelings of, look at Azrael, look at that good guy. He's gonna go sit next uh, to that that. that I
2: thought it was Judgment Day. It's not. Go to Time They're freaking sit next to that guy, and just like, like the life that you have yeah, right what now. What else
3: do you get from this? I mean, three issues of, of this. And the story ends up at the end not making me like Asriel. And the art, again, is is it's stylistic. Powell, it's stu- you look like you're an angel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Are, are you an angel? I love the last couple things where you end up having to talk. Uh, these are the true kind of miracles, the small miracles in which we find him. It's not enough. I don't know if it's enough. It has to be. <laughs> and like, then at the end, Asriel's
2: journey continues in the pages of Arkham yeah. City. I'm like, oh, no,
1: I'm really?
3: uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to miss you guys. You, you mean that one shot book, the Arkham City? Like as a two shot. Asriel in this, I like, just, the idea that he's out and about. He's going to kill the poor fellow who just shows up. The idea to tell, everything's just thrown at you in a way that is this actually a story? It it feels like an outline that just never All was. All I want to see is
2: the Knights Templar take on the League of Assassins in their early form. Have Sensei there, Raishal oh, and maybe freaking right? Mother Soul and stuff like that to show race setting up before he even becomes Ra's al Ghul, the freaking like the demon to show up at the beginning of this thing and having them fight against the Knights Templar. Yeah,
3: and then you know at the end of that story, Azrael will be bedside with Bringin the guy. Vandal Savage. Is it enough? It might be enough. It's enough. Is it enough? It's enough. It's Eight is be enough. Eight is enough, <laughs> Eric. But yeah, it's, it's nonsense. We get to the last story here. And this is Teeny Howard debut. And it is Nightwing in Bats of Christmas Past, written by Teeny Howard, art by Christian Doucet, colors by Sarah Stern, letters by Becca Carey. And I do like the art in this. I think the art is pretty good. Uh, it's a uh, way too jokey at points for me. And the jokes are the pop culture references that you would know if you're a bat fan, but also Kind of cringy at points. If you're a Bat fan, in my mind, I really, I'm really shocked. Who ex- is Yeah, man. yeah, stuff like that. I really was waiting for Shark propellant to show up, and then I really would have lost it. But well, even that's not so, even so, you set up. Well, is the scarecrow's people worshiper like none of that really even makes sense to what we had in Fear State? And we keep getting no, these no, no, things. No, no, no. The
2: thing is, it, well, from what we had in Fear State, it makes perfect sense. I, I say perfect just because we were told one time. Yeah, a bunch of guys are still doing scarecrow stuff afterwards. Yeah, I don't, I but, don't
3: think that these are them. I think this is supposed to be a whole other group even because those guys were taken down by Batman. They ended up being there you when know, he punched them, them out. And um, we never saw it except one time because Batman but punched also, them
2: out. you have these guys in Bloodhaven trying to freaking, you know, fear toxing up a freaking Kmart, but then drive out like it's almost like they came to Bloodhaven. And then while they were here, like, oh, shit, boys, we've got to gas up the truck. Let's go fuck with this goddamn store for a little bit and then drive the rest to Gotham just because N- Nightwing needs to get to Gotham.
3: Yeah, yeah. And here's what he says. You know, harrowing holidays to you. We bring a message from the scarecrow of Gotham. And I'm thinking to myself that these assholes are from Gotham, right? It, yeah. Like that they drove there. And then went back. I'm like, I don't even get the idea of being there in Bloodhaven. Then they just leave anyway. So they, they end up We're giving Probably this. went to the
2: boardwalk. Just I very don't
3: know. odd. Uh, but even the the Nothing start, like the
2: boardwalk in December.
3: Yeah. They got their station place. You know, they're going to give these people. And the idea, you oh, know what GS5? really is scary? The GS5 crowd that are, you know, at each other. One lady's about to straight up stab another lady. I just and, don't
2: understand this. Like, hey, that GS5 is mine. Nice try, heat M- M- miser. I paid for it. Have their seat. That was real nice of you because it was clearly in my car. Yeah, until you looked away and you, t- <laughs> you put your guard down. She stole it out of this lady's thing. And then, oh, you're wrong about that, bitch. And then she pulls out a knife. She goes, Nightwing swoops in, takes the knife out of the hand. And the lady who would have been stabbed said, hey, give her a knife give back. her her knife back. I don't understand Bloodhaven people. And the thing is, Maybe I don't want to understand that
3: Maybe, because that was the weird thing. At first I thought she said give my knife back and I'm like, Oh, they messed up. They no oh no. It really doesn't make sense. Hey give that stabby, stabby lady the knife back so she can kill me. I just want to know the
2: progression of this, where this lady is going around with her car. It's Christmas Eve. She has a PS5. Everybody wants this shit, and she's going around. She let her guard down. Maybe she dropped her keys bent over, and this lady went and grabbed the PS5, ran to the cashier, paid for it, and this lady didn't realize it. doesn't make sense. Hey, nice try there, taking in my thing. I was like, nah, I paid for this. Got the receipt and everything. You will put your guard down, (laughs) and I took
3: it. Merry Christmas, bitch. And and with... With this all, you end up where again, Teeny Howard is one of those writers having some things over at Marvel. I um, mean, you know, done some reading of her stuff. She likes these pop culture references, things like that, and it just gets too much. It ends up where I want a story, and I'm going, and she wants to, you know, be yuck yuck. And again, I felt like reading this that maybe I'm you with that flash book that I'm not having the fun that some people would have. But even the idea of the story, again, earlier you had Nightwing. I don't care about Bruce. Tell him to shove off. And then in this where there's a legitimate (laughs) scarecrow attack, whether it's scarecrow or not, fear toxin attack in Bloodhaven where you end up having Dick Grayson trying to desperately stop it. Barbara calls and goes, I don't care what the hell you're doing. It's Christmas Eve. Get back here to Gotham for the party. She even says that she can see what's going on at points because of his visor and things like that. And she says no work should be done now. Just stop it and come back. It's horrible. It's so weird that she just won't listen, that there is a huge thing going on and people are going to die. And she just doesn't care. She says, we, well, Jim, we had this all set up. This is
2: a Christmas Carol-esque story that we have going on here where Nightwing doesn't want to deal with Christmas time because he's not having a very good time. He's going to go out to the Scarecrow freaking minions, and he is visited by three people. You know, the Batgirl is a Christmas past, present, and future. And in that, is this a fear, toxin, hallucination the no, entire she's time? she's on or is the it a phone real thing?
3: before he gets toxin She's on the phone. No, no, not
2: that part. After that, I'm saying this entire thing he sees with the Batgirls. Do you see that as a fear toxin freaking hallucination, or do you see it as some weird portent of the future? Here's
3: the thing with all of this: the idea that the fear toxin and Teeny Howard is trying to play a game where, because he has been exposed to the fear toxin before, even though. If this is the new brand and stuff, it shouldn't really matter because ba- Batman ended up getting. We don't know what this fear toxin is, but the way they're playing off of fear state into this is a little wonky. But I don't get the idea that because you say that Dick Grayson, you know, I was a kid, you know, different times I de- that it's affecting me because this is not fear toxin dreams anyway. It ends up being the walk down Christmas past, present and future. It doesn't really make sense. So. The idea of it going, I don't know, <laughs> it, it plays off really odd because the Cassandra deal at the end kind of, inter- you know, it is, isn't, and, and you go. But even Because then- I'm just
2: saying, the idea, if this is some kind of weird Christmas miracle where Dick gets to see what happens with his family and knows things that he shouldn't know just under fear toxin, with Barbara saying this thing, you need to stop what you're doing right now and come home. Maybe she was right because the thing is if Dick would just stop to listen to her and gone off and done what he wanted to do, he would have been dead and every Christmas would have been ruined for the Bat family for every year after.
3: But also the weird thing is like he goes to Gotham on top of this truck of, of fear toxin and then he wants to get a lot of convoluted stuff going here. But if he didn't go, there would have been a huge attack, you know, a fear toxin attack and whatnot. It just the whole thing is just it's a weird setup to get the Christmas past, present, and future. It's a really odd deal because you have to go with this idea that, you know, it's of the mind, you're having this, but what is going on while he's having these crazy delusions and things like that where these guys are legitimately pretty bad dudes and have a full tanker of freaking fear toxin going back into Gotham City? Some of it's nice. Now, the big thing about it is by the end, I actually thought that you don't really, I didn't get any feels from it, mainly because, you know, oh, it's a fear toxin thing, maybe, whatever. But I didn't really have, like, oh, man, Boy, that, that's yet? one. Well, I don't know. But, like, the end, like, I really expected this to lay heavy on Alfred. And she tries to do a little. But even the, you know, back girl showing up and he's like, I don't think it's really you. And you don't boss me around and you're spine and whatnot. Let me take you back to the Titans Tower and we'll see what's going on. And you just kind of jump in and see that Jason Todd at one point went to talk to him on Christmas. But, you know, Dick was too busy pouting. Dick was cowarding there. because
2: Amen. Bruce never called him. The reason that Bruce never called him was because Jason had left and gone and to find Dick. And he was desperately Dick, looking Dick, for him. And was looking through the windows waiting to see Dick. But Dick never left his room because he was waiting for Bruce to call. And Bruce never called because he was worried about Jason. And only if Dick would have not been a little fucking whiny little pussy bitch, he could have called Bruce and all of this would have been worked out. Everybody could have had a fine Christmas. And here's where we start with our story. The idea
3: that Dick has to allow people to have a good Christmas because they're just going to fuck things up. Okay. So that, people could say, that's awesome. That, did this really happen? He's in a. Fear Toxin Dream. I'm he would, it did. He would not know that, though. He's learning it from a dream from Fear Toxin that he is not ever involved with, but yet finding out and the deal because he's well, yes, hanging the in is the is air.
2: It's the idea that he knows that this happened and this thing, did it actually happen? Or is this what his mind's making up to tell him what happened and why things didn't work out the way he wanted back, you know, years ago? Yeah, so, but, like, yeah. but it's such a weird idea because as he's being all freaking led through this dream state of the past, him and, you know, Batgirl are invisible. Until the, the like, hey, are we flying? Dick falls out of the air, smashes on a car, and the Jason Todd, the little Jason Todd, hears something and turns around like he knows. And the car the smashed;
3: <laughs> it's just smashed. Also, the idea that you, again, Teeny Howard throughout all this is going to do her little jokes and things like that. Pretty much, that joke is the Bugs Bunny when you realize that you're floating in oh, air, yeah. then you fall. But i don't need and the thing if this was some way to do this without this fear toxin deal if there was a way that you can show and really show that yeah this did happen we can assume it must but how would he know that in a dream of fear toxin that's affecting him and like no fear toxin ever has but in the meantime while this is going on he's really getting gas and at one point i said earlier but what i meant when you would have people go. Well, he obviously has a breather. They all do. They always do. And he goes, "Well, I could put on the breather at this point, but I'd risk hitting the button, and then Barbara would ever." And I'm like, no, that's weird. Also, the idea that he goes in the back even nothing and goes up that. I know he says he has a breather, well, I know and what he he's says, not going to use how does that work? it. Work? It's in his butt cheeks. I, I don't know. But then you end up butt having. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie Brown shows up of the of the fear state, the fear state, fear toxin mine. Like, hey, I'm here, and things start to get wonky of, like, what is going on, what is real, as he's getting toxin out. But this is the seeing what is going on right now, but it doesn't seem legit exactly what is going on right oh, yeah. now in, in the Bruce Wayne's brownstone. They're all
2: waiting for Dick Grayson to show up so they can do Secret Santa. And in that, Cass doesn't, like, she has Dick Grayson for her Secret Santa, but couldn't find him anything to get, which leads us to our, like, you know, our... uh fat girl a, fi- a Christmas Future here where that she then goes and gets him a present by kicking all those scarecrows' ass and that's you know, Merry that's Christmas. That's
1: okay. That's that's kind of fun, but, but Dick how does he all know this stuff? exactly
2: is it <laughs> is it fear toxin Jim, or is it some strange christmas miracle
3: <laughs> it's some wacky forced miracle i mean even there, like, like I i love the the idea of dukes there i'm like that's cool that's really cool having them all there and stuff like that but Why Why? and how and and when because this is Exactly what's going on at the time So how can this be I would have liked that at the end Where Dick is trying to like Tell the story and he's like well My mind was messed up and I think now that I'm here whatever but nothing really Jives just again it's just to get This nice little deal and in the future You see that if he ends up Dying if he ends up not Going to that dinner What not Yeah you're gonna have Apocalypse You're gonna have Crazy stuff You're
2: gonna have Every Christmas The freaking The scarecrow crew since they've, the t- purge, able to right? t- since they've been able To take out A Bat family member On Christmas Eve Every Christmas Eve After this They go back on the street And like you know do, Pretty much do like you said A purge situation So every Christmas The Bat family Have to be on alert And fucking wait For the city to start burning
3: Yeah so then Dick Thanks ends a lot, up going Dick I love the idea too Is that you know He kind of comes to and, and the other You know way to force things in is is that you end up having Teeny Howard say, I end up getting toxin, but I really because of my exposure before, I really get out of it quick. So at one point I love where they're they're just he's laying there like a fish out of water and they're just gassing the shit out of him. But the minute they're taken out, Steph might have, you know, checked the CBs okay. (laughs) She ends up getting these guys and then leaves and then the works up, yep, that was me. Oh, along, and you're like, "All right, but what about those other two things that make no goddamn sense but you know and and obviously in in a future, he could think, and that could be guilt of him thinking about this awful future thing, whatever, but the present and the past very odd to me, but overall, it's just a holiday thing, but still. It kind of made me like, eh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the best good story enough, but it's, in this issue. Yeah, it is, it, it is. Uh, what would you give this that overall? The idea
2: thing that when you have the back of the Christmas past, present, and future. When you have the back of Barbara Gordon in her classic back girl costume it makes me realize how much I miss that costume and how much I want to see more of it. Cause it's the weird part is every back girl that we have in this for like the ghosts of the Christmases and stuff like that are the best versions of the back girls you've ever seen because. You have classic Barbara Gordon Batgirl. When you have Steph show up, you can't even see her face at first because you have her hood up and she looks so badass. You have classic Cassandra Cain Batgirl with a stitched-up mouth kind of thing. It looks Everybody looks amazing in this. And the story is hokey as shit. You don't know if it's fear toxic. You don't know if it's a Christmas miracle. But you know what it is? It's nice.
3: <laughs> it's okay. And it has lighthearted jokes in it, even though one lady's yelling, please give that lady the knife back so that bitch can stab my ass. Well you don't go to Bloodhaven. Uh, but you do have... You know, the jokes and a lot of them are in the mind dealing and, and having some fun. So that's fine. Like I said, it just there's a convoluted bit to it that I just didn't get. But overall, what would you give? This? Six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go six point five as well. But what is next?
2: Next up, we have the I am Batman number four written by John Ribby with art by Steven Segovia, Christian Ducey, Rex Locus and Troy Pateri. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to Gotham, it turns out that Jace Fox has uncovered a conspiracy to move the Magistrate Project nationwide, and everyone involved who could spoil the beans like Arcadine and even Simon Saint, are murdered to keep this next phase a secret. Essentially, though, it's just that the Magistrate all over again, while we continue to have remnants of what the Magistrate was still in Gotham, but weirdly it seems like the Seer might become an ally of the next Batman, and boy does he need it as the Fox family continues to struggle with their decisions.
3: Yeah. And this book is going to move to New York City. So whatever kind of team up or whatever, maybe we'll move there. Maybe we will find out. And at one point.
2: Well, I don't see this seer being the same one that we have. Ex- I was going to
3: say, I'm fully expecting to find out. And I'm surprised that it was still going with the same name. I actually thought that in this issue, we might have gotten little hints that it's not the same thing. That it's different. It's not matching up. A it's lot of never things felt the same. No, in any no. book
2: that does the seer, they're all different seers. It feels what like what you
3: had with this, you know, Jace Fox, Batman, and the whole future state, fear state, all these things. This book never fit in the grand scheme of things. It seemed like things were written before, and and I think that what it and means changed is, to try yeah, to match yeah, it up changed. as much as And then even like the idea of. The seer mentioned first in this book And then all of a sudden The anti-Oracle becomes city. Like They were trying to scramble To make things fit And it never really fit well And I think the best thing to do Is to get Jace out Out of Gotham Get him to New York City Let's deal with that Even have it like and In such a way That we already know And if you didn't You're just reading this And all of a sudden Chubb You're going to be in New York City I'm like Ooh, you're getting transferred, kind of, Chubb. Yeah. I love you the idea that a
2: Batman, a mask, go, and you're freaking didn't arrest him. When that's all we want the police to do right now. He
3: saved everybody. Your ass is getting transferred, Chubs. Yeah. I, I love the idea because when I think about you know, it, don't I don't your know badge. why. Yeah, really. Give me your three guns. I I go with the idea a lot of times when things like this happen. Obviously, we go by the movies where you know, give me your badge, give me your gun, the other gun, all that. But I also go with in my mind for some reason about like radio hosts. Where you have, and this is just from when I used to listen to stuff Where you want to get to New York City And when she's like, New York City? Like, it's the worst thing ever I'm like, why would that be so bad? She even says, "Ah, eh, well, I don't really have ties here anymore But it made it seem like they were talking about, you know Getting sent to Moose Jaw or something I mean, New York City, that's a pretty cool thing uh, Is but, it? Yeah. Well, in, in this, it's better than Gotham, I would say I don't but, think so know, it would be, be funny. She ends up driving off and it says New York City fifty miles, and then when she pulls in, it's just Gotham again. Somehow it, it, it that's because it cut is. But you end up I, I'm just now
2: putting it back so I'm trying to think of what heroes work out of New York City and stuff like that. And I can only hope that you know Kyle Raider Man no real heroes, DC oh. heroes, Jim. Oh that uh, freaking Kyle Raider gets back from the Vegas <laughs> system and because he lives in New York, then you can have a next Batman Kyle Raider team maybe at some point in the future. That'd
3: be cool. I wouldn't mind that. My clockman like worked out of the New York City. I think during the New Fifty Two. My my the weird thing about this is at this point where we are. Me and you like Jace. A lot of people don't. That's fine. Everybody has their reasons. Some weird, some hateful, whatever. But I know you know we were going to have five G. We're going to have Jace. So they're trying to get this in there. It almost feels like maybe we could have went maybe a little hyper time or something because it always played out that way anyway. And just have him in New York City and have actually like a more realistic, like a, an idea where Batman isn't around and he ends up deciding to be Batman. But going to New York City and getting out of Gotham, I think is a, a, could be, you know, something that will elevate the book a bit. So we don't have to, but just having the Fox family, all that going on. But in this issue, y- you warned me a lot. Where you're like, yeah, you get this weird new magistrate type of thing. I love this idea. Not only do
2: you get a weird new magistrate, but you have the remnants of the old magistrate who just are too, too legit to quit because they keep on going. They keep it
3: on, keeping on, Jim. Yeah, I'm telling you, at, at points, though, when they're like, listen, it's like meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I mean, they didn't really even try to change up the look to be something different. Who People hate that magistrate. So here we are. I'm like, really? I think most people would be like, ah, the match for well, That's the and thing. Run. It's like,
2: here's that new peacekeeper armor. I'm sorry. We call
3: it Talos armor now. <laughs> it looks exactly the same. Yeah. We're, we do a little different with the visor. It's, it's yes. basically what it is, is it's vanilla ice. Well you still ice. have
2: peacekeepers running around though. And as we saw in the back, girls, the saints.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla ice with the, hey, it's different because that's that dendon and then that that's all that is. That That's all. Totally different. Talos is totally different like vanilla ice. And it's ridiculous, but. You end up continuing that whole deal where I told you that was, like a Jeffrey Epstein, like a lot of other things going on, where the one guy was murdered, they end up where he's in, and then you have Simon Saint, and in this, I'm like, "Ah, what's going on, Eric? Do you think that he is legitimately dead?
2: Simon so Saints I totally think he's dead.
3: Yeah, yeah, so then there goes... there. We averted Future State, I guess, because he was in there well, no, and he was running things. You were
2: telling me how you thought that it was just Peacekeeper 1 was running
3: things. Yeah, no, I said that's what it looked like they were going to do, but we saw Simon Saints legitimately with them birds... Up there in this thing. So we're changing some we things here.
2: Things. It doesn't seem the future state that we saw in any kind of Gotham state is like, you know, going to be the same way.
3: When James Tynan left after at the end of Fear, it really seemed like this was going to be a setup where Simon Saint was going to work for with Amanda Waller at one point. So I wonder if that's going to go anything She's with by the US and things like that. But with all this stuff going on, it seemed really big to have Simon Saint completely murdered here where we didn't really see it in other books uh Up until here and it's just it In a book that doesn't feel Very connected What do you mean we haven't made. seen
2: it up until here because this is where it happens though
3: Yeah no I'm saying though the idea That James Tynan was given the wink wink Like I said he he was on house arrest He wasn't in jail he was on mm-hmm. house arrest Already released and she was Watching over him the government was watching Over him at his house arrest All of a sudden here he he never got out. He got killed in prison. He got out, but then got killed right away. He was doesn't bailed really make, out and then went to yeah. go meet the guy who was but actually it, it the head of him. Yeah, it doesn't match up, though, what we saw in the end of the, you know, what they said about the well, house I thought they said that things his lawyers like were to get him house arrest. No, they said he was on house arrest being looked over by the government, who they said was using his tech and things like that. So. I don't they know. They did say that part. I know that. Yeah, I, I don't know how, you know, what and whatever, but this book still, like we said, it just doesn't really jive well with the other things Well, that's anyway. the thing, is it's
2: a weird part where it doesn't jive with everything else, and I'm fine with it for the most part because it can do some new and interesting stuff, a lot like the Superman Son of Kal-El, where you have new versions of heroes you know with the same name, and you can see how in a new day and age how these individual heroes with their own personal backgrounds will take on the task and the mantle of that role. So seeing Jace doing that to be more of a Batman of the people or more like you know of the streets kind of Batman and stuff like that that's interesting the same thing with like John and the way that he wants to save the world more than his father ever did but when you had these characters like I like the individual characters like seeing how the Fox family is reacting with their decisions the turmoil they're going through and how Jace has to deal with that while being Batman as well but when the story itself for being as disconnected from everything else as it does doubles down on the magistrate the only thing we've dealt with for over a fucking year at this point it seems like why would you do that? You've just doubled down. And this is what nobody wants.
3: Yeah. And the weird thing about it is, like you said, we're taking it nationwide, but just you end up where at this point and I say that the book will be better served in New York City. Maybe it would have been right away. I have a feeling though that now you're almost letting the people said, There he's not Batman. He's not Batman. Well, now he's in New York City. I told you, look at that. I think it might be the beginning of the end. I don't know that many people will care. Of a Batman in New York City We like the character well, that's where We're go. But I'm saying though but That's you where people thought that originally he was... cared about him no. Jim No the people originally cared Because they thought he was going to replace Batman That's why you ended up no, having people buy him No I'm talking about
2: 1939 go. when Batman well, was in yeah. New York City
3: I'm saying oh, yeah <laughs> But with this it feels like it'd be like Yeah I don't need to read that anymore Even if you say it's in continuity It's in a continuity in New York City Yeah I'm going yeah. to ditch it Then to add to that to get this intriguing story, you have, you know, Magistrate 3.0. I mean, it is the Magistrate with a different coat of paint. Nobody liked the other times. We had them, and we thought we were over. That makes it seem like, okay, you only had a story that had to have. This magistrate, this was well, not only state. that you
2: had the magistrate that was working with Fox Tech to do all the stuff they wanted to do with the cyber stuff like that, and now we, like you know, Lucius Fox and the rest of the family have who have like you know, were all about this. They saw all of the problems that happened, and now that you have the man behind the freaking curtain right here, Victor Newton, who was the head, like you know, in charge of Simon Satan, everything he was doing. He's like, all right, business is still going on. Lucius Fox, like, no, I think we we saw how bad it was. Two bad bitches were doing the yeah. again yeah, <laughs> nationwide. We got a kind of, we're going we got nationwide. nationwide. <laughs> Fox Tech has made our our Talos program possible, baby. I'm like, so we're just continuing on with what we had before. And hopefully it just becomes the breaking point. Because even when you have freaking Tanya Fox and Lucius talking about the idea of uh, Lucius still having problems ever since the Joker War and how he refused to get help because he can't afford to have that, you know, the idea Bad publicity for the idea that the Fox family needs you know, therapy or any kind of help based on stuff like that. So he refuses. And the the family is just going to be torn apart more and more than it is right now with Tamara, who has awoken from coma this issue, but the idea with the drugs and different comas that she's been in, the, the family is just falling apart, especially even with Chase Fox being the fuck up that he was when he was still Tim Fox. There are just problems left and right, and I think the family is just going to deteriorate. And I'm, I'm here for that because I like like I want to see the Fox family do good, and ultimately, but I'm here for the character drama and how this plays out because right now that's the most interesting part to me.
3: Well, in this issue, that's pretty much all you get, and and I I still like the idea, you know, Tamara's there and they're like, "It was Mass who did it, you know, your daughter keeps doing it. like any sort of even when we reboot and reset things, she still ends up going back to the H. Which you really gotta does get her suck up because
2: then. the character was doing so well in the Red Robin series before the new 52 happened. Like the idea that she was almost like Red Robin's sidekick. She'd follow him around and like make sure. And this is the point when Tim was still like Tim Wayne and was in control of everything because Bruce was like, I de- believe dead by dark side and stuff. So he was in control of Wayne enterprises going around to the like world trying to find like, st- like uh, the idea that Bruce was alive somewhere. She was a cool sidekick to him. And they were like the Wayne empire and here she's just been in a coma for like the last decade because of freaking rat catcher and drugs.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mask. I, I love, where did you God learn that? Masks. From the masks, Dad! All right. Now with that too, where it's a weird, and what I said earlier about John Ridley and, and this book, the idea in my mind is like, you have to change your game up a bit. You know, you end up where he comes in. He's going to be this new Batman. They end up, 5G's not happening, but we like your idea. We want to get this other Batman out. All right, we'll do maybe some of the issues. We're At this point, I think that we're past what had been written and drawn and things before. So he's doing this. And so they're like, okay, we're going to move it to New York. You get a fresh start, whatever. He's like, no, no, no. I, I still want to go with that magistrate stuff that I was uh, going to. I just want to call it something different. Tell and us. that's weird. It's weird because when you say... That you're here for the family drama, so am I. but the drama that I'm here for is Luke, also Batwing, also Tiff. Maybe oh, being Tiff something. becoming a Robin-esque yes, kind of character. I'm all that. about. You end up. It's almost like you have you a have championship a of team here, and freaking right? Lucius and yes. Tanya have no idea. Yeah, exactly. You, I'm just gonna say, you have a championship team, but you don't because you're putting half the people on the bench. You have some great characters here. And what you're more worried about is setting up a new magistrate. There's
2: nothing that nobody which is wants. nothing.
3: And so when you go and read this issue, you end up. Yeah, I, I like, like you even know, the, the Victor
2: Noonan. It's not as cool as Simon Singh. Like this is a
3: lesser version, but expanding upon it. Noonan. That's all I keep thinking of. And they're like, well, this is just like the magistrate. No, no, no. The peacekeepers. They have numbers. These have T's. They're like, well, well, how can we tell the difference? <laughs> They have numbers on the side. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I mean, really, they end up... Where also, in a police state, magistrate, thing, fear state, all that stuff going down with these really ominous-looking stormtrooper guys, and then you're like, no, 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 we're going to, like you said, double that. But make them even more, in my mind, ominous. It's so funny, too,
2: when, shit. When, when Victor and Lucius are talking about the program and what they intend to do with martial law, making sure the people of America are safe and stuff like that, it's like... What's best for Gotham? What's best for America? Is a new kind of law enforcement officer, I'm like it's RoboCop. You are unleashing the N two hundred nine on the people, is what you're telling me. Because that's like almost like a line directly pulled from RoboCop.
3: Exactly. It's so weird. And then, you know, he ends up shooting him. They find him. And, and even then, it's so weird because you see the body and you see Jay. Yep. He's dead. And then you move on from and I'm that. Looking at,
2: I'm looking at this Talos guy that has tracked the new, bat, the new Batman, Jace Fox, and is just beating the crap out of him with, the, you know, the enhanced peacekeeper Talos technology. And I look at this guy close. I'm like, you look like a G.I. Joe. I would have bought, who was That's a part what of it cobra. Looks like.
3: It looks fully like, you, a, you cobra, like a Cobra ju- ju- soldier, like that '90s deal where I even said I got a couple of those action figures that look pretty cool. They do not look like the softer side of what you would do after a magistrate <laughs> attack. Cobra! And then to think in your mind that where in my mind you have been involved because you were the, you know, in charge of Simon Satan that stuff. They're saying that almost in, I'll tell you, like a Bender steel of. You elevate, like, not, so, now it's the next guy, and he was, you don't know who this is, so he says. Well, the beta test, everybody in the nation probably is looking at Gotham as a great thing that just happened. We're taking this nationwide. Who's going to allow this? I know you're going to play money and things like that, but who's allowing this nationwide? Just think of
2: what we had already during the fear State with the Magistrate, the Peacekeepers, all this. When Victor Newton describes this Talos, tactical assault light operator suit, a hybrid of battle armor and machine learning that makes the Peacekeeper
3: armor look like a bathrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Bathrobe. (laughs) Right, and then, so he thinks that this is gonna play. I mean, just the idea that Nakano still oh, hasn't got oh, a is pretty over. cool, huh? It is, yeah. You know, with that though, and you even have it like it does. It really looks. I had a GI Joe that was actually, and why I liked it, and I, again, I, I'm a grown man, but back then, a <laughs> little younger, and I, I, 20s, that I, I got yell, you. I know I yell about you with the toys, but I ended up seeing them, and they were like that. But there was one that was like a, in a snow armor suit. Oh,, and, yeah, oh, and heaven. it had like a grappling hook type of deal or something. I, I really liked one. it. I, I think it was on the picture. So you didn't really have the accessory. You just ended up having the gun, but it was like white with that armor. It was really cool. I, oh, I yeah, really the did. Snow dig cover those suits were great. Yeah, I really did dig those, and it it's reminded like me of the, the Star snow wars figures exactly. That the whole thing, you
2: always had the different versions yep. of the regular soldiers. Oh, no, I thought stuff they were like the that.
3: coolest things I ever saw. I ended up buying some and putting them on my desk. I didn't like GI Joe or anything, and they were there, and I lost you America.
1: Loved
2: I
3: did. I'm like, I'm gonna go make sweet love to you and the snow, buddy.
2: The 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 freaking big old point at the they're like, you know how we're going to get the freaking America to to welcome us all into across the the nation to bring in this program. We're going to present them the Batman's corpse. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that yeah, really puts that? people over. But maybe I just
3: see. They're like, I don't know if that's testing well in Middle America. <laughs> like the idea. Like I would love it. People in Kansas are like. That's well and good, but what do you have for us? Batman isn't here. What do we care if you did Give that? Give us the Flash's corpse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean you're going to take down one of the heroes of the Justice League? All right. Let them in. Let's go. Well,
2: last year, we did vote for Doom, so what <laughs> do we know? Yeah, yeah,
3: really. But even then, why Why wouldn't it be something along the lines of what we're going to do is present them with the Joker's corpse, the, the Scarecrow. Tie it in even to that fear stake deal where then Jace has to go save the, the damn Scarecrow from this or whatnot. But it Batman, why would they care? Ah, uh, it's just but I like this book. And this issue is a little down for me only because well, the magistrate stuff and then into this talus is weird. But it's also because you don't get a lot of Jace in this. You do get no, the family drama, but really fast. with Jace. Yeah, it's it's just done. And we said at points you also have where, you know, Noonan he ends up covering his tracks. I like it. really the smartest play that Simon Saint has had. I think how John really wrote him, knowing that he's going to die, you know, saying, I know oh, yeah, he's released. he me. wants to
2: stay in prison because he knows if he gets back on the streets, he's going to be killed for what he knows.
3: And when he talks to Noon about them, like, I know what you're going to do. That was a really, really smart Simon said. Unfortunately, he's about to die. But he wasn't the goofy. You know? ah, somebody's on line. Nakano, line three. Ah, run it's away. funny, this
2: idea of this Victor Noonan because it kind of reminds me of what we had with Tom Taylor's new, the Suicide Squad run right, with that new guy who was taking over the squad instead of Amanda Waller. That's what this feels like. Like This is the guy you didn't know who's actually in charge until he was, not then it was, you know, Ted Kord, and then he's really in charge. But you know what? He's
3: really Black Mask. (laughs) Are we going to find out something wacky? It's really Lex Luthor. But, again, like we said, we end up having Chubb getting sent to New York City. That sets up that Batman Jace will have a connection when he gets there. Are you following me? Yeah, and then um, with that as well, you have the family kind of discussing. They might need to get a little better. Scenery going Maybe, on Maybe, Gotham the thing is is is, like,
2: Lucius right here like I want to kill all of them Goddamn masses It's best for Gotham Like, get a little dark here, Lucius Yeah, but you know, Out of here Yeah, he
3: He hasn't played out well Since all that stuff And I want to think That in. Tanya
2: has been Getting a little bit softer Ever since that attack On the juvenile detention center at, Like last issue
3: Yeah, and she even says I mean, she seems to get the idea that She says This Batman, he was saving people I saw him He was saving You shut your mouth He said You shut your mouth, woman Ah, uh, but yeah, all in all, you end up having all that. And the art's okay; it's good. I, I enjoy the art. A I, lot. Yeah, the art's good. I just maybe like they I doubled said, maybe. down on the
2: magistrate though, and they took everything that I cared about, even the idea that the seer, who's now like you know presenting itself as a like a not fully put together mannequin talking to the next Batman and feels more like an ally than anything else that she's felt anywhere else, even though we just had the moral authority last issue, which felt like a really villain move, and now she needs Batman's help to go up against with the next magistrate. You double doubling down on something that I don't care about, and you're really just pushing this over the top when or you can make tell a simpler story and be a better story. I give it a 7 out of 10.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to go 7 as well, but I think that one of the things going on is you're going to end up having – Noonan, who's gonna want to go nationwide and then they're gonna have some weird thing I about. Mean, can't of, say well, that without saying what's on is on your side. Well they're gonna say at one point, yeah, they're gonna say, uh, well, let's test it out in New York City. Everything's gonna go to New York City, and I think maybe that will be that that goes there, and that's why Jace leaves to go there as well, or you know how it plays out, but everything's gonna end well, up. Well what's in New keeping York him City. here
2: now? And if his family moves too, that's just doubling down there. Like the thing is like, you know, Arcadine's dead, Simon Saints said, nothing's keeping him here except for the seer.
3: But again, you're also going to want to have this newly introduced tell us somehow end up in New York City as well. And I don't know that it'll go as big as Nationwide right away. That would be a weird play, but. Well, especially for all the other books. Down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think you go, and and it's a, here's the smart move. God, if they doubled down throughout DC on the magistrate, now everybody deals with the magistrate in every book. I'd be so angry. The smart move is send them to an actual real life city that we don't really deal with anymore. Like you don't really go with Minnesota. stuff a lot, so you end up in New York City. It's just like God, yeah, that play. So he'll be able to do his things and get upset at stuff and whatnot and do. And I just hope that maybe it picks up. We get it. It still just feels like. It's its own thing, but it's its own thing because it's wacky. It's a, I want to just have a, a different story. You no know, magistrate, magistrate 2.0 to like that stuff. Get it out. I want to see more of Jace just going learning to be Batman, things like that, that we enjoyed from it. But we're going to go to the last book of this section, which again, it's, you know, part of that whole vibe of the, you know, bat section. What is it, Eric?
2: Yes, yes, it is. The Joker number 10, written by Matthew Rosenberg and James Time in the fourth with the punchline back up by Sam Johns and James Time in the fourth are by Francesco Francovilla, Tom Naplatello, Belen Ortega, Alejandro Sanchez, and Becca Carey. For this issue of The Joker, we continue our trip back in time to try to get the reader to understand just how much Jim Gordon hates The Joker. But where I find this tedious previously, because all we seem to do is talk about how the many reasons that Jim Gordon hates The Joker, this issue at least brings James Gordon Jr. into the mix, and how his psychopath of a son was influenced by The Joker after Barbara was crippled by the clown, also a punchline backup.
3: Yes, and I agree. Uh, this issue, again, we know that the idea of, hey, we got to show you, you know, Gordon's upset and hates the Joker. It like, could just, have an,
2: just have an issue that says, read Killing
1: Joke.
3: Yeah, and and we had almost that, right? And the idea that and I was going to say, like, it begins and ends with, with Barbara. Even Sarah like, even if the idea, even with that, all of that, all you really need to know, and, and what is going on in current books continuously also, is the Killing Joke. And even not even his stuff, you know, he'll take it. But going after Barbara, that's a big thing. That would be enough. And so when we went back to see certain things, it, it did get tedious. We ended up feeling like... all
2: we do is the narration just talks about it nonstop throughout the book. It gives us a little progression. And we just keep hearing the same things over and over again. And now we're seeing full issues about stuff we already know.
3: Yeah. And, and this is where I think that the idea... And, and maybe we have a change. Maybe Matthew Rosenberg is now starting to write more of it. But usually in these issues we'll have gordon sitting there and we'll get narration box narration box where i told her this and i told them that and whatever there's not really narration boxes in this and this is why i always say when you go give us the flashback and get us into the story with dialogue see what's going on because we see a lot of things going on and even stuff that doesn't really deal with the joker the idea of a barber who's struggling to try to you know, be independent and not wanting to dad. in this new reality that she yeah. lives in. And that's great. And it has nothing to do. And people can still complain. And we have complained this whole series of where's the damn Joker? This I like though, because we end up showing a little thing that we didn't know before. We show a little flavor of things because with well, this. Gordon up until constantly now,
2: talks about the idea that, you know, that goddamn crown killed my son James. I'm like, no, no, you really no, Barbara didn't, did. But if- but if you want to go with the whole idea that, you know, you blame the Joker for the way that your son turned out and stuff like that, and the fascination with him that turned him into a psychopath, you can
3: talk about that all you want. I'm okay with that. Yep. It, that that makes sense. Every time up until now, he even – it's weird because Tynan, Rosenberg, whoever, they ended up even in the story trying to backtrack and say, well, you know, he didn't do the – you because know, Barbara did. Barbara – And maybe suicide All these things It wasn't the joker there And our big complaint up till now Was you didn't need to add that in You already have enough I said Barbara and what happened to her Is enough for everything you also have Essence. You also have what he did to Gordon himself. All these things going on. Strapping his ass
2: naked on a roller coaster making him look
3: at his daughter bleeding exactly. pictures? Exactly, yeah. Why just did you? Just one bad you? day. And yeah, but why did you though have to, why did you add And that's the you thing, know, is James we even Gordon, say Jr. about like, yeah. these
2: are the big moments that everybody wants to talk about. So what we talk about and this, is what you and I talk about. But just the entire freaking run from the, like, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths on, all the individual attacks and the Joker that freaking Gordon has had to go after, clean up, the freaking fix, do all this different stuff with Batman. The man has a lot of reasons outside of the main two big ones.
3: Even with the idea when, yeah, like you said, just going and cleaning up things and then being commissioner, where how many times are people like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And he's got to call, you know, police officers, families. and It's awful. You didn't need to add James Gordon Jr. It was weird that you did, but now we get it. And that's why this issue is really good in my mind with that too.
2: Plus, I really do like the idea of bringing back James Gordon Jr. because we never did a lot with the character when he was alive, and now he's dead. We possibly, has come back as a Talon with some kind of Lazarus Res stuff. I don't know. Hopefully, he does come back because he was the most interesting thing about Batgirl with him being like a primarily a Batgirl villain, and then he died. I'm like, uh eh, you could have done so much more with the character, and at least here we're going back and seeing where he kind of all began when he was first, you know, forced to come back to Gotham because uh, Jim Gordon's ex-wife Barbara. She couldn't handle James anymore. He was getting scared and was actually scaring her new boyfriend and stuff like that. He needs to, like, his father and his life. bring him back here. And this is shortly after Barbara had been crippled by the Joker in The Killing Joke. And there's this freaking creepy little James going through his daddy's boxes and seeing He's all the freaking... obsessed with the Joker. Obsessed with him, wants to be just like him. Even goes after and freaking, you know, finds a copycat Joker that he could
3: emulate. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And, again... You're like, holy crap. I mean, that's bad, especially with a father who's still desperately trying to make sure his daughter's okay. Really, in my mind, blames himself the whole day. Like, if it wasn't for him, obviously Barbara wouldn't have been targeted, all that thing. And then to know that your son. Is emulating and, and obsessed with not worshiping. I mean, it's this isn't like no, he's going to have a true crime so deal, like your, right?
2: The, the boy you've passed your name on to to carry on your legacy.
3: Yeah, this isn't the idea that he's like he tries to play, and again, plays this issues played very well with James Gordon Jr. He's a smart kid. He might be too smart. Oh no, he's and a so, genius psychopath. Yeah. yeah. So when. Gordon comes in. What are you doing in here? Oh, I was looking through these things because you know he might I'm attack scared. us again and I'm scared. Oh, and it,
2: you're just a scared little boy, not a freaking psychopath. I need to worry about good things, Junior. Go, go run along,
3: little scamp. That's the shit that he's probably told, you know, certain therapists and things as well. Like, that. and even that, like, he is in a room, like, getting so crazed up about the Joker and his sister is in a wheelchair. For the next deal, but you play it off well here too to show that at points they were separated, the two. And, yeah, he is, you know, can't even be handled by his mom, so they bring her here. So, you know, Gordon's going to try, but right away he's like, holy crap. And then, yeah, things move along, but they move along in a pace that a lot of times these issues don't go. And that's why I appreciate it as well. Oh, this is where it's the it's the narration boxes and not narration boxes. When you end up having dialogue with Gordon and his son, and you're going, and then you see that gun, and then it's missing, you're just like going. I mean, you're like, holy crap. And then the next could. morning,
2: James is gone. He checks his gun. This gun is gone. He has to report it to the police where he's still kind of on a leave of absence because of like psychiatric stuff dealing with him and his daughter and the Joker attacking the killing joke. So he has to go back, you know, report his son missing and believing that the Joker has come for his son because there is a copycat Joker out there. So when he does finally track down the boy goes in the freaking, you know, Renee Montoya, who's still just a beat cop. She allows the, the the commissioner to go in on his own, even though it's against protocol. And there he finds his son painted up like a clown with a copycat. But the thing is the, he wouldn't have done this. So like, you know, when the, when the Joker got to him, being the copycat Joker, because the stuff that James Gordon Jr. Was wearing, that was all stuff that was found in the Gordon family. He had put the makeup on himself. He got beforehand.
3: Makeup. He, I love because Batman comes in. And with this too, Gordon thinks that's the Joker and he's going to shoot him. Batman stops him. And, Here's the thing, this is where I think that this issue is very good, is the idea that Batman knows what's going on. He knows, but he's not gonna overstep his bounds. I mean, at this point he could start arresting people. He could start doing some bad Batman? things. Not arrest them, but put <laughs> him to the police. He I mean Citizens Batman, arrest. I'm saying he ties I people you, up and takes you. them there. He could get like these are things where James Gordon should be put away already and Gordon should be in trouble for that gun going out and being fired, Freeze. all those things. Which probably would make him not even ever be able to come back possibly who knows oh uh, yeah totally but batman doesn't do that because of his it's almost the idea of batman why doesn't he kill the joker why did like at this point he could really ruin gordon but he's got that connection he likes him so he's not going to but he desperately says you need to get that kid help i you know you need to he's the one and doesn't really come out and say he just kind of goes with the technique yeah that that makeup. That was not put on later It's different makeup That's like a girl Like he doesn't say this far But even that one point earlier Where he shows up on the fire escape And Gordon's like You stay the hell Like he is not nice You stay the hell away from my daughter She's not part of your world But Batman still has his back here And then I wish he would like I think that's your That's your makeup Isn't it there Gordon? But no he ends up Almost like the idea Where you found something out You want to tell the person But you're not going to Fully put the details To embarrass them. Oh, yeah. And I liked it. I liked the idea, but at the end he gave him back his on gun. The gun
2: are the are yours and your son's. The copycat never fired it or even touched it. Like, also the makeup you took off your boy. It's different. The copycat used real circus face paint. The boy had on cosmetics, foundation, concealer, and a very specific brand of red lipstick, but a type any young woman got Gotham yeah, might wear. like your daughter. Like your and- daughter. Batman, please, I'm only telling you to get some help, Jim. He's like, I will. And you go and talk to psychiatrists too, Jim. You know, he's just this is this Batman being a friend of James Gordon right here early in his commissioner career kind of thing, because even though we are years after, you know, like uh Gordon has met Batman, Batman even being in the city because now he's gotten to the point where he is commissioner. Barbara's been Batgirl for a while, crippled and no longer Batgirl, we are well into like, you know, the timeline of the Batman. We are at a point here with especially with Francisco Franco art, which is I like the style because it harkens back to like an older esque looking story to the point where it almost feels like a Batman year one feel to it, even though it's obviously not the same kind of art, but I like the way it's done like that. And the story it's telling, especially with the like James Gordon jr. And how much Jim realizes at this point in time, he now has to watch his
3: son who is going to have a lot of problems in the future and cause him a lot of problems. And and the crazy idea of this whole thing, even with, you know, besides, you know, the idea that Gordon's going off and he's getting paid, he might end up, But the idea that Batman doesn't kill the Joker, which allows the Joker to continue to do the things he did, with then influences James Gordon Jr., but now Gordon himself is not doing. Like it's such a twisted deal of you know who's wrong, who's not, and whatnot. But at every point, you seem to want to do the right thing, but it never works out. Especially with the Joker, it's just never going to work out anyway james gordon jr we know he's a looney tune right he's got some problems well he might be a zombie talent right now i don't know yeah (laughs) i mean that might be the best thing he's ever been but yeah you end up where also i you know how can you get mad at an issue where you have a cute little sweater there that looks like it's straight out of archie that GCPD sweater that yeah, I think Reggie or Moose wore that the last time it, it made me laugh every time I saw it but it was it's, nice it's just
2: too bad it's not a big man sweater
3: and I love yeah it actually looked a lot like that but I even <laughs> like again I like the little things Barbara trying to get cereal and so frustrated she can't do it and Gordon being overprotective but her not wanting that but also even when I just like the little thing where Barbara says I'm going to make dinner breakfast the next day that's when he realizes that you know James Gordon Jr. and they're trying to be a family again. He's like, "Hey, Barbara, minute," it so it's edible. And I'm like, "That's kind of fun." Like this day was going to be a great day. And again, he just keeps having one more bad day and one bad day. But yeah, I thought it was really good. You get the backup though, Eric. Tell me about this backup because. You don't really do much with Punchline anymore. Well, you don't you do anything with
2: Punchline because all you're doing at this point in time for this short like, little backup that we have is just kind of reiterating what we've already had before in the other backups where Kelly Ness, the former friend of Alexis K, who we know is Punchline, is now being interrogated and pretty much saying, look, you know, I knew she was coming after me. Her and our friend Aiden couldn't trust them. I laid low because she was going to come after me. I went and lived on the streets for a while. She then found me again. I freaking ran back out there and she was doing Punchline stuff. And that is essentially what you get with the punchline idea. But on the outside of that, you have Cullen and his new boyfriend, with the, you know, doing you know, Royal Flush Gang stuff, and it just seems like a weird idea because while the Royal Flush Gang might be bad, the people that work for them, they make sure that they take care of their own. Where it's like, if there was somebody who is doing a prison stint right now and he has kids, well, them kids they don't want to go to a freaking foster home; they go on their own. And you know, what we do we get their ass groceries to make sure that they're fed for that week. I'm like. Cool royal flesh gag stuff. Maybe you have yourself a freaking catcher color but a Yeah, catch,
1: a catcher. A freaking, a color, a, a, catch, a real catcher. <laughs> a catcher, but <laughs> with that too. Why? It's so weird. We're we're gonna come up in royal
2: flush gag though, and it's just showing up a pig, everywhere.
1: Right? Anymore. I mean, seriously,
3: Never a fun gag. I just but this love is the idea of it. Yeah, I I just yeah, and so. You're setting up this getting to the trial and what's going to go on. Now, do you think she'll ever – will there be a trial? Do you think she'll disappear before or will she disappear For afterwards? how boring this has
2: been, I can only assume there's going to be a trial because that sounds boring as hell. Yeah,
3: I, I think there'll be a trial. She'll be guilty and then somehow en route to the jail, she'll disappear. Well, and that's then the thing somebody can end that up. that has
2: to happen is going to be a part of her ultimate plan that she's playing the long game. freaking. She's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. I just don't understand what game she's playing because we I feel so far removed of Punchline and the jerk award that I find it hard to care anymore.
3: Well, and that's the problem. It seems like this has to meander a bit with the idea that afterwards, Tynan isn't around to do anything with her. So is anybody else going to be. So I think that it's just going to end up like we had with, hey, Val, what are you doing? You clown hunting? Nope. I'm going to go train with the ghost makers. Gonna go and then our, we're going to go off i ghost right? yeah. <laughs> so, oh, we could do. Something with that. How about you, Gardner? What's could, up with you? Punchline, punchline could be a very
2: interesting character, and she was big to the point where we were like, "Oh shit, people really like this thing. It's taken off. Let's keep on using her." She has her backup here, but she became this whole mastermind kind of entity that I never really saw. She became a character that was pretty much a college girl who decided to clown out can make like you know Joker toxin, kick the shit out of anybody she needs to kick out of her, and is a mastermind that she can play everybody in the prison and like this whole trial system, but. I'm just sitting back because you tell me she can do all these things. I sit back here and say, how? Because I don't feel that we've done enough with the character. You just tell me that she can and show me that she can, but I don't know why she
3: can. It's funny, too, because other characters and people could get mad or whatnot with the thing, but we ended up having Naomi, and our big thing was, what's her power set? What's going on? And then you end up where her miniseries ends, and you have her just popping up in books and keep saying the same thing. I'm feeling that same vibe with Punchline, where hotness going, right where let's strike the iron. And now, this backup, I think, has actually served the opposite, where you're like, yeah, maybe we had a little too, because we're not getting any. Well, even that's though. the thing
2: is, punchline, she gets out of this. Is it like, I don't even know if I could say that she's been overexposed, underexposed. It just feels like a weird amount of exposure that she has.
3: Doesn't that feel like how Naomi on the Justice oh, yeah. League was, too? Like, you're getting her and you're seeing things, but it's like, not. Like, what do you do with anything? the character
2: when we're all done with this? You want to use her again, like, she's a new Harley Quinn esque kind
3: of thing. And you bring the Joker around, like, you know. I don't know how you play that anymore. I don't know. I, I really don't. You're gonna. I, I really don't. You're gonna have to have some space between things like it to felt go. Like weird for
2: her just showing up for the Joker war, and then we're just doing all this side stuff with her. But I just don't know how those two really work and interact.
3: Yeah, I think in my mind, the way that you'd have to play, you'd have to have, you know, a Joker deal where maybe Joker starts not being as like she's the anti-Tim Drake. She realizes when Joker's not as bad and she shows up to kick his ass to get better or something, but you'd have to take time for that. You'd have to go down the line a little. I bet we just see her in like weird, like possible futures where oh I'm my god, you, there's punchline.
2: I'm still waiting for what I told you I expected at the end of the Joker where, where the punchline is the Joker kills her.
3: Yeah, yeah, it might be. Maybe he just shows up and, you know, or clown hunter. Right, Belle? He doesn't I don't know. Maybe she I think she just disappears because Tiny's going to want to possibly have the character Continue if somebody has a story or wants to do it Uh, But I don't know when, how, or what Because you're not doing anything here To elevate, not, not even elevate the character You're just not developing the character The character's been stagnant this whole time And like you said, out of nowhere She just became a G- evil genius when it didn't seem as much she was more like a James Gordon Jr and maybe you, you get those two together right the people obsessed as kids with the the old joker but, but James is a talent zombie right now i'm saying after the reboot that we're privy to but we're not allowed to tell oh no don't Eric. say I, that they're not doing I another reboot it up uh but yeah with all this going on I I actually think they will eventually, but you have well, this yeah, deal eventually. with. No, I'm talking like next next September. So I but don't you, think But you that. end up, I think, all this stuff with Darkseid and fixing the multiverse and things leads to everything going reset because people are. It's all over the place with with these books, but yeah, you can. I think you can set that up. The idea, you know, that she and I don't know, but really at this point, like I said, she's not oversaturated because you want more. But when you're not giving her anything in these backups, it just makes you think that they don't have anything to say for her. So it kind of leads you like to say, well, I guess that character doesn't have much, but I love punchline loves the punchline I hear. And it's a she shame. Was cool. It's a shame because she really seemed to be like one of the big things going. And I think that they kind of ended up losing out. And the weird thing about it too is, and here's my deal, having this backup seemed to Get her away from even being involved in anything else, and maybe it would have been better for her to be involved in the other books and a fear state things like that as well. But she's just been in jail, hanging out, waiting trial, and wait a trial, and it and ends up where you know you, you feel I feel like you know Clown Hunter even feels a little more exciting right, I agree. than a punchline now, so it's it's weird, but what did you give this overall?
2: I like this issue more than the previous ones, because while I, like I said in my little blurb there, that I found the rest to be tedious, because all we want to do is rehash why Jim Gordon hates it, we took a new angle of this one, and one that I actually cared about that actually brings up a thing that didn't make sense to so us, previously saying, you know, Joker did this to James Gordon Jr., it never made sense, here at least we explore that angle and do something new and interesting, even though we're still not getting the Joker, this is still a fun read, you know. Punchline backups aside, the art looked great all around. Though I give a seven point five out of ten. Yeah,
3: I'm going eight out of ten. I'm not even the punchline doesn't affect or you know up or down either way. It's it's been what it is. But I really did really like good this. art in it though. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I I like the you know Frank Avila art too because even with this being that kind of a. You know, like a horror type deal with the psychotic James Gordon Jr., but I like the juxtaposition because we're not really seeing him in that role yet. We're seeing the beginnings of it and you, you feel sorry for him almost by the end. Like, oh, you little guy, you know, you, you had a broken home, all these things going on and you're, you're insane. But yeah, uh, unfortunately he doesn't really get the help that he needs overall down the line, but yeah, I liked it. I really did. Uh, but now we're just going to go off now to something else. Let me tell you a little bit about Batman The Audio Adventures from HBO Max. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman waging an endless war against crime. Join the Cape Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums. This rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas. Includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossie and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Senor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. So go to HBO slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman the Audio Adventures only on HBO Max.
0: Well he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that he is hair. Well that's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all bad crap.
3: Well that's just every shape. Ah oh, yes, Eric, you're always buying that crap. That's what I say. I, I got a Migo Captain Cold figure in the mail Ooh. today. Did you get a Yugo as well? Did no, it's you? Do you ever have a Yugo? It was no. a car back in the day. A well, Yugo was have a have car. A it was like one of the cars that See, was. I, think from- I knew Yugo was a car. I didn't think that's what you meant though, because who had a Yugo? Well, I'm uh, somebody on my block on Braithwaite Lane, the fanciest street, Quaker Town Eric is what you told me. You ended up where uh, she had this car, and people kind of laughed about it and whatnot. But it was an Eastern Bloc nation that I, that ended up doing these cars. I, oh, I maybe Yugoslavia. I don't know. But then the plant, the one plant they had, got bombed, and then you, you couldn't get parts there. You couldn't get the parts. I'm and sitting the car, here, I'm like, a "Yugo?
2: Is he talking about an obscure DC character that I don't know about? No, he's not. Well, we're talking Yugos
3: here, he's Eric. Because cold. In my mind, the Yugo. It's kind of like a hyper time thing, right? I don't know if it existed or not. It might be elsewhere I have I no, got idea. no time. What a hyper your, That's time. just
2: you being bad at things. A
3: bunch of, a bunch of things going on. I'm telling you, I can convince some people of some wacky things, but you well, yeah. you're where, a liar. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the Ugo never happened. Maybe people have to look that up. I ended up, uh, seeing some people on Twitter this week talking about the continuity of things And how things are working out and what not And people seem confused And again, this came down And we were talking about a little on our spotlight This week on Patreon But the idea of what you should do If a continuity is so crazy Do you just, you know, take it and say No more continuity Or do you actually try to build one Now one of the things that people were bringing up Were the idea of these books Like Titans United Which we're going to start this section with And I tried to give them the knowledge and the wisdom of one eric shea and Uh i said uh to them listen because they're like there's no way that you can tell and you gotta you know buy it first and then figure it out on your own things like that and and it's true that is now with that i said you should have a little deal because i love all the logos and stuff and back in the new 52 one of the Bunch of books. One of the categories was the Edge. Oh yeah, like yeah, you had The Bad Ravagers, Family books. Whatever. You had the Dark
2: books. You had the Edge, yeah. like
3: Red Hood and the Outlaws. And yeah. Rifter. And I said maybe you could make something. Say that?
2: Maybe Red Hood was was a part of the Bad Family books, but I always considered it a part of the Edge with like voodoo.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of that stuff, Ravagers stuff like that. But I said it would be nice if you would spell it out a bit. I said we should call it the Hyper books because of the hyper time, but. In the meantime, I tried to give the knowledge that you gave me, and told them, "Listen, anything with seven issues is hypertime. Yeah, just go with it." Eric told me this. I can't really say that that is the I'm a God's fellow. honest truth, but for so far, it's worked. And they said no. One guy said that that can't be <laughs> the case. No. Yeah, they said no, and I said, "When is <laughs> Mister T going to be coming back?" And they said they didn't know. Uh, the one person said, well, that's not true because Titans United is, is in continuity in canon. I'm like, no, 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 I won't listen to you now. How about you? And then this guy goes, well, it's easy to see that the last ride Justice League book by Chip Siddorsky was, was the full in cut. That was the We're most like, out of continuity. Really? I, I, I think I responded to him, and I think I responded with, really? <laughs> you really think so, right? You know, Alfred there and all that none. Uh, I said that that's my big thing. You, you end up where if they want to show hyper time, Alfred shows up first two pages. Hello, love. You're like, all right, this doesn't matter. This isn't in the continuity. I don't know but why again,
2: Alfred's always cockneyed.
3: Hello, love. You want the cucumber sandwich? Then like, bend i no over the got to Make down. me you wouldn't. You, you end up. What he's going to make you, is make love to you, Eric, whether you like no, it no, or no, not. No, yeah, I'm telling you, it might be called something else. But with all of that going down, though. You know, what is the idea of what you should be looking for in these books? I mean, me and you talk about it. I get depressed. I think people are bailing too much on DC. And I really do think that. I think that DC needs to do something to get people excited and back. And right now, they're just throwing things just out there. It feels like spaghetti against the wall every time we get something. But something like this Titans United... That doesn't get me up, because I can tell that it's, you know, hyper-time Hyper-time, stuff. baby. And it is doing, it, it's giving something that there's a purpose to it. Now, some people will say that the Chip Zdarsky's last ride was the, hey, that's because I need another Justly book, because I'm not reading the Bendis. But that's what it was for me. But to me, though, you're not getting much, because it is not in continuity. I'd rather, if you're going to say that, I'd rather just not have the Bendis book and get somebody else on, which seems like it'll happen after, you know, the March issue comes out. We're going to change up some things. But this Titans United and some of these others, even that Deep Target that we're not loving, if you're, if, if DC is not going to say, listen, we're going to have a Titans book, and maybe the continuity is too wacky right now to really lay it out there and have one. I think that that's where I like not just a other thing, but just let's throw some characters out and give people. Classic versions of them. That last ride was not. At least the HBO
2: versions of them. Well,
3: yeah, I'm saying just something though. It's giving somebody some sort of version of it. I'm telling you, I'm surprised
2: with everything that's going on with what we had, like the Justice League last ride, the uh, the Green Arrow and Aquaman deep target thing, and even the Titans United here. That you had these things that feel like to almost. Coming at you with the idea of like the CW TV shows, the HBO shows, or even you know the movies that come out, like the Justice League or the Aquaman, because it's almost like a weird kind of like a small synergy going on. And with that, I'm surprised we don't have an out of continuity seven issue Star Girl series to go along with what the Star. And that'd be great.
3: Remember though, we had that that special, and then we were going to get to something. They even said like something was coming down the pike, but it hasn't happened yet, and still. Not doing so Hollywood kid uh, stuff. Maybe that or he's canceled. I mean, people maybe. seem to be upset with that guy everywhere I look. Um, But yeah, it's like this type, like you said, and I see people who are fans of Donna Troy that ended up tweeting oh, yeah. your review and saying, Oh, I love this issue. I, I think that it's great. I love it because, and it didn't, and was very nice about it. And I actually, if they actually listen to the podcast and they know I'm talking about him and, you know, a little whispered down the lane type deal because I can't remember their name. But in a very nice way of saying, like it was a good review. I kind of like this for the characters. I understand why. Well, you you have some problems. Little else. Well, that. But it was nice. It wasn't just like, oh, oh I this bull crap review. Oh, or I did. like. No, it was really nice. And I, I thought, you know what? The, the way that they said that, then I was able to calm down. I didn't have to fight. And I thought, I don't know you're why right. We're hot
2: to begin with. Well,
3: because I'm hot. <laughs> That's just how I am. This this faucet don't have no cold. Eric, it's get all running sex. hot. It's the hot going plumber. on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I do, Eric. I mean, seriously. These pipes need a plumbing. Uh, let's get to it, Eric. Let's talk about this book. Uh, what are we talking about?
2: Titans United, number four, written by Kevin Scott, with art uh, by Jose Luis, Jonas Trindade, Rex Locus, and Carlos M. Manguel. Mysterious force behind Cad- Cadmus creating sleeper agents with superpowers has activated their forces to go up against the Titans – and while we get another huge fight issue with our heroes, but maybe things can, you know, have come to a head here, as it looks like possibly Tamaran is behind this. And while I don't know why why that would be in this case, the aliens are invading, and sadly, it doesn't look like Superboy will be able to help. As our cliffhanger harkens back to old Superboy comics, where our teen of steel has been brainwashed to become
3: Black Zero. Yes, yeah, and I like when you said you know. I knew that you were fumbling. Uh, But yeah, this is the thing I even said that I said to you that I'm hoping that I get on board with this book again. It was from that nice tweet. I'm like, okay, people are liking this kind of – and you do have to separate things. You do have to – and that's the one thing about these hypertime stuff and the things that aren't in canon but aren't exactly like big giant – like this is no red rain. You know what I mean? This isn't, you know, red sun. I'm saying this isn't a big Elseworlds well, story. Why this I is say just, it's a hyper time because yeah, it's not it enough sense. to be an Elseworld. Yeah, and so when you get into this, they are very you know niche at points. But if you go in wanting to get the characters and things like that, I do think that at a at a point you can enjoy these a little more. So I thought to myself, I'm going to go into this, and that's how I'm going to go. I'm going to try to figure. Okay, still didn't love it, Eric. I, no. I, I have to admit, I need more of a story, and I need things to be more like. You know, each issue feeling like it means a lot. This just seemed like a lot of fights, a lot of back and forth. Well, that's what the
2: last issue was as well. The idea that we spent most of the issue going after, you know, fighting the Beast Boy bodyguards and then going after Lady Vic on the plane and stuff like that until she teleported away while Superboy fought a, like a robot lion and then was tortured. Here we see that Superboy is still being to- uh, tortured by Blackfire. And for whatever reason, which I don't know because she just happens to do this, is it the DNA stuff that Cadmus is doing? I have no idea, but he is somehow now brainwashed and now has become black zero. But I want to know where we started in the series where
3: it looked like his powers were fading. Like what happened to that whole subplot? I mean, he looks like hell. I was even expecting. Where, oh, is where's, it all emaciated? Yeah, where's the Superman brand across the chest? Let's get things going here. Right, but yeah, you is end Super up Boy with Prime? this. Yeah. Yeah. You end up here with the idea. I was thinking of the small bill, like uh, right, style right. look as how he's hanging up there. But, um, when you end up getting this, I even said to you, I haven't watched the Titans show. So me going into this is just going with the characters I no, know. you're fine. You're not No, but This, this has red, nothing
2: to do with that besides for the pick character picks that they're using.
3: All I'm saying is if somebody would say, and I wouldn't know either way. Now, you've told me, but the idea where I sent you a message and I said, I don't know. The way that Kevin Scott's writing this, it really feels like he knows about the JLI and there is the fly in the ointment of Guy Gardner. And that's how he's going to make Jason because Jason is so over the top. And he's just unlikable. Yeah. And it's, but that's again, when you had that guy Gardner. There was some charm to it, but he was supposed to be unlikable because the way it was set up. But it's very similar. Like, Hey, where do you want me to go? Oh, you have to go here. Oh, what am I on the B team? And it's like, I just like the idea back in the day
2: that they tried to have to recon, uh, recon, recon a little bit how much the guy Gardner was an asshole back in the day by saying, Oh, yeah, he had brain damage.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The, The best though is, is that the problem still to this day. That's the guy Gardner everybody remembers. That's oh, yeah. the guy Gardner they've gone with from. And Sadly, it's, just it's a bowl cut as well. Yeah, really. Uh But that's it. Just has that feel, like almost like. And that would be cool if it was one of those things. That you're like, oh man, this is pretty cool, and I kind of get that vibe or whatnot. But he just seems every time he opens his mouth and complains and argues, it feels like he has been almost like digitally inserted into this team. He doesn't belong there. He's pissed off, and it doesn't flow well it, it actually doesn't really do anything for the team or the issues either he's just there to yell so that they can then correct him or talk to him about what's going on it's almost like a narration well, even device the whole of
1: thing
2: points. it's a weird situation because nightwing is you know the team leader he's sitting behind this like he's on monitor duty just monitoring yeah. the situation and telling everybody how they should act in the field and red hood you know red hood and nightwing are very similar in who they come to the former robins they have no powers and for the most part these two are just hanging out with gods and freaking, you know, like and, uh, and like, you know, champions yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And and aliens. No, I mean, aliens everything. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. And we take Nightwing off the table, make him the team leader. Red Hood doesn't really have anything else because of how similar those characters are in their prowess. So it seems like a weird matchup that we have both of them here, but it's just, all right, what do we do with Red Hood? Oh, he's a dick.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And so by the, by the end, I think that what we're going to have, the swerve and the character development will be the idea that. You know, we'll see Jason really go out of his way to save Connor or something. Because I they had Connor a to punch
2: him in the face. One now, punch him like freaking guy you, That Rogers. would be it's hilarious.
3: Seven. But I did. There you go. You could have that because of that no, little they vibe. But went out and hug. Yeah, that's what'll happen. You know, right now that he's so over the top, so that at the end he won't be. And this is what we said. There's something like characterization, but then there's the fan service deal of, you get awful, awful, awful Just because it's awful to start with I'm not going to applaud for them being good by the end By the and-
2: end, the whole thing with our big cliffhanger ending Where the Tamaranians are invading Earth And the Teen Titans have to stop them here And we see that through all the torture And brainwashing the Blackfires and the Superboy He has now become the evil persona of Black Zero And I just imagine The one guy who still has darkness in his hearts And knows what it is to be a villain Will be able to pierce this veil And reach his former friend And bring Superboy back from the
3: edge Yeah, And he'll say that, that I, I know but it's like I came back myself and I was pissed, and, Hey, you know, all that going down. But like I said, and what I meant by the narration devices, you'll have people like, oh, man, what did we just get done doing? And then you'll have Jason go, you, that mysterious alien force is activating superpowered sleeper agents," And then I was going to beat the crap out of the Lady Vic. I'm like, you're just narrating here of a recap come on let's go and then everybody has to react to him whoa whoa, whoa buddy we don't do that it's all such right a weird here we idea,
2: go. though because now we have the whole thing where you know we had the anti you know signal system to turn off the sleeper agents it didn't really work then and now everybody who's on the planet who is a sleeper agent they're being activated with superpowers but like the whole superboy thing that we had previously where it looked like he was his powers were fading for some unknown reason no longer an issue here we need the titans to fight all these active freaking super meta-humans. They can control their power and they're not going to burn up like everybody else had in that first and second issue. And that now, that's no longer a problem. Like, why do we just keep jumping over the plot points that were already set up at the beginning of
3: this book? I think because a lot of those end up being dead ends. If you're going to do that, you could just sit back and like, burn, baby, burn. But you end up where, even with that, some of this feels disjointed to me. And I know that it's probably because, again, I wasn't as invested as maybe people are real into this. We do all these books. But when you do get, the mention of Lady Vic, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. Oh, there's Connor. Yep, okay, Blackfire. Okay, and then when you go back with Lady Vic, where she did teleport out and she goes back, to, she went home to Sussex. Uh, yeah, a Sussex she's is, no, and she goes there. I kind of had to kind of catch up on things a bit on the fly. Of okay, oh yeah, yeah, we had this, and we had, that. and and by the end, it's okay. I don't really care too much about Lady Vic. Well, it's such a only, weird idea
2: because she was hired to kill the Cadmus doctor who was doing all the DNA testing to create the sleeper agents, but it, like the person, her handler who she's talking to looks to be a smoke entity who gave her a weapon that then Corey recognizes as Tamaranian that then unleashes the Tamaranian army that invades Earth, and I'm like, I don't understand the connections
3: yet. This is what I'm saying, and and maybe it's not just me. I just took the idea that okay, I'm still trying to get That moment where I'm on board Where things will click And I'll remember But when they have this And then You pretty much get that trope That we love But in the way Of a naive Smoke monster Almost like what we say When you come back And uh, you know A time travel deal What are these Horseless carriages You end up having Them not uh, You know Hey I want this and using slang terms that she doesn't understand. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, we don't need is, to do this. I, I really identify as na- a naive smoke monster. Yeah, a smoking monster. You are. We'll just keep it at that. But even then, like, hey, listen here. You shouldn't do that. You're scary. And uh, what does she say? She ends up saying, yeah, you're like a different kettle of stinking fish. I don't understand why fish are any sort of... Come on now. in
2: this conversation Come on, let's
3: go this is, this is not what I need here this, I need a story And this issue Again, you get the characters You can have fun with them Because you don't get these characters together At all, really, in anything So you can have some fun with it But I need more of a progression Well, of even a the story idea when- of
2: what they're doing With the sleeper agents So the stolen DNA Giving people powers to do the bidding Of whoever evil is controlling them Like the one point when Don was like This woman has powers like Firestorm Like... You're making me angry for stupid little things like this. and It's just the nerd. I mean, I can't help it. Where Firestorm is of two people fused together to create the Firestorm Matrix. I don't know how this woman just for, through DNA has Firestorm powers. I'm like,
1: you're not Listen, doing Aaron, it right, Kevin.
3: If I ran out in the street and I had a lighter and I lighted it up down the choice going to go, oh my god, Firestorm, Firestorm powers. powers!
1: Holy moly! But it's like
2: we talked about before, though, where it looked like that first guy had, like, you know, Powers of Raven. I'm like, that's magic. How
3: is that working like that? Well, and that's the problem here. And the problem is, like you said about, you know, the rules that were set up. If you use the powers, you burn up; you can die. All these things. And at the beginning, it did feel like that idea of stolen powers. You and me and you were excited about that. You a little more than me, actually, at the beginning, of figuring out, okay, this villain, almost like, you know, something like a, an eclipse, something where or a desperate I mean, you know, something that would steal the powers and and do. But it then that got got pushed away. We had the burning deal, the burning man, right? I'd like to call, it. but then that got pushed away, and now it's just randos. We even had suddenly Kite coming at one up point. with, yeah, and we thought that he was up in the end, like because experiments in the jail cell things like that. Well, now it's just random people in the road going, "Oh my god, she's got the firestorm powers!" And I'm looking at this that does not look, yeah, your head's on fire. I don't know the green hands, say, you know, are those transmuting? I don't know, but you had this weird. Maybe neat idea of what it was To get false powers Maybe combine them and I said it'd be cool to see Some combinations things like That in amalgams but it was like a it, super scroll Yeah 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 exactly And but it's not that it just ends Up being like I said randos Oh my god what's going on I'm The powers fast. don't work in my mind for the no. way They should work with what well, we're talking about And then in this Kevin Scott Then seems it, he's in a Hypertime situation it seems This is not in continuity you don't really have to introduce A possible new character Right? Maybe you'll have it play out Because this one lady, she gets powers All of a sudden she's joining up like you'll make a titan of you yet i'm like how about making a story first i need to know what's going on i don't need just somebody randomly getting powers and going it's and funny I just- too
2: thinking about it because the way, the way her hair's on fire the, the woman who's supposed to have firestorm powers i think they got the the colors got screwed up because it looks like stars like starfire star bolts that she's shooting out like she thought it was a Tameranian kind of yeah. power instead yeah, of a firestorm power but
3: maybe it's all of the- <laughs> i don't know because you end up having this huge combination of things and in the middle of downtown uh, You end up having Red Hood there, and then they realize, oh, my God, we're under attack. I mean, a lot of things start happening really quickly here, and Red Hood does kind of step up. Hey, listen, I'll deal with some stuff. Uh, you know, you deal, deal with this. And, but, yeah, I, and, but I, I don't mind that where he's you know, trying to do things. But all this is going on. It's just one kind of convoluted fight scene That's going it on. Is. You jump from
2: scene to scene. People are paired up going from different city to different city until finally you come to your conclusion.
3: Yeah, well, you have Artemis there with Lady Vic, who has that spear that can transmute itself. Yeah, no. uh, Starfire? No, Lady Vic and Starfire, where she's fighting that, and she has that spear. And it starts going, but then that overcharges, and I don't understand. It seems like it's, you know, set to be a bomb then. Artemis is, I keep saying Artemis, Starfire keeps grabbing it from her and then throws it out the window. It blows up. Everybody's wondering if she's going to be
2: dead. And then later on, the next panel, you have you know Beast Boy helping somebody who then creates a water knife and stabs Beast Boy. Oh no, Beast Boy
3: might be dead. Yeah, because in this, they ended up using that you know big Sonic blast that ended up making it so that nobody had their powers. But it didn't. It only lasted a second, and they end up getting their powers again. This guy then runs through Beast Boy. Oh my God, he's still like you said. Everybody, I don't think they're dead.
2: I hope not, but also if they are, it doesn't matter here because even when you get to the ending here where Donna Troy thinks she's winning but then is taken out by this like enigmatic figure, she looks up and sees Connor. But the thing is it says next Black Zero because if you look at this version of Connor, it's funny that it goes with the hyper time situation that I've been talking about this whole time because back in the 90s Superboy comics, there was a time where – Connor doing a mission for the Just League went into hypertime. He came across a version of himself from one earth where he had gone evil and enslaved humanity and his evil persona was black zero. Yeah, so that's that was kind the of whole a cool. idea, like going into right? hypertime. Oh, it is. If you're a Superboy fan from the nineties, it is a cool call out, but it just goes to the whole hypertime like concept more in my mind.
3: Yeah, and so while that's kind of also my going, score, I think
2: about point five for that yeah, black I mean, zero then, call out. That's, <laughs>
3: that's pretty cool. I mean, it I is got no time. You know, doesn't time. take it, but I even a in
2: time, this issue for some hyper time with this call out.
3: Even in the meantime, you end up having Blackfire is like, okay, I got a cell phone call from Cameron. What's go? Oh my god, the fleet's coming. All right, I guess I got to get involved. And then it's just a Tameranian attack with, you know, this whole deal with Conor. Oh, yeah, the Titans and,
2: go from fighting people with powers to Tamaranians coming
3: down from the sky. Yeah, and there's something missing there because we never really resolved anything. It just and happens. Yeah, we have three more issues, but we need. I need but a you story. you see the
2: progression of the stories we've been getting in this individual issues. I don't see how you can come to a proper conclusion in three issues from what we've been given so far.
3: Yeah, yeah. and Again, exactly. Because we're four issues in them, really don't have anything except, again, if you like the characters, you, you get might them. be able to get it. And the art you get the is best good. versions of them,
2: maybe right maybe, now. But like, yeah. I don't think these are the best versions of the characters no. overall.
3: Well, here's the problem: is a lot of times with a, a book like this, like a team book like this, the idea of the best versions is also going to be how the team comes it together how yeah. they interact with and they're the are element too with with red hood there it throws it off he completely well, throws i'm telling up you and there's not and enough. red
2: hood are the odd men out in this because they are all just both dicks and don't belong in this version of the teen titans and you could they are the
3: outliers because they don't belong and captain scott writes them as if they don't belong and wouldn't it be a funny thing that that's the tell that we find out at the end it isn't hyper time this is some sort of weird Timeline, almost like a deep target. That inserting those two makes everything go wrong. Makes the it's not Titans gonna be. Suck. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to be. But no. that's the problem. Again, the team, and you said it, the Titans family. It's not one where you have to have full out. Not, not even just like there's squabbling and and there's making fun and you know that sort of thing. Beast Boy's always going to be on there to gum up something for me and get annoyed with them. But in the meantime, though. You can't have full out Jason, I don't like you, you're a jerk That just doesn't work, it really doesn't work And maybe the play here, because he, Kevin Scott's all over the place With this meta of powers and people getting this and you're that Then you're getting the Tamaranians Maybe this could have been more of a laid back story Where Jason is starting to be on the team And he's trying to adjust, but you kind of leave all that behind And get right to just arguing and yelling And then kind of a convoluted story, but it, it's convoluted in a way, but not doing anything. So I can't say it's that Titans it's... Titans together fighting. Yeah, I can't say it's overly confusing. Some it's of the weird rules being out. left behind it. Yeah, so that's what this seems to be. I just Looks good. overall wish that it was a little more fun the way that this is kind of what you're getting. I, I'd rather have that than Jason Well, Todd it's such and a and funny St. idea Connor because
2: coming out, Like you could see that these are the, you know, the Titan characters for the most part that are used in the HBO show, but the idea of a red hood on the titans is something i always want to see because it's cool and putting them like but when you have him and Nightwing together here you realize why red hood wouldn't be good on the Teen titans team And i realized okay this thing that i wanted this whole time it would never work anyway
3: yeah and and the shame of this is actually thinking about it like you're more of a titans fan so there are people who have just started reading and things like that maybe they would like this whatever but you never saw in this book the the good stuff. You yeah. never saw them being a great team, a family. So there might be people who are just like, well, what he's is like all this talk jerks. about? Like, what is this talk like? I don't like this. I, I don't really enjoy this." I'm that getting emas- emancipated from this family and right so now. So he's almost relying on you already having a background of the great stuff, so that he could then muck it up a bit. And and it's weird. It's it's a weird way to go about this, but it does look great. I'm still, you know, interested enough that we'll obviously well, be talking is, about it's, it. It's I a just, quick
2: series to go through, even when it comes out, and you're like, okay, I just want to know the mystery at this point. I'm mad that I don't get to know it, but it's a quick, easy read and doing stuff that other series aren't getting to do right now, especially with the titles of, like a Logo, and I just wish it was doing more. And because of that, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 for no, the lack I, I of, think of I think story I'm gonna progression.
3: Go I'm going to go 6.5 as well. If it had a little... It was a 6, it, but that Black Zero collapse yeah, tickled a little bit. Mine's kind of just a 6.5, and if you would have had... Just a little inkling of, of the connection of these powers and the Tameranians and the, the rules and, don't job. and this and the rules. I could have gone higher. And I just, I just needed to be a little more fun. You, you have characters that people love, write them in a way why they did love them don't go this full out like I said it's jason todd he throws everything it's off so away. funny
2: too you talk about the idea that you know Kevin scott expects you to have a little bit of titan's knowledge coming this. like he expects a lot of you to even have the black <laughs> zero knowledge coming I, into this well,
3: i think that the whole deal of black zero might be the idea of a wink like that's all actually to me that's the pixar time. way of doing it though it's the idea that i look at it and i'm like that's kind of cool. Look at him. He looks pretty badass. Sure and does. Yet, he's going to enslave humanity. And, and in this, I'm the little kid. He's going to go
2: to every other hyper time world in that timeline and, and freaking, you know, take all the super boys out of commission and invade every world. That's how that bad black zero is. I'm angry about
3: But I'm the kid watching the Pixar movie. and Like, I like the wallies. Look at him. He's the robot. And you're like, This is actually a social commentary on that. That's for the adult, right? You you know, get along and and enjoy it. And I think that that's what that tie-in is. That was one I did not like, actually. And a lot of people do like it, but it did. made me (laughs) kind (laughs) of sad. Most things do. I'm kind of caught in between that kid and the adult there. You know what I mean? Uh, The kid in me said that it was a great robot. But the the adult in me said, I said, get out of me, adult.
2: and realized, oh, no, what
3: have I done to myself? (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing, adult in me? Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to continue the Titans part of this little section here. Uh, what's next? Teen
2: Titans Academy, number nine, written by Tim Sheridan, with art by Mike Norton, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. There's a lot going on this issue of the Teen Titans Academy. It's just too bad that Tim Sheridan doesn't really want to focus on any of it. And what we get because of that is a disjointed story that lacks all the feels that it should, and, be, and again, elevates Red X by making a, a better character worse. And the worst part about this is, he killed off one of the Titans' biggest enemies to do it. Yeah. Well,
3: what's going on with this book? I I, I like know. the beginning, though, that it does say, you know, that the end begins here. And I'm like, okay, how many issues does he have left? Because, uh, you know, and this is another book. Again, when I talked to you on the Spotlight and we were talking about the Batgirls book, the idea that I think Teen Titans Academy goes down, you know, Kevin, uh, Kevin Scott, uh, Tim Sheridan. Tim Sheridan when, yeah. when I don't think anybody's picking up this. This will get canceled. And then we'll have to wait for some other sort of book. Um, he's so scattered with what he wants to talk about in this book. And he's left. And now he's doing again little in jokes about how bad he's doing on this book at one point with the man. There's so many kids here. We don't even know who has powers or what. I'm like, the idea Stop. that he
2: spends his time writing these issues, making fun of how bad of a comic book writer he is, enrages me to the point where Like, just do better. I know
3: it does. and And it's almost like that, you know self-deprecating but that's not what that is i don't you- need that
2: in my titans book right now especially when you have a big thing in this issue where you bring roy harper back and int- reintroduce him to the rest of the titans to let them know that he's alive and not only that but you bring tempest garth back into this whole thing and nobody gives a shit in the same like what are you writing there's no feels to roy harper and tempest shows up which i've been waiting for
3: for a while and he's just a gag and everybody ignores him and that's the thing in this and and the and the gag is hey i'm over here guys but also with that, you see anybody talking about the return uh, of Tempest no. in this book because I'm telling you 100% in continuity book, correct? This is yes, a hyper-time. This is an L- Elseworld. This is right on the money. People are treating this like a hypertime book like a Justice League by Bendis. People don't care about this book and they, oh what that happened, okay. Really, you know what I get all the time from people about this book? One thing did he tell you Red X's yet? No, nope. I'm glad I dropped it. That's that's <laughs> all I get. And in this, you're going to start playing a joke and things that we had before of the, well, we know who he is. We're just not going to tell you. It, it, just Everybody first Everybody t- seems
2: to know who Red X is, but they can't open their goddamn mouths about no. it. And it pisses me off to no end.
3: <laughs> and here is, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little example of what self-deprecating humor should be. You know, the idea that you know, it was something that we do a lot. Because me and you, I'd say we're, we're Einsteins, Eric, right? We're rocket surgeons and we'll say, oh, we're dummies. Or at points we'll say, we don't like doing that research when you have spent three days trying to find <laughs> one little name that was mentioned in a book. I mean, that we, we do it as a joke and things like that. And it's kind of, a, it's not like all of a sudden I tell you, Hey, I didn't read this issue of Teen Titans Academy. I didn't feel like it, but I figured I'd fake it. Do you know? Like, that's not it. You can't fail and then joke about failing. That is, like you said, do better. You're just actually better. you. Know, and he seems to be like you know trying to t- push back at people who put the, no. You're you're really just Make sure that your comic
2: doesn't fail, and the people will care about what you're doing because they already love the characters that using. You're introducing new ones. Make them love those as well. Just don't joke about how nobody knows who these people are and how you're
3: not telling a story. Yep. Yeah, and so. We don't know the background of this. Uh, you know, the idea of having this book. Tim Sharon's coming in. I'm sure somebody had this idea first. They kind of give it to him. He's got to run with it. But the idea of having Titans, teen Titans, new kids, all this, it's way too much. And then he, it's like the idea. He has so much to do. He does nothing. It's like he's been overwhelmed. It's uh, anxiety hits and you just lay in your bed and, and just shiver because he does I nothing. <laughs> and so speak my language now exactly but a lot of times it is i mean agoraphobics they they want to go out but everything's too overwhelming and that seems like i don't like, really want to go out he sits down and are he sits down and he's like oh man i got so much to do uh let's just go off and have gorilla grad End up uh, getting his nephew and then doing that. Like, we need more well, than that. Even when
2: we had the reuniting of, you know, Wally West and Roy Harper here, the man who supposedly killed, these are friends. Wally supposedly killed Roy. He's back from the dead now. All of the hard feelings all the comic book fans of these characters have, we can wipe it away. And the way we do this is with one single hug. And then while I getting too much food and just showing a big belly burger bag and say, who can eat all this food? And then Beast Boy put like shoving in his face, I can. (laughs) And that is your heart, boys and girls. I'm like, no, there should be a lot more to this, especially because you have all of the Titans together. And please, please, God, somebody talk about the rest of the freaking heroes who died at the sanctuary. Why does Roy get to come back when everybody else, as far as we know, is dead and nobody
3: gives a shit? I'm just mad because it looks like those aren't
2: burgers. Like they Tempest look like pizzas. Year. Lagoon Boy was fucking murdered. Why does it like Tempest not give a shit about any of this
3: either? Here's the thing. And again, we go through death metal and things like that. And I want to ask you if there's a play here, almost like a flashpoint, because remember... The, first off, this is like the third time we've seen these two get together again and, and hug. And so it's it's that time. Well, that's we coming saw gone.
2: zombie Roy come back in death metal and give and him the thumbs up. That's what A- I'm okay. talking about. That's what i had not mentioned. Wally bef- We had Wally talk before he died during the whole like the stop of the tachyon burst in the Flash series before he like Wally blew up with energy and ended up killing Roy. So we had them talk before that happened, and now we have them talking again,
3: and this is the, the finale of that. So like Flashpoint is there a possibility that what they would say Or what they're playing at Because me and you are still wondering What people remember we actually have In The Infinite Frontier at the one point There's a multiverse, we were attacked by this, that They kind of got away from a lot of that talk And in this all I could think of is You already gave them the zombie thumbs up I mean you already know But what? when you do that you don't mention it And I think that maybe they'll play like a flashpoint Remember when Barry came back and things started to fade He remembered it at first but then details kind of went away we'll as you got into details, new deal. We'll talk about details because now that
2: Roy Harper's back, one of the big things that him coming back into this new omniverse, new multiversal situation, coming back from the dead, he found out through the Black Lantern Ring that his daughter Leanne was alive. But before he died that, it didn't seem like Leanne was in continuity at all. So when this happened, the universe has been remade. She's alive, and for some reason, Allytown has grown like into what, a teenager – When Roy is now back, he talks like, my daughter Leanne is back, and everybody in the Teen Titans seems to know who Leanne is. And I'm like, what did everybody think she was doing all this time? Do you remember her dying from, like, you know,
3: Prometheus doing that on Star City? Like, what does people, what do people remember? And what do they think happened? And this is where, like I said, when people are complaining, because this is a convoluted mess of a continuity right now, you know, you see it right here. And I'm even saying, what do you, What everybody remember, you always make the joke That really Nightwing is still going Yeah, I married Barbara Like, you know, all these things that happen But I don't know that they're all Remembering everything And I think the play would be Again, where Barry said "Ah, I'm starting to forget some things, I don't know why But that's because time is fixing itself And things like that that they could go with But without ever saying what people really do This, that, people are confused But that's the problem You can't just ditch it all To not have a continuity because the continuity you have is a mess. you got to fix it. We need something to give us a little bit of a heads up of what people do remember, what they're going on. I don't know how you really do it without a big, giant event that kind of spells it out. But with that, you do get you you get these story beats that we want from Roy and want from Wally. Why isn't there emotions? Because, because you move you just on to make a Back away. to the Future yeah.
2: joke where they have the yeah. Enchantment Under the Sea dance for their homecoming dance at Teen Titans Academy. And then Tempest shows up and nobody gives a shit. I'm like, these are some important things you're doing right now and you're not looking at them at them at all. I have no idea why we are now – focused. and even the idea where you have the side story where Tress, Matt Price, Alinta and freaking um, – and Dane, the Nevermore – they are mind-controlled and leave the Academy to go meet up with Simon, who sees these kids and, like, you know, from the Fearsome Five, that's Simon. He wants to make a new Fearsome Five, including these kids. Like, what are you talking about? There's only four of us here. When when I read this, I thought, what are you talking about, dummies? He's the fifth one. But, no, they bring Red X in as the other Fearsome Five member. And it seems like Simon wants to start up his own school. I like this idea. I like it a lot. But for some reason, like every other issue, Red X has to fuck up the works with his dick well, and now and we he have to fucking go up that. on this other thing.
3: Didn't you get the idea that this is the start of we they we already know everybody seems to know who Red X is. We don't, but they I have do no idea. They're not flipping out about it, right? They're not going on and on about it. That it doesn't say so when you get this issue, this is the first time. Yeah, you had him come out when the suicide squad attacked the school, but he was playing both sides more. Oh my God. He's still this, you know, evil guy or whatever. This is the first time that I swear we're getting this. Okay. I'm going to reveal it soon. It's going to be somebody that's not evil at all. And it's not going to be anything bad. So I have to start with this. Hey guys, I'm on your team You're the greatest guys I ever did meet And we don't want to be enslaved by this bad dude You end up with this red X Is no longer slicing and dicing He's begging for them to realize how great they are And it, it fell off to me Because I think when we get the reveal First off, I'm still expecting to go Who the hell is that? But I also just think it's going to be somebody like How could that be? That person isn't evil or bad or whatever It's going to be Brick, brick. Yeah, it's going to be something like, but again, but how would Brick know all that? Ins- You'll have the thing where. He got a uh, you know a, a chip that had all the the crazy info. There's so many things well, going too, on because that-
2: you know I was telling people in the Slack the other week I was going back and rewatching the Teen Titans from 2003, but like back when Red X was created, and in the one episode where the second Red X came out, there was Beast Boy had a whiteboard talk like thinking who could be Red X and stuff like that, and one of them is like he comes to the conclusion I think it's a monkey with like robot like a, a robotic monkey with Robin's DNA, and I'm like it's Gorilla That's what it's Greg. Be. Gorilla Greg is the freaking guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and somehow he's able to fit into that. But so, like I said, at this point, he ends up, and again, he says the Titans are bad too, but it's not the. The Titans are
2: bad, Simon's bad, and for some reason, Red X wants to be the freaking pump up the volume voice of the kids. Be yourself. Don't be like, you know, the Titans are going to kill you, Simon's going to kill you. Be your own man, but also come with me. I'm going to be your man as well. I'm like. I don't know, Red X. You're not really, you know, making a good campaign for yourself, in my the mind. The
3: weird is, it's almost like he, you know, Tim Sheridan. We haven't had a lot of Red X, and then it, now he's back. Oh, and it was now it's time. He, he wants you to forget about the the evil stuff, and and he pump up the vibe. It's it's definitely, you know, who wants your freedom? He's yelling, <laughs> you know, all this crazy stuff like, "You're with me. We're the greatest." And even with that. The art, you know, it's standard deal that we get with this book. But even looks like a little Mike more art. looks a little more cartoony that we had. I'm saying Red X, like, all right, it's this is the soft edged Red X, like that. Just it confuses me, and I just think because we're nearer reveal, probably in the next couple months or so, and it's not going to be maybe what it was at first, or that was just the play to really get your interest in Red X. But this Red X now feels like you know, after this, when they reveal it, you're going to go and they're going to do charity work. They might build a couple of houses for some people. And then he'll, I don't know. He doesn't feel like he's that evil anymore. It's more of the, you know, hey guys, we have to know what we're worth. It's we not even do just this? the idea
2: of not being evil because I don't even know what he's supposed to be. It's just somebody that everybody knows about who is like, you know, Amanda Waller feels fears on the level of a Batman with his intellect, his prowess, and like, you know, his abilities in general. He is just... The Mary Sue of everything, and there's no reason to, except for he can just beat everybody because that's how Tim Sheridan writes it. And even this, he freaks out because it seems like at one point Matt Price wants to join the Fearsome Vibe, because maybe the Titans are bullshit. He might go with Simon, and he's like, this is you, isn't it, Simon? He gets all freaked out because he thinks Simon's still controlling everybody even though he's not, and then he just goes and murders Simon right there with his stupid red X freaking knives. And then the Titans show up, and Dane's like, don't follow us. And now Dane has gone off the Nevermore with Red X to go jo- do their own fucking thing. But I'm like, what is their own thing?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. And what's up
2: with Matt Bryce? Because now he's already, like, you know, added himself. It's like, you know, maybe the Fierce of Five is going to be pretty cool. Uh oh, my freaking teacher's gone.
3: Got to go back I, to Titans Academy. I just got the idea that was just because he's got to turn evil. I mean, a lot of the stuff is just tropes, and Little a lot of boy. the things are cliches, but. You said even with get back to the, you know, the other characters where, you know, you have this, oh man, here I am. Uh, I'm Roy Harper. I'm back in the dead. Let's hug. Let's make jokes about, you know, the whole belly burger, big belly burger. Also, man, we got to get that awful statue out of the front. We'll we'll, we'll work on that. And then they have a back to the future joke that makes no sense. Even that you're going to love this. I understand that it's the Tempest deal, but even before that, it's just, oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. And it, it just falls flat. Or well, even he when he comes out, things. it's like
2: surprise because he has all this water and fish, you know, hovering above the dance floor, which is cool because it's Tempest, but he comes out surprised. And he's all like, you know, the idea, he goes and puts his arms around Wally and Roy. It's like, Wow, Roy freaking Harper, I haven't seen you in forever. Where you been, dude? And then there's this Roy. You're serious, Garth? I'm like, this is how little that anybody cares about Garth right now. And it's kind of sad because you don't get Garth in the Aquaman book. You don't get him in the Titans book. You don't get him anywhere. And now when you do get him, which is a great Titans reunion, it's just played as a joke, as if Tim Sheridan doesn't care. And it bothers me because maybe, as people have said online, I take my comics a little too seriously, but I care.
3: But even then, you have what, like, moments in this comic are just spoiled by nonsense, where it's like, I'm over here, guys. You have Garth behind, like, no, stop! Stop and it! It, like, it seems like
2: the majority of this whole idea of the dance is just in the background, and for a few panels to have the idea that Diego and Stitch have feelings for each other.
3: Yeah, all, not only that, but a very chupacabra. very forced and and you know convoluted way to get Garth. In, and this is like the idea—the idea that Tim Sheridan is making fun of his own shitty writing in the book is the same as that he had a convoluted way to get Garth in to make fun of him. Uh, Why would you do that? Why, Why do either of those two? You know, do something good. Do something solid. The big deal is that they end up, these kids have gone missing. Did they run away? And Raven's able to say. Listen, I'm going, and they have the spirit walking, you know, the, your I essence. I got really
2: and, scared at first, though, before. And Simon, he comes in looking like a G hover chair. He right, like, has no. a freaking, like, a goatee and a mustache now. I'm like, he is looking really cool right now. Like, he's, like, you know, trying to make it out with the ladies or the men a little bit. Like, he's yeah. trying to go out the town and do something with himself, and now he's dead. You but think when,
3: that mustache is – he's kind of a hipster with that, right? I, I think looks kind of cool.
2: And, you know, what? especially with the like, brain sheerish. showing with the mustache. I would love badass. that.
3: I mean, I, I go out. I'm, I'm Simon. I'm like, oh, baby, what do you like? You like what I see? They're like, I like that mustache, but your brain kind of exposed the real turn up, dude. No, oh, actually, I that's my kink. I better get a chapeau on there. Uh, you know, or, you know uh,
2: he sports you, a bowler.
3: Then he ends up, he puts like somebody, you're on my mind, literally, because it's exposed. And they're like, no, I'm leaving. But here's the thing, too. Jokes is the idea that there's Simon, right? Another oh, those character. Jokes. Yeah, they were. They, <laughs> they were. It's just like Garth. Right? The idea, though, where, and I've, I've mentioned this in, in certain things, too, but Simon was one of the characters that they grabbed in the Crisis on Infinite Earths because he was so big. Like, this was somebody who could really get some things done. He's uh, one, one of the, the biggest villains of whole, yeah, all, all the time. The monitor He's grabbed great. him because that was a character he needed in this grand scheme of saving the entire multiverse, universe, all that. And yet here he's on a hovering lazy boy, and then gets killed by asshole boy. So it, it just he, just he, kills
2: he, Simon Red X with. I mean, like I mean Red X just kills Simon with no fanfare. It's no, off panel, and all of a sudden he's just laying there. Yeah. And I'm like, that was Simon, and you, yeah. you just out tried to elevate Red X by killing Simon, and it was the worst thing you did in this. And I can it's weird to say that because I was previous. This is weird. I'm reading this issue and at one point I'm like, Yeah, they're not giving me what exactly what I want, but Roy's back, Tempest back. I'm at a seven point five out of ten. And then I kept going down as I read because as I was going to I'm realizing you know, every element of the scenes are giving, you're not giving me nothing they're but taking flat. things away from me.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it's funny too when I saw Simon go down, it reminds me. You get so angry and I, it, it makes me laugh just because I like when you get angry. But when you end up, you're wanting a not that Simon's your favorite character or anything, but with the
2: fearsome five, we know Mammoth, he ain't coming back after coming they, being no. kidnapped. His well, ass and made him a carnival janitor. They, Fucking he's maybe, not coming back to the maybe fearsome Maybe he fives. came back better.
3: <laughs> maybe after the death metal that could have reverted. But with this, I mean, Simon got a mustache. Look at that thing. You end up with this <laughs> though. It, it goes back to a lot of times you'll have it almost was even a heroes in crisis thing but that was just awful in all sorts of ways but when you end up having these side stories these characters and and you like them and they pop up only to die a panel later and you're like you just wasted why that. why do that? do that you get so angry and it, even when it is elseworlds and stuff you're like you can add some real cool things with that but when it's in the actual continuity you just ended up and yeah they'll have some nonsense oh he uploaded his deal to this and that and the other thing it'll yeah for some reason, some reason weird deal. This,
2: you know it was just a backup procedure or something like that where gizmo uploaded his brain to yeah, somewhere else you. because the fearsome yeah. five are still
3: together it'll always be that you always will be able to go out but in this it just it's there like you said it's the same thing that we keep getting with these writers who don't understand the characterization and making a character great isn't making another character worth shit. That doesn't do it, and that's what they do nowadays. And it seems like a lot of writers that you just have to uh, Bendis just has everybody in his book saying how great Leviathan is and we never saw it, so it doesn't hit. This going it angers you more than you thinking, Oh my God, you know, Red X is badass. You don't think that at the end you just think, Oh, why'd they do that? Oh, as, as the Titans come flying in and see this. But again There's the cliffhanger of, oh, my God, they're going to think that Red X did something bad. He did. he did. That's not a cliffhanger. That's not anything that would be surprising at the deal. The big thing, that is is But Lehman, the but thing
2: is, we did have a, a, a comment on the site where I'm not exactly sure with what he meant, but it might have been the idea that if you think that he wasn't affected at the end, I think maybe the idea is that the Nevermore, with the unkindness going through the four horse of the apocalypse, maybe made Red X do this against his will, and it wasn't really something Red X
3: did. Now, The, the problem I have with that, and if I go and look, I want to I'll probably look and maybe comment is the idea that as he's doing Cut his this goddamn head off and is holding his head by his goatee in his hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm page before. How, how silly does it look when Red X is like, rah, rah, and he's got his hands going, but he's shaking. So angry. at that point you do end up having Dane say, X, seriously, if you don't come down, you're going to snap as if they knew that this is something that could happen with this character. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's really going nuts. This doesn't seem like, what's wrong with you? You know, says you could snap doing this. And to me, that means that... And, and like I said, most of them seem to know who this guy is anyway. We don't, but maybe it'll be kind of a, a hint when we find out who it is go oh i can see gorilla why it Greg. i'm telling you that might be a, a play there to give us a little hint of who it might be if well we the thing is the only person
2: it. i know who has anger issues in the school right now is brick yeah yeah so there you go and also the idea from when we saw red x as a kid and i think it was the yearbook special issue kind of thing of when the former red x went and killed i think the foster parents of the of the kid who would eventually become Red X It was also a ginger like Brick as well
3: Yeah, And, and again I, I don't feel like The but way nobody this is cares going because down, Nobody
2: knows who Brick is because we like, you don't know Half the kids in this for the most and part And
3: that's the weird part where this guy If they're saying what you said The idea that we're trying to see That a character that we don't know yet Who has kind of In this issue I'm, I'm saying Is a little bit different characterization A little softer deal to know, like, oh, my God, that's not like them. That that would be the play of the four horsemen. I, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I just see that this is something that he has anger issues that's going to be spelled out. Probably is brick. I think it is now. I mean, Well, this fully. might be
2: the start, too, as well, because when our Titans are let out of the academy and they have all red eyes being controlled by Simon to you know, meet up and you know try to get recruited to his fear. One of them is Matt Price, who before I was upset when we read the Future State thing is like, I think this one, you know, like four horsemen of the apocalypse character, like I think I recognize him, but I don't at the same time. But it is Matt Price with his T, you know, like you know all his team, like Team Titans T tea on his shirt and stuff like that. So Matt Price will eventually become one of the four horsemen. The future state does line up, or if we're just going in that direction, so this might be the beginning of that there, where he is willing to go with Simon to become the fearsome five because he is willing to go evil like that. So this might be the start of that situation.
3: And maybe the guy, maybe there's a weird play here too that it's like maybe Simon, he's saying, Simon's controlling him to actually do this to him knowing that he's upgraded or uploaded his deal and wants him to... You know, kind of look like I just don't the know worst who's going to rebuild worst. Simon's body. Or if it's who, all who just knows? Is
2: some kind of weird projection by this is what everybody sees and thinks they at least see happening.
3: Now you're going with the, the flatliner. I just think that this is full out. And I actually, you say that I did think it was going to be a hologram at the end, but I just think that he flipped out and he killed him. And probably the, the upload is
2: the whole deal, but. It's just the image maker making a mirror image of Simon. Well, the image maker, you say. Uh, what would you give? Us? I did give it a 6 out of 10 on the site because I did enjoy the, the art in this issue. I enjoyed the characters I used, but talking about it made me angry. I will go oh down to God. a 5.5 5 out of 10 because I like all the characters that Tim Sheridan's using. I like the ideas of this stuff. It's just when you spend all your time tearing these characters down to make Red look good, it just destroys uh-huh. my mind. And the way you're using the characters is just aggravating at this point in time. I want to love this book, but Tim Sheridan makes sure that he does everything each issue so I don't.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go six uh, It's it's a disappointing book that we keep It's weird now because I don't really care who Red X is I don't really uh, There's a lot here The Four Horsemen stuff eh, We'll see, whatever But I still like the characters And I still desperately And, and there are a lot of books like this We're going to end up And I even you know sent you a deal Where we're going to have maps from Gotham Academy yeah. Come up at the uh the beginning of the new year Where you have that You have over at Strange Academy right now over at Marvel And I love this sort of deal I love the young characters learning Their power sets and kind of getting A, a play oh, in yeah, a school well, setting We're never getting this And this is the worst of all of them And I still, it's still the concept And the new characters are intriguing enough That I keep coming back hoping That something will click again And that I'll be like oh my god Okay this makes sense And maybe it's get rid of this red, red X Whoever boom and then get away from all of this and kind of do a soft little reset of, hey, guys, we haven't been in class in a while. And do what you should have done at the beginning and let us fall in love with your new characters while they interact with the beloved characters from old. That's all you need to do. This seems like a really easy highway to heaven here. Somehow I'm on the highway to hell. Eric, because it's every issue. He seems to want to do something different or make fun of himself or swerve it to this, a mystery. None of that is working out. I want the characters. I want them to just, you know, hang out, hang out. Eric is what I need. Hang it all out, boys. But I need, you know, more. You need some, need some character, character work that feels like it has meaning behind it. Yeah. So that you can get involved. Like at this point you should, when they, hey, Red X, here you are. And like, it should break your heart if it's somebody that we, have fallen in love with already, but who have we been? I don't know. It's a Beast Boy. Yeah, hey, hey, it's the Beast Boys. We're going to go into the next book. Speaking of crazy things, Eric, we have Wonder Woman number seven eighty two. It is written by. Well, it's Conrad and Clunan Eric. They have a nickname that they want to be called, but I am not, not going. I am not your going. Own at it. It's Mikey Conrad and Becky Clunan And on art, we got. Marcelo Takara, Tamara Bonvallon, Eric us. and Pep Rousseau. And I just want to—I just want to mention there. I'll do that again. You have Conrad, including writing. Marcelo Takara on art. Eric blocked and reported. We're blocked. Tamara Bonvalon. blocked and reported. Blocked by her. Pep Rousseau, He actually talked to us at one point, so we're we'll good there. And a backup story by Vita Ayala. Locked and reported. Skylar Partridge, Ramallah Fajardo Jr. Locked and reported. And Eric Becky Carey. Blocked and reported. <laughs> okay. this, this whole book is filled with people who have blocked us on Twitter. Probably for good I reason. I don't understand. I don't even know half of them. Ramallah Fajardo Jr.? What, did we, you know, as colors at some point? Probably. Cloonan and Conrad, or as they like to be called, Cloonrad. Continue their that. second art of wonder uh, a second arc of Wonder One by still trying, and I do have to hit the ding there i'll you still trying to tie up things from that first arc, or, or are they just mimicking or doing you know weird meanderings from that first arc because that 's what I see well it's nice that Wonder One wants to return Ziggy's sword to his grave. is that the most important thing happening with diana 's return to earth and to that, uh, add to that a dead man that makes no sense, plot lines that continue by jumping in conclusions and an obscure callback as a cliffhanger, and you have another clone red banger on your hands and a Ben and McDow backup. So we end up going into this, and this book, I, I, I don't get it, Eric. That People reviewing this seem to love it. Uh I are well, big you, dead man fans because they don't know dead man and think that this is dead man. Yeah. I mean, you can get past some things. I mean, I understand. I understand that sometimes, again, you said earlier, you know, people make fun. You're, you're not the fun guy reading the books. This is beyond love that. To have fun, God damn. This is, this is actually as infuriating at points as those stupid space lizards in the whole crushing logo. Crush yeah. Dead man is there as the be all end all of making the book continue because you keep running into brick walls. So even with that. You have, and we'll get to dead man going on here. But with that, Diana comes back to Earth. This big deal. She goes and sees Clark though? and Bruce. But it should have been. I so know. After that, then just like the return of Roy
2: Harper should have been with the rest of the Teen Titans, but you didn't get that either.
3: There are, yeah, there are characters like you know, and and a lot of characters in the idea of a street level deal, right? It would be a lot of Marvel stuff because you have like a Daredevil stuff like that, Black Cat, you know that stuff. So you end up here. Where you ha- you don't have that. This is not a character that's just. This is Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, and this is she the daughter comes, of Zeus. She comes back from saving everybody Princess in Death Amazons. Metal. The whole idea of things building up, even in that trial and all that, and what she needs to do is take a sword back that was given to her by Siegfried to get to his grave so that he but she doesn't have any look, sort look. of inkling that she needs to do it. She just wants to no, I there, think she there just doesn't no wanna reason
2: to do it because even the thing is this was a gift from Siegfried, you know that dude I used to bang in Valhalla. I don't want it anymore because I'm not a clingy person. I'm like, you know, I'm a minimalist kind of girl myself, so I got to get rid of this sword and bring it back to his grave. But the thing is, while that's all fine and well, you do you wonder when you take a sword back to a grave you know nothing about. Do it on your own time because you are a superhero first and foremost. And right now, not only do you have Dr. Psycho out trying to like, you know, brainwash people with his new book and even doing television appearances, you have armies of like image like you know, Wonder Women going around taking down planes, attacking cities. You have this going on, and for some reason you feel you still have to go and put the sword in a grave first before getting to your actual responsibilities. Because as we find out, Yep, Siegfried. He's uh, he's not at rest right now. My there bad, you go. motherfucker was involved. He was fine.
3: Yes, dead man out of nowhere. Then says in a way that is supposed to try to explain things, maybe, or set up his return. Which again, you Why? did that. You did the first arc. Fine, great. People liked it. People didn't. It's over. This is what people have been waiting for. And yet, when you get back to her, she's like. Oh, man, you remember when I was dead before and Ziggy, I cut kind of, because they're almost like grasping at things. This book isn't selling. And yet they're thinking in this is like, oh, everybody likes Ziggy. So we have to throw him in for some reason. And yet, after the fact, Dead man says, oh, yeah, I can sense with my dead man powers that he is not resting at peace. But that's not no, what no, he was he went to his about. Heaven. Yeah. Even then, where they're walking around, I love the. If it was a movie or a TV show, I'd love to have it in live action where they're walking through this barren, you know, deal and it's all. We call snow, that Scandinavia. And then all of a sudden they turn and look up and there's a giant obelisk with crazy pit. I wonder if this is it. There's well, nothing the else thing, there.
2: Jim, we don't know if that's where he died or where he's buried. Exactly. But that's a, a place where bad things, <laughs> but because she, that's the thing is dead Man, on top of being able to possess dead bodies now and know whether or not people are resting in peace with the afterlife he also can sense when somebody is dead and like where their dead body is and also pinpoint where they should be and i'm like you are just uh, where tim Sheridan is making other characters look bad so you can elevate red x the coon and conrad duo here are just saying things that don't make any goddamn sense because they don't know how to
3: write a story with the characters they are using and this is where i like to explain how i take this and it's She was with Ziggy after he died. If there was any sort of problems, he might have brought them up. Like she was with the guy who gave her the sword after he had passed. And then you try to wrap around and say, oh, he died. Like they don't understand that he was dead already when she met him. They think that when Wonder Woman left and came back to Earth, somehow he came back to life, lived again and died in a weird way. No. You don't need that. You already talked to him and made sweet love with him in the afterlife. He was already dead. He gave you that sword, when he was dead. And then she goes, also, like,
4: Jim,
2: you got to go with the idea, because as they were saying that Wonder Woman was traversing the multiverse, they also think the multiverse the consists zone. of the fifth dimension and the phantom zone. And the zone. phantom zone.
3: No, they, they have no idea. And, you know, every aspect of the sphere of the gods. <laughs> so, again, just to explain, because a lot of people, and that's what is kind of infuriating, People will think that this is Dead Man's powers and will straight up think Dead Man inhabits dead bodies, becomes a walking, living zombie.
2: That, that's not what he do does. If you want to do anything with Dead Man right now and if you want to put him in a Wonder Woman story to do it, have them talk about the idea of the Justice League dark stuff that Wonder Woman was a part of where the Upside Down Man transformed Ramakushna into the necropolis that we had never had rectified. Do that's that because just Dead Man should take care aside. of that shit
3: yeah but instead dead man and and to give him character work here again he does not resurrect dead people a cadaver makes no sense because he ends up using a body to use the body's abilities he to says be he's able to cold. go I'm like it's a dead body you don't feel anything it's a dead body he a dead person a cadaver doesn't talk no nope. so he shouldn't be able to talk it also can't move he shouldn't be able to like he doesn't go into a Bruce Wayne and then all of a sudden can fly around. You, Dude, that, he's in the on body. On top of
2: everything we've said right now, he also in this series because of the Conrad-Kunin duo, he can wipe motherfuckers' minds. Just well, wipe out
3: the past. And I'm thing. like, what and, are you
2: doing? You just keep so, saying he has this ability when he doesn't.
3: And what, what they think is going on in my mind, they've looked up half-character things. They've looked up a sentence. When he inhabits a body and then he comes out of it, a lot of people don't, don't remember, remember what yes. they just did. Exactly. He doesn't wipe their minds and the especially past. mass things as well. He only comes out of a body and they don't remember because they were being possessed. But he doesn't resurrect dead people. Also no, he's he doesn't eating do any of these things. He doesn't make a cadaver come to life and then be able to function like eating. Uh, meals and he's like oh my god i'm so hungry like, i want to eat we i want to
2: have this going on because for whatever reason wonder woman can see dead man as he is a ghost and if, yes. let's just say oh, it's I'll because tell you. I have a she's connected deal. to hecate she's the daughter of zeus we can just say whatever we want she can see dead you man. never
3: explain it them. do
2: the entire thing as this because the dead body aspect is not needed and actually just takes away from the story
3: here's the sentence and we'll get into exactly what we're talking about this is the sentence that i ended up saying to people uh, That sums up what what is wrong with this issue and the book. I put this in the Slack. But it says they mess up Deadman so bad that they show that he didn't have to possess a cadaver, which he can't do, by the way, yeah. which was the only reason they needed to fly in a plane, yeah. only to have dead men wipe the minds of everybody on board, which he can't do anyway, which then ended up not mattering because they have a video of it. Yeah. Nothing mattered in this, and especially infuriating. At one point, Deadman says, I know why we had to fly the plane. I know why we had to take a plane. That is not explained, but what he's saying is because I'm a dead guy and I can't fly now. At the end, when she is able to see him and he just says, throw my body in the ocean, then I can. almost as if he needs the body then to die. Even though to it's come already back dead. As which himself.
2: Is, just go out of the body, boss.
3: Yeah, just that's all it. he has to do. And so they don't understand this character, but they make it so that he solves every problem. But while they're in this plane. He's eating, they get attacked by these doppelgangers. Even at one point, Wonder how, women about doppelgangers. how about those dupes? And then what dupes, what does that mean? You know, duplicates. She goes, ha, that's funny. What? So they, they end up attacking <laughs> her. Boston. Yeah, she looks out and she I sees them. Get it. They, <laughs> they rip the door off the plane, right? And yeah. then they get in the plane. They start fighting. At points you end up having dead Man telling jokes. He even says he's working material for a stand-up show. Stop I don't know. I think he'll knock them dead. Eric, as oh, it's, it's much as it's and bland. <laughs> yeah, really, it is. So in the plane, now that Could you have already- Could have that joke for a while. <laughs> they, they save one lady who gets your shout out. Wonder Woman gets that. But in a plane where they're way up in the sky, Eric, the, the door's ripped open. Now they're destroying Wonder Woman doppelgangers that are made of glass yep. that's shattering all over. Everybody should be dead.
2: You just want this to be a weird cinematic thing like a Zack Snyder joint where now, you know, you have these Wonder Woman doppelgangers coming in, people getting sucked out of planes. And when you fight the doppelgangers, they shatter the glass. So what you now want is this glass flying around, cutting everybody up to shreds.
3: It would. But then while that's going on, as they come in, you have, you know, him say, man, I was going to say he's working material in this. He says I'm workshopping a joke about how they're not cracked up to be what they – I'm going to, what? Well, it's so
2: funny, too, because he's like this. These things have no life signs. They're glass. I'm like, well, look, they have no life signs. That means you can fucking possess them, right? Because Never you can do really.
3: anything, dead man. Yeah, so do you, when in any of this have we ever got the idea that they realize he's an acrobat? You know, he's working material as a stand-up. He's doing, so Wonder Woman ends up destroying all these things and then ends up, you know, going. And, and seemingly, in my mind, as you see it, having to physically fly the plane down and land it. Just so, like Donna Troy did with Lady Vixen, yeah, previously. yeah, exactly. And Titans but United last month. Nobody mentions her, even though there should be people at the airport oh, yeah. seeing this oh, and stuff. They don't man mention went her. Freaking,
2: you know, wipe their minds too.
1: Why so, not?
3: Yeah. What happens then is that they're like, "Oh my god, you wiped their minds. You, you, you did this, step, Man, I didn't know that you could do it." He goes, "Well, we're trying to keep a low profile. I don't like doing it no, no. often." Right, no, Jim. Jim. She says. I can't
2: believe that you that actually worked. You really made everyone forget what they saw. I'm sitting there. I can't believe
3: it actually worked either. Wonder Woman. Now, So listen to this for this. Yeah, but it know, wasn't easy. This transition I had to go against continuity for like 50 years. Yeah. And he says, I don't like to do that with one person. Well, you can't. Let alone a whole plane full, which you can't. But then he says, you know, but sometimes you have to erase some things. Sometimes if you're laying low. So then Wonder Woman out of nowhere says. Mind control, this has to be Could Dr. Be Psycho. You new got new manifestation by, you, of his abilities? You got attacked by mirror things that shattered, and somehow the mind control was from Dead Man. Not these things Look, you're saying, mind it control. It doesn't make
2: sense. I, I can at least try to make A plus B equals C to some degree with the – try to make this about Dr. Psycho just because when she was in the Sphere of the Gods, she saw a dark manifestation of herself that did turn out to be Dr. Psycho. Here's the thing though, but that was also
3: Janice that wasn't Doctor Psycho, but no, no, that also was Dr. With that. Psycho. Well, making it look like a dark one woman though, who wasn't Janice. That would be different. If you ended up having this attack, and then when they land, they're worried, and nobody in the plane—not wiped minds they go like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry, what happened with those things?" And they're like, "What are you talking about? We didn't see anything." Then you get, "Oh my god, it is mind control." The mind control she's talking about comes right after, "Hey, uh, Dead Man, you mind control some people?" "Uh, yeah, I did." <laughs> you know what that means? But also, Psycho has
2: nothing to do with Doctor Psycho, who's just on TV, which seems weird because even on the tv that he's on doing like a weird little interview like when he put out the book and stuff like that i really thought it was going to be the idea of men overcoming the burdensome women and stuff like that just getting yeah, real like freaking misogynist about like shit does, which would be this, classic this is live from an undisclosed location which just seems weird to say on this weird little interview talk show that dr psycho is doing but it's like a disconnect that's all it is it's like making an international call on a cheap cell phone where he goes and starts talking about like you know Almost like pre crisis Dr. Psycho stuff where he's more of an occultist and stuff where talking about the ideas of different magic usings and stuff. And it seems very odd to be doing this on a the TV. There's no host. It's just Dr. Psycho, who's a best selling author now, just going on and talking about magic. And an Hudo, and everybody's clapping it for his head. I love it. What are you talking about? Are you, are you really, please tell me that you are mind controlling
3: them, Dr. Psycho, because who is your audience? Well, here's two things with it. When he ends up starting that, it's played out in that carryover deal that you wonder if he actually disconnected the phone between Diana and Steve Trevor because she ends up calling him, gets disconnected, and then he's like, a disconnect, like a cheap phone. But it may not be related a bit, but it's it's supposed to be like, oh, my God, is he doing that? Like, whatever. But then you go with all of this. And like you said, he's just on TV, and he's like, it, it'd be me right here. It's like, okay, I'm going to call the spirit of my dead father. Are you there? yep i'm here oh my god he did it like nobody sees anything of this or what but it also then
2: he's doing like a yuri geller type freaking show out of nowhere where he's trying to commune with the dead instead of bending spoons i'm like what is
3: this i mean he basically is saying hey this great atheist he's gonna come this guy's on the up and up and he's gonna tell you to trust me and it all is hooey but also the idea that all this stuff with dr Saito it really does come down. It reminds me just like that one star squadron deal with power girl with Maxwell Lord book. I mean, the idea that he has a book and I think it's controlling people. I think it's just this cliche deal with that. But, Psycho's just there to just let you remember that he's there. This stuff, again, is nonsense. It's not doing anything. just a, sitting know.
2: there. Everybody listen to me. I'm the new Edgar Casey, except I'm the I'm the waking prophet. Just listen to what I have to say and go out there and do my freaking and buy my book.
3: And it even it, it, it's starting to feel even like the uh Tamaki liar liar with the app and so Like, what is going on? Let's get to it. But he's not the one who did no. that stuff. And then you just end up having suddenly. Oh my God. Somebody had a video of the Wonder Women. So all of that stuff we've done up, everything, everything ends up not mattering. No, you have these big moments. We spend a lot of time doing nothing. Yeah. So then they go to Sweden and they end up going and dead man's cold because he's a dead man. He says at one point, I really can't feel the cold, but I'm legitimately, I'm freezing.
2: Here, have a jacket, which is going to do nothing for the dead body. But again, that seems like what you're trying to like. Why is Wonder like... Woman wearing a jacket when the cold doesn't bother her? I
3: don't know. But she's is that a fashion nice, thing? Nice little, like, you know, not hat, but ear warmer type thing with almost like a headband in the front. I like that look. But with that there. Don't like it on me. I think that they think that this is supposed to show the compassion. She. <laughs> <laughs> oh She'll even give a
2: jacket to a dead man. That's how compassionate you is. You know what? Is. Not many people would
3: give a jacket to a stiff.
2: Because most people think things through and it doesn't matter if you're
3: cold. You're a dead man. You know why? Because you don't usually see a zombie <laughs> walking around. And, and, and a guy who's not really using his powers in the way. Even if you were going to play this, if they want to reinvent the character, which, again, the they character are. is not the biggest character But you have to have a reason and a way to do this This happens all the time I know that Jeff Johns blocked and reported by a lot of people But he at points will change something Or will bring something in to show you It was always like that Even a Donnie Cates does it over at Marvel But you have to have the basis to do it And when you ended up having this idea You instead of stuff with Wonder Woman coming back And being in the sphere of the gods You, you can work some new things But you have to explain it And the idea that Dead Man was Again, he was killed, Eric, and then brought back alive, as a but dead, man. dead. Maybe something got... Maybe you can His explain something. His ghost was something. murdered, and
2: he was reincarnated as a
3: ghost. As a ghost. That's the worst reincarnation ever. I guess he stayed on that level plane of karma, Eric. But... Maybe... Just
2: rocking through the sphere of the gods somehow. Ramakushna.
3: Maybe the dead Ramakushna when he came back, like, there's something that could be you know, used if you there. have
2: Ramakushna going and doing stuff like, you know, sending Deadman on a quest and using magic to get him where he needs to go, making him more than he needs to be, because we are on a quest right now where Deadman has to be the... The be all end all. Not the be all, but I'm like, he has to be the, not prophet, Guy. but the, the guide for a, a, a resurrected Wonder Woman, a, a, an ascended being who's come back, a dead man needs to be this guide. So he's given extra powers by an extraordinary being. Do something.
3: Yeah. And I, I mean, something. I can even say like, yeah, of that, and again, nobody knows what we're talking about pretty much, but he dies, he does come back again as a, a ghost, but without... Like, something there in that reincarnation, something there got a little wonky, and then that would lead to maybe a quest even that if, he needs to be on. Even
2: if it has to be a thing where Ramakushna is like, I need you to recreate Nanda Parbat, which was turned into a an necropolis, and it's some weird thing where... Ramakushta's still around, or gives the last of its power, almost like Kyle Rayner with the last Lantern ring, or something like that. And he has to become this thing to make and he's Necropolis learning his powers as it goes. By, but you need a descended being that's in the physical manifestation plane, or something stupid and magicy about it. Do something but you're not to make doing these
3: work. And the funny things we're talking about a character that isn't the main character of this book, saying that that should be. But the hell you say. <laughs> I would rather. I mean, in this, you are having Wonder Woman because oh, look at how great she is. She's taking the sword that Ziggy gave her after he had died because he would probably want it when he died after he died. This doesn't make sense. I'd rather be on a quest with Ramakrishna and trying to make things right than this. This does not make sense with what happened. If me and you met when we were dead and I said, hey, here's a quarter. And then you get resurrected. You're not going to want to give Jim, it back you, that I quarter. If,
2: I don't know if we met when we we're dead, but did we meet when we we're ever living? <laughs> well,
3: I was dying to meet you, Eric, and I never got to live. I don't know what's going on. But no, like every concept in this book either doesn't make sense, gets pushed forward with abilities that never were a thing, or also just gets wiped out three pages later. And this should be a huge book. And now our heroes
2: have to make their way back because Steve Trevor is under attack by an army of duplicate Wonder Woman in Washington, D.C. And that is the coolest aspect of the book to me because you do find out at the end, which Michael W. Conrad is all proud about bringing, which this is a thing that I am a fan of. He has brought back a one time Wonder Woman villain from 1962 to be the big villain of this whole thing, the Image Maker, like who's essentially Wonder Woman's Mirror Master. He is the master of the Mirrorverse. It's a really cool thing because a lot of people, like, there's not a lot of Wonder Woman villains that people use in the goddamn comic series. So bringing this one shot one back and making him a threat is really cool to me. Expand the Wonder Woman villain set. Image Maker is here, and I like that a lot. It's just the rest of the book that we had to get to this cliffhanger
3: suck donkey balls. Did you, did you wonder why? image maker either looks like sadu a bit like a little sadu a little play or why he was on the cover of sergeant peppers (laughs) i mean when you go back i'm like he gets his style from the designer i I would have loved the idea that before he was private image maker now he's general i I, there's no real reason that he's dressed up in a military outfit except that he was on the sergeant peppers cover that's all i could get from this did Uh, you
2: read that Woman from back in 1962 where he was
3: in Yeah, I went and looked at it. It's it's just the, the nonsense villain who ends up, like, yelling things that connect to mirrors. And, you it's know, so funny, all the too, puns. because now
2: all I want that he's back and going to be in, like, you know, he's in Wonder Woman continuity again in this main thing. And it might be a threat that could be
3: take on for, like, for I a long time. Mirror Master just, to come and exactly, say, what the hell are I you want doing, buddy? Image Maker versus Mirror Master situation going on right now. I swear, we're going to get almost like a deceased where all of a sudden <laughs> Mirror Master is just going to zap out, slice him, and go. Do you
2: remember who the character was? It was in some anthology book where it was this character that was lost for a long time that was in the Mirrorverse that came back and then went after mirror mess at the end of that little anthology. Yeah, Do you I can't remember. remember. I know what was? you're saying. No, I can't remember. I don't remember, remember but I'm like, and let's add her in there too because shit's going to get crazy in the Mirrorverse. I just
3: like that he's dressed up like he's a fancy guy. Look at this guy. I, like, you're in the... It, like. Did he accidentally cut himself with some of the mirrors and stuff like that? He's got all head wrap on, like he's been the just work. half of his head, Jim. Guys, only he's only been in one issue. How much other trouble could he have gotten I into imagine it since it ninety walking through glass? You get that accident sometimes. I don't know, but he is the image. Ma- I guess he is the image maker, but he does say, "I'm the master of Mirror World." That'd be funny where it does end up. Where just out of nowhere mirror master's just watching something and and that comes up and he's like how dare you (laughs) what the fuck did you just say the only reason the image maker who's the self-proclaimed
2: master of the mirror world is here is because you know mirror master's off doing you know rick flag suicide squad
3: stuff right now but also the idea like right on the okay now that's why we have duplicates that shatter into glass all right we get that but you had dupes, you know, duplicates and things like that in your first dark. You're oh, no, doing no. something That's again, all we've just been like doing this is because. like I so, said before, we had an evil
2: Wonder Woman, Janice for no reason to be that way. Then you also had Doctor Psycho portraying an evil Wonder Woman, freaking you know, to her in the sphere of the gods. And now that we finally get back, you have an evil Wonder Woman army, and like this and even, is with the, even with the
3: even with the Doctor Psycho, without it even being the idea that he had that evil deal. Like basically, what you're dealing with after coming back from the dead. Ziggy's sword—that that's from there. Doctor Psycho, which classic villain, but only going from what we already saw in the thing, and it's—it feels less like a well, Jim. They set this up, and then, no, it just feels like you're you're rinse and repeat, and the idea that there's not much story to be had, so you have to go and oh, everybody liked that over Long Arc. I still have the Ziggy. You don't need that dead man should have never have continued on in this book fine he have started in, out in yeah this had, book, well honestly. you had him in the sphere of the guy whatever that still doesn't make sense but with all this like everybody just i see these reviews again the like, man this dead man's the best and they have a and great the relationship is, they're not
2: wrong because i personally don't like dead man because i find him to be a boring character and the freaking you know this duo of writers has made sure that he's not a boring character because he can do whatever he wants yeah he can
3: do but again You need to have, if you came up with a clever way that that makes sense, then you might have really been killing it here. But it's just happening. And when we get these writers. I'm not going to say
2: some bullshit and just walk away from it. I got to explain that bullshit.
3: And I I said, this is where when you get some writers, then I, Becky Clunin, we've seen a lot of her art, but I've read some of the stuff that she's written as well. And I can't say that I know her like, oh, that's Becky Clunin's writing. Michael W. Conrad, I know nothing about. So I can't say that they're just not fucking up a character. This is what we said about Bendis. I bring it up a lot when he had that man of steel and he kept saying things that weren't in that current continuity, kept using names that were weird, doing other things where you end up. Well, is he telling us a hint of what's coming up? But you don't have that basis of trust yet. So when I see this dead man, it just gets it's more and more everywhere you turn. He ends up, well, now he can sense the, the dead and how they felt at the end. Well, that's the thing now was, he's, this this. Now he's doing this. Now he's doing that. The amount
2: of Wonder Woman books we've read and that first issue of Batgirls and how he portrays Stefan Cass, I know well, now what to know. expect from these writers and how they write the characters. I don't have any trust. That's,
3: exactly. that I'm saying, I can't say where somebody would say, though. Well, wait, you might be, no, we're, we're beyond that. Because first
2: issue they did with Wonder Woman in Valhalla with the mystery behind it, that seemed compelling. And yeah, that, was And then as you awesome. continued and you brought Dead Men in, it just decked up the works and no one, Wonder Woman was no longer the main character, and Dead Man was just there as MacGuffin.
3: And even that, the Valhalla stuff was the best, right? Any the first but issue. Here, but I'm saying just overall of the different things that Odin's she's done. Odin's upside down doing with, bullshit. With that, though, just to, just to point out what happened. man now! She, <laughs> she needed a key Shut to up, get dude. to the Valhalla deal, right? Dead Man got it for her. She ended up doing some things but couldn't find it. Dead Man grabbed it. Then, when she got to the Valkyries... You ended up having a this problem where the Valkyries, they were overworked and they needed somebody to do some. She fell asleep. She actually like passed out. And then when she woke up, everything was solved. That whole arc, even Thirstie that one Thor's being the Day, best. Thor's Day. That was not anything she did. Wonder what Woman, she, everybody. What she did mostly in that little bit of the story see, was at one tired. point. She uh, saved in death metal. She ended up going and seeing a well and told a satyr not to be rapey. That's all she did I agree there. with her
2: sentiments, though. So. That
3: is good, but still, all the, every step of the way, then... Don't do that. Put your dick to d- away. To defeat Janice, you need a dead man to get the negative space, nowhere land going, and they, nothing that she did ever really no, resulted no, in anything is, going.
2: Maybe she deserves a vacation, because she did save the entire multiverse in death metal. No,
3: but maybe with we should that, cut her again, a break and let her oh, have bullshit stories. <laughs> I'm saying that people are just sitting there like, she has oh, really I know. done this. I'm like, no, like. They they don't even write their main characters being able to solve any problems or be heroic. It's always Deadman swooping in to try to save it with a new ability that he never had before. So
2: what you need to do, everybody listening at home right now, if you're good with any kind of Photoshop paint programs, I don't know what the kids are using these days because I don't use it myself. But
3: TikToks, just, I just take
2: a Wonder Woman cover like the one that we have for this issue and just scroll out to Wonder Woman and put Deadman <laughs> over top of
3: it. Yeah. Put Wonder or Dead Man. Just put this scr- scratch what it out
2: is. like one of those classic covers where it's not about the main character, it's about somebody else, and they put it over top. Just scratch out
3: Wonder Woman and put Dead Man. Like the Legion of Doom, they go, so you put the injustice <laughs> like yeah. that, or you put the thing, oh, that'd be cool. Because this is a Dead Man book. It's not a Wonder
2: Woman book because everything that Wonder Woman can do, she doesn't do it, and Dead she Man can do everything. It instead. happened again
3: here. He ended up wiping minds, but then it didn't work. He ends up being able to tell that Ziggy's got problems. I just love that they're walking around. And they just run flat into, like, they never saw this big rune rock. I wonder if this is it. No, it, it. I don't know it's what the fuck else nowhere. it would be. And then she's like, oh, it's just there, though. And then she puts that sword. One person's going to walk by and just grab it. Oh, sword. Oh. I, re- I do feel like it is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. You, you end up having it there. But, again, somebody's middle of nowhere is somebody else's backyard in Sweden. I don't know. I don't know how, how, Tell me how the Swedes live, Jim. Is. I, I don't know. And they end up having a grand old breakfast. Again, too, it's, it's a cadaver. We've talked about this before. That food is just sitting in a Again, non-working Again, I'm not stomach.
2: concerned about a, a food sitting in a non-working because the flesh is rotting.
3: Well, you say that. I am concerned only because that is a running gag in this book. Every two pages, dead man wants to eat. So I'm going to eat this. I'm waiting for him to start wanting human flesh. That'd I mean, you know, be funny, but why keep bringing, oh, I gotta eat, he's eating in the plane Then he's like, ooh, we're gonna have a breakfast, I wonder what they're gonna have, bre- oh, we're gonna go to Sweden, alright, a Swedish fa-. Like, everything is about eating with him and working his material for the Laughing Brew on Wednesday night, which he calls a gig, Eric, it's only open mic It doesn't really, it's, it's a not gig. a gig, I, have it. I mean, what is he doing, it's a karaoke, it's ridiculous, the art's okay, though I enjoy like the art; it's
2: the best part about this. That and the cliffhanger of the Image Maker, but because of the nonsensical bullshit story, where I, these characters that I enjoy and know for the most part are treated terribly, I give this issue a three point five out of ten.
3: And we have a bannon McDull backup. Oh, here's and the, the thing: thing is, there's so much to, happening. The it. thing
2: is, I want you to tell me all about this because, as you said that in your credits, I realized you realized there the was backup. <laughs> didn't even realize I got the image maker. I'm like, ooh. I'm telling you, there's not much to go
3: into this. It basically is the idea of Banner McDowell, like the the women who don't make it. And uh, or, do we kill them? Do we Maybe do this, by the time this?
2: we're done, the end of the episode, I will have finally okay. read the Ben McCall, and I can you know jump in on it at the end of the episode.
3: I don't think it'll change your score at all. It because I was looking up, forward to this, forgot all about now, it. It ends up setting up more of the whole trial of the Amazons it's and like the a idea manicure, that
2: Jim—that's cool as
3: hell. You well, know they are, but it's just this kind of a background deal to then say Ben McCall's pissed off because of the idea that the mascara they ended up taking what wasn't Bitches. theirs. It's it's. it's pushing that whole thing so they keep so, talking about the Anki people no they just know they, they're not caring about anybody else but themselves it's so, all so, uh, what i get in this is you the, left what are you talking about here's Batman what McDow? i get here it's like what they have an island and we're in the middle of a shithole desert this <laughs> you sucks. the desert and then the idea that this manicure isn't a uh, a beast of the sands no and then they realize it's that it's from tartarus and the idea that Oh, I recognize that. I killed it the first time. Oh, shit. It I'm looking at the scene here.
2: It came from Doom's Doorway, but the thing is, we knew that in the Newbie and the Amazons book right now, which I am looking forward to, actually, I like all this thing that we're exploring the different like, the know, tribes you like of the Amazons with the Esquisita and Wonder Girl. We had the Batamigdal in the backups here, and we have the uh, the Femskeren in the Newbie and the Amazons right now. I dig all that, especially because we're going to a big Wonder Woman crossover. I just want to know right now because it seems like Medusa escaped the doom's doorway. How fucking long was that door open that a manticore escaped and made its ass to Egypt?
3: And again, Atalanta's there to try to talk to the, you know, Farouk and talking about the stuff. And basically it goes with the idea of maybe, you know, us kind of being separate. And how One big is that doorway? I don't remember being a size. I know. I, I got the idea. It was the spirit of man. But even so, all this is, is the idea of showing Mascara Ben and Macdu- you know the Amazons yeah, you they f- don't get along man. they have a you know a gripe with each other maybe something the point where they'll have a trial Yeah, I, I got the idea that it was like in my mind it was one of those things of almost like you know me and my brother maybe oh, uh, what's he it up to? Now, I'm saying I don't know and if something went know wrong my brothers doing, you know, know what I mean brothers. but <laughs> if something went wrong is it our faults for not keeping track of each other so i do drinks, it will be yeah i mean i'm, I'm not I gonna change my deal. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand the kid i say kid he's 80 uh but with that you know he, he's he, in his 40s i ended up you know not liking my brother because he's an asshole right he doesn't like me because i think he's an asshole it's not gonna change I can understand that. i get this idea though if we did end up finding out maybe that the Werners had some issues, and maybe we could have resolved these years ago by just talking. Then That's what I got out of it, the idea. Talk's rare. cheap, Jim. But you want to have this trial of the Amazons, and it's going to be like everybody against it. It's a battle royale. It really is. I, mean, I, they're I gonna ring a, a battle bell. royale. All of a sudden, Mankind is back. We're like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. The Rock and Sock connection comes out. And oh. They're freaking teaming up Can for you a little imagine while, and then
2: Mankind's that? over the top rope because the Rock betrayed him. Holy H- shit, H- I want how that. About, how about Artemis? If, like,
3: this year, right, <laughs> and, and like next year, and you have mankind come up. but he's, you know, just him say he's doing it, and then when just they it, the, they do, Well, he's mankind, but he's okay. not doing any. But when the, the countdown goes, and as the he gets <sighs> the sock out and puts it on, and, and the rock comes out, it'd be awesome. I'd go nuts. And then Artemis is there. I don't know. That's okay, Kelly anything, Kelly anything with guy hair. Describe it with Amazon's. I'm all about. Yeah, it's okay. It's just in this here. When you read it, it's very quick. But when you do read it, like again, here are you Tim Sheridan now? Can you make fun of that? Re- you end up with all this stuff where it just kind of okay. Let's get to the trial. Let's get to the trial of the Amazons. It didn't make me care more or less about well, it. The but thing VR's is, I good.
2: appreciate the DC Comics is doing all they can for hell lax they've been in any kind of wonder woman stuff especially in our own title that we are making sure that readers of dc comics know what the normal status quo for all the amazon tribes are right now because we are adding a new ones and we're going to a big crossover we make sure that everybody knows what's going on and And hopefully
3: in our spotlight we ended up mentioning yara and hopefully that kind of kickstarts her book again too, because she needs it. She needs a little kickstart. Oh, she needs a kickstart
2: my heart because I need to fall back in love with her.
3: The Mar, yeah, the March. Uh, oh, it's all about you falling in love with her, isn't it? Yeah. What is she? Your accessory? You end up where in March you have the solicits came out and March actually is a really, I don't know how people are going to, you know, think about it, but instead of like a huge event that there's a lot of little mini crossover things going on in March that I actually think are intriguing like a trial of the amazons you have some things in the bat books you have some things going on all over the place the that Flash, i think Titans might be and pretty the, cool and the, uh, what's the other and one the suicide squad is it suicide squad yeah yeah you're right yeah and then you have like robin deathstroke inc wow, look to that one. like yes i and Maybe these are the things that'll get us kind of like, OK, I know people hate the idea of having to buy more books and they'll the you is, though, about it's, it, But
2: it's, it's it's Slade versus Damien round 13, it
3: feels like, because it just keeps happening. But with all of that, and I was going to mention to you before, I, it just popped up when we we're talking about this, but the idea where you do have these things. And you have these crossovers. Maybe that's where you really start nailing down the continuity when you have these books, because then you could have them all on the right page. And maybe the continuity in getting it right has to start within the family of books. We have a good continuity going in the Wonder Woman books. We have a good continuity in the Bat books. And then that eventually gets the whole thing going I, I would like to see that maybe we'll get it but so you're yeah telling with,
2: me is that like you know one cog starts turning the other cogs are certain eventually you have a fucking fully working machine right yeah, here
3: i mean you have to get a basis of the individual books first in my mind to get that settled and then you get the roundabout you know big deal happening but we'll see we'll see i think that that whole thing with the and Bat, then everybody has to
2: get together to save Barry Allen, who's in another multiverse.
3: Exactly, I think that Alfred comes back then after that thing in the Bat. Well, Bucks it's a about Bat time Robin. Hello, Lord, I'm about to make cucumber sandwiches. Hello, What's going on with you? Leave a quarter on the Should've bed. I him says. Dead. sometimes
2: dead is better.
3: Hey there, I mean, he did come back like that. you like fresh in a drink, governor He comes back. He's like. Where's my money? Oh, That's the uh, thing.
2: is We keep talking about the idea of Damien bringing him back for what he's doing on Lazarus Island right now. But what if you know Jason Todd, the Red Hood, just fucks off from Task Force Z with a handful of pills, digs up Alfred, and starts shoving him down his mouth?
3: Well, he comes back as the Outsider, Eric. But what, what, the thing is, it's Batman, Robin, <laughs> and Deathstroke Inc. And you're getting a lot of weird tech and stuff going in that Deathstroke Inc. Because that might end up. Or what happens is, and I think I solved it. I cracked the case here, Eric, is what happens You end up Robin is fighting Deathstroke. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so upset. My man, Alfred, he died. He goes, wait a second. Hey, where's Raptor? Who's in the Robin book. Touch him. You're a leper. Don't touch him. Back to life. Alfred doesn't have
2: healing powers that for some reason will be activated when a dirty man touches him.
3: (laughs) That's right. He's just touching him. But it makes sense. Raptor's in the Robin. It's going to work. Hello, love. I'm back. You go to chimney. Just sweep. It might have
2: been the worst part about that Christopher Priest Deathstroke series
3: was the way that they brought Deathstroke back to life. Yeah, it made it seem really wonky, that deal. I, 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 I kind of got what he wanted to try, but it didn't make sense. Like, the, the man this
2: But when, like, when. When Raptor took his glove off, and ended up touching him with his leprosy hand on his clothes. For some reason, even in death, his healing factor kicked back in. The
1: weird deal
3: about him it back is, to life. It was a healing factor version of an inoculation that seemed very odd. Of getting those bad cells in that your healing factor would then react to to bring you back to life. I don't get exactly. it. The
2: worst part about that now, series.
3: Why can't dead men go on and he could become Alfred? He'll just go get the body, come out, the head's all. Squirled around I do think
2: Batman would appreciate that a,
3: I just, Alfred's gonna come back He's gonna be like where's my money uh, Oh uh, you know Dick Grayson You gave it to him Oh crap hey, can I have that back No I, I actually donated Oh shit well I'm gonna be at the mansion We're not really there He's like okay kill me now He, ends up Again, just, he, he, he jumps off a bridge He's got many
2: mansions he I bet He
3: jumps off the
2: bridge Then he's arrested for, by the IRS for not paying taxes on them I mean
3: that would be the weird deal of what do you Like what are the rules when you come back from the dead and your property? Because it's all been given away and whatnot, but we'll have to see Maybe people in the Marvel movies with the blip. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's a little weirder, but yeah, even in the whole deal of that, that teen Titans Academy, they're like, eh, people come back from the dead all the time. But yeah, I'm a four out of 10 for this. I like the art. And maybe the you know, maybe I liked enough of the backup to give me a little bump in your score. I looked but...
2: forward to it. To a, I'll go up to a 4 out of 10 as well, just because even though I didn't read the Banner Big Doll backup, I
3: wanted to, and I looked forward to it, and I liked the last <laughs> you're one. Just gonna, you're going to trust it. But the, yeah, main you read the it. title I... sucks balls. Yeah, it's just nothing. It's nothing. But people seem to like nothing nowadays, Erica. Hey, I got a lot of things that I can give you for that nothing, right? You got better. But well, with that, we still have one more book in this section, uh, so we're going to go off to of that right now. Been doing this.
0: So, so long, and sometimes with shit, he been mislabeled as haters just about the whole damn time. Was away years ago, there's a colorist, didn't like us very much at all, bye bye, tamper, by. It does run just confused and sad cause we walk by tamra by
3: All right, Eric, and that next book is one that I know you love. You are in love look, with this book so much. I say much. that I
2: love it, but I can't love it more than you can, so it's no, a weird thing I for me can't. to say. That
3: is true. But uh, I, look, the
2: thing is, Jim, I heard before if you love something, you must set it free, and I oh, really, really, really wish that we could set this free right now.
3: <laughs> well, we will in, in, in a couple issues, one Two or one, right? Because the end. every time I, I read it, I swear, I'm like, Please tell me this is a five-issue mini. Please tell me that this is a one-shot. Please tell is. me this
2: is a hallucination right yeah, now.
3: I think it is. It's a fever dream. Black Man, number four, written by our man Chuck Brown, art by Matthew Dow Smith, Marissa Luis and Clayton Kells. Chuck Brown continues what feels more like a concept wrapped in some random scenes with art done by a couple of people accidentally knocking over buckets of paint, Eric. I don't mean to be mean, but that, that's what it looks like to me. Trying to glean what is going on in this book must either require a Ph.D. or a straitjacket. Unfortunately, I have neither. All of that said, I am guessing the only thing that continues out of this book going into the upcoming Aquaman series is Black Man's new connection to Atlantis. Uh, Not like- Dr. Mist? No, like Joe from the Facts Life used to say, are these sandwiches free, Eric? That was a continuation, a wraparound joke. The joke that was, Eric. I'm Uh, still waiting to find if
2: it was. Dr.
3: Mist. I I mean, here's what I told you about it because me and you were reading this and I was sending you some, you know, little things and like, Hey, look at these people. Thought this was a perfect issue. Stuff like that, which confuses me. But even so, you end up where. We have gone with the name Torrid because it has been spelled out in a bunch of solicits up until now. We had no idea because – and now we find out that it is just thrown out there. Hey, what's your name? I don't know what my name is. All right. my uh, My body burns with the fire. So, okay, your name's Torrid. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Your name's Torrid. Okay. Then she ends up leading them to this guy who she says, I had a connection with before in Africa. They get there. Nobody recognizes anybody. And then he just ends we up throwing, throwing out a Miss name and stuff. knows all
2: about the nefarious and infamous Black Manta.
3: Yeah, well, Black
1: Manta because who has this is an
2: immortal African you know, sorcerer right there. So bringing him back is kind of a cool call out because of what they're doing. The idea of the the tribe that left uh, like Atlantis back in the day and formed something in Africa.
3: Yeah. And so with all of this, again, you are – you're leaning to the idea, whether you like it, hate it, whatnot, is that it looks like the thing that one of the things that Black Manna hates the most, he'll be that, you know, the idea, I hate Atlantis, I hate it, oh, I'm an Atlantean, and okay. And we're going to go into this Aquaman book where him and his son that also thing connects is, his is son he to the thing. Too.
2: Will he be an Atlantean or will he be an
3: African? No, well, thats they, they were Atlanteans, though, that went back to Africa. So I think that he will be of that tribe. And that's the connection because of what's going on with the sickness, things like that. And all that's said and done and all that's nice and whatnot. And, and you do. If you're going to use Black Man and do something. I mean, I don't see as many... I'm not looking and seeing the Black Mana League that they're upset and other people... Black is a villain and nothing but. It seems like people are letting this one all pass by because not many people are reading it. Well, but Black Man
2: is a villain in my mind, the way that, like, you know, besides for his personal freaking, you know, biases against Aquaman, I see Black Mana to be a villain like Deathstroke is. He is what he needs to be for the most part. No. But when Aquaman's involved, yes, he's a bad guy because he's got to kill that dirty Atlantean.
3: Yeah, but now he's brothers. And, and they're going to end up where... This so seems we're both from Town. You're not my fucking brother Well that's true but we're both If we were in other you know, places We'd have a connection of being Americans And even the area that we're growing up in I, When you go to camp or you go on vacation You meet somebody that Oh man you're three towns away You seem to have this like affinity like, Look, That's really cool up-
2: in this two of the same towns. We ain't brothers.
3: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, though, but we laughed that we had a, a connection growing up in that same this neighborhood. Far. So, But um, if you killed my dad, I would not still, like, you know, release you from this endeavor exactly. that I have against again, you because we, like, he, you know, thousands of years did ago. Did he kill him? The guy had a heart attack. He should have ended up exercising more. He he up mine. Where, well, in this whole deal, too, where we talk about throughout this whole podcast, this episode of what's connecting and what's not. And we know that Aquaman does not have any sort of thing going down in Atlantis, but yet he seems to have pull and seems I, to be able to order things around. It felt weird. And one thing uh, is you know,
2: every time we see him now, like the Mara and Arthur, they always seem to be doing stuff in Atlantis, which is fine because they spell out the idea that you know it's a democracy now under there. There's no like you know like, uh, pa- like not patriarch, but like no kings or queens and stuff like that. I can't think of fucking names of things that he did today, but. They don't have that anymore, but it seems like they are still leading the charge because even when we have, like, the generals of Atlantis who are poisoned by Ray, the first person they call is the Aquaman. Like, is he just the go-to guy now because of the former king, Mara being the former queen? Can the Atlanteans do anything on their own, or do they always have to rely on the Aquaman?
3: Or if you have something that even slightly reminds you of it's Black Man, you call him, right? But it should be. But with that, though, it's weird because you really add that push away from that. Just to have him be that go to guy. I wish it was explained, but nothing's explained in the actual story here. How am I going to think that that's going to be explained? Because even like we said at the beginning, you end up having toured, they're washed up on the shore. They have her chain like, oh man, you know, if you're going to want to talk with us, how to get along, we'll let you out of this chain. And she's like, I don't need you to let me out. Boom, and does it. And even that, the oral calcum, it it still doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's not a good mouthfeel.
2: It's not a good mouthfeel, but it is something that they use because it's something that Plato talked about with Atlantean Magic Metal back, ago you know, in the day.
3: Yeah, now with that, the day I when have... When Plato was writing, you
2: know,
1: back in the I, day. Yeah,
3: back in the day, I've actually seen, like, three separate individual uh, videos about this series and about mm-hmm. some issues, and each one of them spells it out a different way, says it a different way, and, because it's not anything that's going to be, like, right off the tip of your tongue and go with And nobody... Even so... What's going on with it? Because we just keep having it being mentioned of it's this metal that's the connection and it's killing and people it's killing because us. of the deal. Yeah. And even then when Black men are hey, you want to get with the brain hemorrhage dying crew? All right, let's go. But my big other thing is this, this idea of Gallus the goat is this character that i have never connect because there's no well, progression or anything. She showed up here anything. out of she nowhere. Just, yeah. It was just palling around with Black mana and just talks like
2: you said to me before, about the way you'd write a Gallus the Ghost scene, like, hey, you want to take out the trash? Can we kick the trash's ass while we do it? Because you just have a woman who's over the top and wants to kick some ass, and that all she is. She is a weird person who stands behind Black man and says, yeah, you tell him, I'm going to kick his ass. She's and then goes the toady and Christmas is the Story. story and that's and all she is. is weird, because that is her character development. Yeah, end
3: up and I said, I sent you, here's my Gallus the Goat. Hey, uh, Gallus, you want to eat dinner? You want me to eat dinner? Or you want me to kick its ass? Uh, all right. Well, can you pass the, the rolls? You want me to pass the rolls? You want me to kick its ass? It's the same thing over and over. And it's not it's not character work. And I think that the whole idea of when we started this, we had an issue where. It seemed like we were just thrown into the series like it had been going on for 15 issues and you end up having Chuck Brown just think that people you had things going on that he never did explain since then and just ends up having the story that by the end he's relying a bit on the art to tell the story at points. But this art is horrendous. You don't know. I mean, there are parts where I don't know what is going on in the deal. When you have a world without oppression, without hopelessness, while they're trying to cut and melt the whole metal, I don't know what's going on in that panel. It looks like Kylo Ren's mask is being crushed and maybe on fire. I, I oh, have no, no idea. Kylo. Yeah, I have no idea. And so all of that going down, even that idea, hey there, red and orange, I'll be- I I oh, promise no. you hoods. And with all this
2: calm that we have, you know what we can do? We can forge weapons with this Atlantean magic metal. Come on over here, help me do all this stuff. We're gonna burn it at 3,000 degrees Kelvin, stuff like that. Oh my god, Orange, freaking yell you. you're freaking yellow, you, Red, you are dead, you are dying right now. You know what? My AIs tell me that maybe people that are connected to this rock are the only people that can forge it. My bad.
3: Yeah, it's so funny the idea of like, hey, can you help me do this? Yeah. Ooh, that didn't work sorry about that i should have looked in the fine print but at least that it's like the eureka moment that you want to get in the lab but it's not good for you know i I just want to know
2: at this point in time that like you know that boxy he had in the first issue that seemed like he stole the life force of the human flame like
3: what's up with that tell me more about that (laughs) i i want to know what the heap of a person is as he is there lamenting at the death where instead of actually panning upwards where he's screaming into the sky you pan away to see him there with what ends up looking like a sack with maybe some cat ke- I, I don't even the art. look at the head that that's supposed to be is that a real doll i don't know it, it's terrible but this whole idea again where all oh, right looks like i'm gonna have to get somebody that's gonna be able to forge this looks like it's black manna i'm like really oh, like we're doing, black we're doing all of this then at one point you end up having Galas where all of a sudden, okay, we're, we're going to Ethiopia. We're going to end up finding out. Now she's in what appears to be a giant sky. I don't even get the progression of where you I. go. And at, at that point, she looks like she might have a bike helmet. That has balls on it. I don't know. She's don't going know through means. things. It. Look at it. I don't uh, know what I'm this thing though, is. A bike helmet that has balls it on it. It looks like it just got rubber balls attached to it. I don't know what the tech is supposed to be. Is this something that Maybe it's that an e. Ethiopian female headdress. I don't know. It looks like it's some tech. Because even when she puts on those things. I'm here. The wizards even She says I'm scanning the building. And there's nobody else we were live to. Maybe she to. just has
2: her hair in little palms, and this
3: is just a weird thing that goes in between those rows. No, it looks like maybe. It looks like a helmet to me. But even so, she goes into this place, says, hey, I'm here. Where's the wizard? He's not here. Knock her out and saying, I'm scanning. He's not here. We got bad intel. Then you have a bunch of times in this where statues are either coming to life or watching. There's some video surveillance maybe going on. And she's just going through to end up with this, you know, this wizard that ends up where Dr. even that where they're like, hey, what's going on? And I, I call you this. I just, everything just gets thrown at you. I don't know why. Especially with two issues left. And so not only that, when you
2: have Torrid and freaking Black Mana go to find Dr. Mist and stuff like that to find out the connection of the Oracalcum, we have the scene where they fly in on her hell beast that escaped Tartarus with her. And when they get, he's like, you know, helping her get down and the idea that they then almost touch hands like keep away from me you have had this weird three panel almost romance out of nowhere i'm like is this the metal that's in love with each other or do they have some strange connection slash love for each other out of nowhere right away
3: yeah here here's the what i was saying to, to go with the dr Mess. you end up having towards say i can't remember his name but i know where he is we're gonna go so yeah. they go and he goes david hyde i wasn't expecting you too soon but i knew you would eventually come how do you know me sorcerer Tord just yells out out of nowhere mist his name is mist i remember and he goes well she didn't want to forget that's dr mist to you baby in the manna i know your ancestors i know this i'm like you you gotta
2: cut towards some slack because when she knew dr mist he was just missed he hadn't gone to like you know sorcery doctor school
3: sorcery mist school he had not his mist degree but even then like why did she have to do that? They're there. How do you know me, Sorcerer? Don't call me Sorcerer. Call me Dr. M- All right, we got it. She just out of nowhere. Missed. I remember Miss. What's just one like- of those things
2: that you say out loud because you don't want to forget it
3: later on if you don't want to speak out? But again, why do you need that? Be- Earlier, what's your name? I don't know. Eh, you're torrid. It, it, just, these names are just thrown out there. And then he's—it's just to show that he has progressed. He's now a doctor, I guess. But he's no, going to attack him. Yeah. he's an immortal. They're going to end up, you know, going and attacking each other. And you know, man, I'm not here to hurt you. Well, really, it looks like you are. We're going to go back and forth. But with all of this, then all of a sudden, you got. You know, crocodile guy and guy flying, all these crazy things going Dr. on. Documents some yeah. animal monsters on them. Yeah, it, it looks weird though, because like I said, you end up changing. It looks like at one point it changes venue a little, and at one point Gallus is not with them, then is and getting grabbed well, by the in things. You know? Yeah, so, but she at that oh, point, point she's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, she's there then. That's what I'm saying. They're like all this is going down. And then at the end, it ends up just being. You know, hey, I'm going to get these questions I'm going to answer, um, and we'll find out what this is all about. It's just nonsense. It really is. And by the end, I it, this book probably isn't selling. We haven't had sales for a couple months, sales figures. This ended up debuting at like 29,000, but we haven't seen what- Why
2: but. is Gallus there for that one panel? I don't know. I have no idea I'm going through there. this, because like, the thing is, I'm like, she wasn't there. And then as soon as I said, I'm like, she's right here in this one panel. I'm like, that That's doesn't the make any sense. That's the what thing I said. Is. Even when they say, though, the idea where she is in Ethiopia, like, all right, hurry up and do your search and, and get to the roof. And I'm like, did they then pick her up? Was she hanging out in the background? And they decided not to draw her over Or, the or she the went time. to
3: the roof and you end up having Dr. Mess being powerful enough that he can end up doing things because she was seen through that statue and maybe the statue mystical. And yeah, so where there, can is,
2: there is a statue that's eyes glow and gallows. Uh, it's freaking deadly, And maybe
3: that's I sad. don't
2: understand the story progression or what they're trying to do.
3: If you look, I mean, the closest I can get is the eyes end up glowing green just like His color of his magic When he has his fist and stuff But again the art's so off That you don't know But this could be He's actually He's playing 3D chess When they're playing checkers Because he's fighting A double front deal Without them even I don't know uh, but yeah, they end up shooting him in the chest, and then okay, I'll I'll let give me some answer answers. your questions. Yeah, yeah, I'll answer some
2: questions, <laughs> like, and we I don't end up. I trusted the way you put it right
3: there, I, Dr. yeah. I, I, it is weird when he's like there, and you like, ah, it's funny. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa let's
1: come it down. Looks come like down. he's
3: about to hocus pocus my ass, and I don't need that. Just answer some questions, dude. Like, time out, time out. Let, let's settle down. Listen, oh, you said you have pla- oh, let me answer them, and he's going at him. Ah, you're like, holy shit. Uh, but by the end, again, I think that us talking about this. I
2: don't think anybody's reading this. I no, don't think there's anybody the reading it. The idea where we started out with Tord is just now like, you know, remember how we ended the last issue with, you know, Gallus and uh Black Mana fighting Tord and her giant homunculus fucking monster from Tartarus? And then, you know, Black Mana jumped into the body, like threw a dynamite or bomb in there, got out, and then like we thought the beast might have been dead. After we resolved things with Tord on the beach to start at this thing, all of a sudden her goddamn monster comes out of the ocean. It uses spontaneous evolutionary jumps as a defense mechanism?
3: Interesting.
2: I'm like, is it cause like, I look yeah. at this thing, i like, what, what does do I mean? see differently?
3: I know, I, I don't know what's going on. And then even with that, then you Translation, have Translation, like, that's dope as hell. I'm like, is it? Yeah, translation. Let's. What is going on? And I don't it's like so this funny. Book. Again, though, with that, it almost feels like you had to do that because then later it's like we gotta have a way to fly around or whatever. Yeah, we've ourselves into quarter. We gotta bring the fucking homunculus back. You kind of have ships and stuff, you know? They're, where's you know? Where is the man of men, Eric? You know, the man, the man, of, man of men. Where's the man of men? You, we you have the hint weird mutant man of men. I think we're gonna get him now. I really not. do. I really think that we're gonna get Doctor Mist is gonna make them or well, something so do you later. Do that if
2: so? Not even that. We'll, we'll just go back to freaking Underworld Unleashed where Neron was giving people power and all of a sudden Black Manta was just an actual Manta man himself and it was the worst version of the character ever
3: in the 90s. It'd be hilarious. The Manta man come. there are just stressed All he wanted to do was become human again after that. Yeah. Well, it gives him something to do. Right? <laughs> something to do. But yeah, I think that it, like even in this where I say at the end, I think we're just going to see. He has that connection, that lost tribe of Atlantis. He he ends up being one of the ancestors of that, so he has a little connection. Not that that does it, it doesn't make the character any different. It just ends up maybe you think a little things that make you go, hmm, maybe huh. maybe then you would go. Maybe it would be translation, dope as hell. And I think you have to be on dope and in hell. You end up though that might be. And we we mentioned this a lot, but it might be the Killmonger deal now, where uh, there's black man. Uh, hey, I'm part of Atlantis. Well, <laughs> then I'm going I just and ruling devil it. Just
2: role Ray to be a weird son of man that he doesn't know, and the freaking half brother of Jackson Hyde. is going to fight the new Aquaman. But
3: so That's in all this though, we end up having. But we a also lot... have a
2: bad sister going on in the freaking next to the new Aquaman and becoming so you have story. That.
3: In this story, in this issue, what are we doing with two more issues left to go into a new series where? You're you're kind of being coy with everything, including names, and then also the big ticket items here. You push aside to do weird stuff. This issue of just we're going to go from here to there. Oh, at, even the idea where they check in, like you said, of the generals, even Merck when yeah. they go to Atlantis. Let's check them in. Let's, huh? Let's put him. Still looks bad. Put him back in. Let's get out of here. Like this. I don't think they're going to fix that ugly. Yeah, I, like really, like he still has this fucked up shit on his shoulder. Uh, go, he's always had that's a part of oh, oh uh, like we'll i put said him back
2: in the back to tank
3: that beautiful stuff on his shoulder remains everybody rejoice he still is great all right Merrick, high five but yeah you just go to almost say hey remember this well it's still going on then you go hey let's go and see the whole deal with you know devil ray hey there's that but he's not doing anything he ends up messing up oops kind of my my bad and then go to get him towards Something that he should have been ultimately, going to. I anywhere really Black don't Manor. think that
2: this book matters at all. It's just something out there to hopefully you know, see if a Black a book could be interesting to the people and stuff like that. But ultimately, the Aquaman book is where it's at.
3: And I don't think any of this really is going to care because what they have to do, you're going to recap shit. He's going to say, Yeah, well, that will be even in the becoming because nobody's reading that either, unfortunately. That's I am, better that book's than good. this. But yeah, nobody's read that. It's the f- craziest thing, not the funniest thing. But I guess because of the name. But then again, that Aquaman The Becoming has Aquaman in the name. But the Black Mana book, when it first came out, it sold 29,000. Would have preferred this be called Aqualad, honestly. 29,000 for a number one is not good, right? But the Aquaman The Becoming 24 was Aquaman The Becoming. That's bad. Uh so you know, usually you'll have collectors that'll be, oh my god, the first black mana series, let's get the speculation going. Yeah, it elevates the number artificially or whatever, but <laughs> they're not even getting involved that way. So there you go. And I think that when we get to this Aquaman book, hopefully people will just be like, Well, I didn't deal with that other nonsense, but this seems cool. Let me get into it. Everything will be recapped. You're you're gonna get the story when you go in. Hopefully that book will hit. Because you're really having two duds of sales going but into the book. But I look forward to the Aquaman. So, yeah, I just, I wonder how they're going to play, you know, the idea of what is going in here. Is, you know, Gallus the Goat going to be in the Aquaman Hopefully book? Hopefully not. Is the idea of, you know, this tribe and stuff, I think that's going to be part of it or you wouldn't have the series. It's, it's a weird deal. But the good stuff is in the Becoming book Sure, going is. into the Aquaman. My boy Jackson's so, there. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't. I didn't even look like art wise or see what's going on. But I hope it's not Matthew Dal Smith, or else that would really. And usually, me and you are more story guys than art guys. But it, if it's real bad, it just thing throws is, you out.
2: Maybe if this had a good story, I wouldn't care about yeah, the well, art, that's but Because a I'm getting nothing either. from either. It doesn't work out in either way for it's me. So true. honestly, I'm just ending at a three out of ten for this whole thing because most of it's garbage and I
3: don't like looking at it. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you you say three out of ten, and usually I'm like, man. Like, he's he's being harsh, whatever, but I don't even know if it's a three. I'm, telling you, a three I'm, in I'm my trying mind to think is, like, okay, of what good. the three, you three is. You brought you know Dr. I mean? Mist back, a classic character. Yeah, but are, is it going to serve anything? We'll see. No, but it's yeah. just Dr. Mist doing stuff, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess it's the same as having, you know, the whole deal with the mirror. Just, image maker, yeah. Image maker, yeah, yeah. Image maker. Right yeah, yeah like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, Nothing else is, but that's cool. I'm going to go two. Well, at least the Wonder Woman book has good art. We usually go by gut feeling, but I'm actually sitting there thinking which of the things would equal out to three in this. And it, it's a shame because – 2.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a two. I, I just – I don't know. I, whew, it's bad. Down it's really is, bad. The thing I like about
2: this, like the one Woman, like Dr. Mist here, image maker over there, but at least the one Woman book had good art. This has doesn't even have that. But the thing is – I also like the idea of the Devil Ray, but I'm not getting enough but of the Devil Ray. weird. Yeah.
3: yeah. And uh, so. Like a new
2: villain. I'm like, yes, I'm all about a
3: new villain. I'm still kind of laying on the idea that it's cool that Black Mana has a book. <laughs> but that's. Again, that's just that. Is cool. cool. But uh, again, the sales really. are. And what are you going to get then? DC saying, well, that character won't sell as a solo deal. And that's not the case. It, you don't know, because this is not a well representation I think of a good book that people there's no way that people word of mouth nobody's even reviewing this anymore nobody cares uh but what is your book of the week my book of the week is the joker number 10 that is mine as well that was a really really good book i'm actually very uh i'm happy that i liked it cuz i'd been down on it a bit and you end up having well, a very similar reading
2: this issue. Well,
3: there was a very <laughs> similar deal, but no, the, it shows no, again, good. I'm more invested when I'm getting actual dialogue between people instead of just being told something. And most of the time we are being told something we already knew with the well, other is issues. Just this being was told. It's
2: like being told in the most uninteresting way possible. Because when we have all this narration on top of dialogue, that doesn't go anywhere. We just have our characters sitting in cars or sitting at tables and nothing really going on.
3: Yeah, you have like it's a real time conversation was, and thought exactly. Process. And you, you feel like you're in the, the deal when you end up. Yeah, you'll have those. But they look great sometimes those pages, but they're just static pages of, you know, so you could just have the wackiest shit, you know, Jim Gordon on a seahorse shooting Zeus with a fucking laser gun. Whatever that's all You I want know, now. you have that. That's all you need. Uh, I'm but getting next that tattooed day, on my back. That's what you're getting to be. <laughs> awesome. Jim Gordon
2: riding a freaking seahorse sea with a laser gun shooting Zeus in the sky. I'm moving
3: around so when you can do it, it makes it look like he's jumping around and stuff shooting heavy. Awesome, man. That's my new back tattoo. Damn right. Your new back. Like, yeah. Well, first, you'll have to get rid of that old one. The old back tattoo. No, this is gonna it's going to be a lower back great. tattoo.
2: It's going to be like a gigantic tramp it's stamp like that goes halfway on my back. It's like a
3: huge tramp stamp. That'd be awesome tramp stamp, too. The top uh, of the back i yes. taken. I have to do something yeah, on the bottom. You're now. Going there with that gun,
2: Jim you Gordon got, riding a seahorse. I, yeah, I, to,
3: I guess I'd have to get rid of my angel wings. I have up there on my shoulders that I have no tattoos no, no, they're on there. The I do a uh, tramp stamp of the angel that, wings. That'd, that'd be crazy. That would be the angel wings like flying in a weird way. Then it picks me up at the, the midsection. But hey, everybody, now that's that. It's we no have a bunch of ankle wings. That's true. That is true. Uh, we'll talk about what we're gonna have next week. As we go towards a holiday, stuff like that, you know, all that. And the book's coming out, not not a ton, I guess, but we have some big ones, there. some you'll know and love. I hope so. Uh, But with that also, two of these will be on the Patreon Spotlight. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science, sign up and get those with a bunch of things. Again, including this past week's Spotlight, where we got to talk about the Batgirls, number one and also the Wonder Girl number six. So if you're wondering where those are, those are over on the Patreon. But here we go, Erica. you ready? Are you ready? I've Batman been ready, Catwoman man. number nine. We got not that time. coming.
2: Maybe we'll find out more about the Phantasm and whether or not
3: she stole that child and whether or not we should care about Phantasm's child being murdered in the first place. My favorite is that you end up having a new bla- black label Tom King Batman book coming out. And the, I the didn't whole hear nothing about him, that. I think that well, was the, the whole favorite thing thing you had. the thing of pushing it, it's like, this is going to show you when Catwoman goes bad and treats Batman like shit. I said, what is this? I already am reading that story. It's called Bad Cat. Ah, baby. You also end up Catwoman number 38. That is rampy's last new issue. Qu- oh, it's so the we'll last see. one, okay. Yeah, oh, it's the new status last. quo now. No, we're going to say sayonara, sucker, as he goes up. And I'm not going to call him a sucker. Teeny Howard. Ends up taking over, so we got a little bit of a, uh you know, and the thing is of that, right there. So
2: Howard did that last thing about urban legends, my favorite story in that. So maybe th- she did that one, right? Yeah. yeah yes. Okay. True. So maybe Catwoman will work out here. Maybe end, I, didn't I mind that
3: it was. It sounded the way it's set up as more of a darker kind of story setup. Cool. So maybe she won't do the jokey, jokey. most we'll oh, you, we'll you take your comics a little too seriously, Jim. I guess. I just it just when you have in a comic, even in a. You know, a fear toxin deal, you know, Dick Grayson yelling something, holy something, well, Batman. The thing you, is, even him looking
2: far. at this vision of the past and seeing Starfire in a classic 80s costume, something like that. Holy ex-girlfriend, Batman. It's essentially just him saying from Adam and X, hello, nurse.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. We also have Justice League Incarnate number two, big book. So we'll see. She's I like the first issue. You weren't so hip the on It looks badass. We'll see how that goes. We end up also then having Nightwing 87, which I do believe is the, oh, no, Haley's kidnapped, and the, <sighs> the thing continues through spread page, spread page. So you end up having... uh one of those issues, Eric. I know you don't like to have fun, but it really does feel like one of those. Well, how am I going to have deal?
2: fun with a kidnapped dog,
3: you fucking monster? What you do is follow the whole thing, and you're going to have to follow through everything as a spread page of a continuous one-page oh, deal. That's so, what you're talking about. Yeah. I thought you
2: were just trying to say, how, like, no, there's nothing better than when a dog gets stolen on the street." No, am I, I right? High <laughs> five. Yeah,
3: I don't want to deal with any of your nonsense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if Haley just kind of disappeared. But you there's know, that's it. you're doing with nothing when. It just feels bite like wing. it feels. It feels like Pizza Dog, a hundred percent.
2: Why do you have a problem with Pizza Dog and Bite Wing, but don't have a problem just, with Dog Shot?
3: You know, Dog Shot ended up being a little different because he dressed up, and, and also and that maybe was a little. Bite wing and also, well. a little girl had that. This just felt like you needed him. You said the idea that all those kids are trying to blow up his ass—it's got missing legs. Like, it's so over the top. But, damn monsters! Newbie in the Amazon's number three. You right. mentioned that earlier. You like that. We'll see how that continues. We also have uh, Wonder Woman Evolution. If that wasn't a one shotter, but we not a lot We talked about of books. that one shot, right? Yeah, yeah. We talked about that one shot. I said that I that was what I wanted my Wonder Woman book to be. I'm just saying it's it one of those
2: things when we're looking at that next issue to see how the quality is. If the quality is the same as the first issue, that was a one
3: shot for some counting. Five. I think we have six books. Six books. Yeah. Two will be on the spotlight. So uh, my guess will be that it will be your back cat and right. cat one. I think it'll all be right. a weird Double deal. there. Section. So we'll see. We shall see how that goes. But everybody, that is the podcast again, go over to our Twitter weird science, DC follow us. We'll follow you back hundred percent. Also go to our website, weird science, DC comics.com to get reviews of almost all of those that we talked about. Maybe even a couple more because We don't really deal with the Black Label stuff here, but as a shout out, we have a Black Label podcast on the Patreon. So with that, some of the Black Label stuff is covered. It's just on the Patreon. And this week, me and my man Carlos are going to be talking the Robins and Batman book, Robin and Batman, and also Batman's imposter. So that continuation, I like both of those books, and me and Carlos are going to be talking about those stuff. So talking that's about when thing Robin
2: meets the rest of the sidekicks the form the Teen Titans for the first time in that black label
3: universe. Yeah, the weird thing is, is well, I was Batman's so, a psychopath. so close to telling you or asking you, you want to skip that Black Manna and do the Robinson Batman? And I thought, no, we've done all the other Black Manna, but I wish I could I the wish I is, gotten of you. You
1: have gotten older.
3: Maybe should but them. the thing
2: is, we have read it, but the idea of, while we hate the Black man. it's a
3: prelude
2: to something big going on with Aquaman that we are following and look forward to.
3: And we've done all the other issues, yeah. that's why I, I figured. But I was about to say It's a shitty book, it. but it's,
2: it's leading to something big in my mind. Yeah,
3: and again, what it, it's the weird thing, and this is the Kind of the, you know, devil's hand That we like to play, Eric, the idea that There's only a couple people reading Black Mana book, they probably like it if they keep reading It, so we're pissing them off, but the Other people who aren't, you know, you can kind of Hear us jibber-jabber about it and get The gist of it without reading it, so there Is the devil's hand of what goes on There, but it does lead If it was, if there was no Aquaman book That that leads to, I think we would have Been saying our sucker We would have been out, but all that said and done. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you could, rate and review and subscribe wherever you listen to this on your podcast players. All oh, there up in your ears, right? What do they say? Smash the button. I don't know. Smash it out. I think If anybody tells say, us me to smash a button, I am not subscribed. Tox and ticks do all that stuff going down. But with all that, Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Up to the plate, home run.
0: Closing time That's it for the podcast So I guess it's time to go home Closing time You've heard the pod's over So turn off your iPod or phone Closing time Nine hours you just wasted Now it's time to get back to work Closing time pretend you're still listening cause your co-workers a fucking jerk every's got to go play with this toy every's got to go' play with this toy every's got to go play with this toy. To toy play with this toy